Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this Overreaction Monday, September 25th, 2023. This sports program starts now. Football! Happened in a beautiful way all weekend, and welcome Verizon on board! Woo! Sponsoring this entire hour, and also I believe the third hour today, we appreciate them being the first ones to say, you know what? The future of linear advertising could potentially look like commercial-free hours where a company comes in and says, we'll front the money for all the little commercials that could have been there mm -hmm. so that you guys can chat for 57 minutes straight. Thank you, Verizon. Hey. Thank, Thank you, Verizon. Thank you, Verizon. Got a couple of these, a couple of those, a couple here, a couple yeah, there. Yeah. I've been a Verizon customer since 2009, so I'm very thankful for that. Now, with that being said, massive football weekend. On Saturday, there were storylines demolished. Oh, yeah. There was big-time comebacks. There was people that got thrusted into the Heisman conversation. We'll chit-chat about that. And also, our show ended up in the direct center of a little <laughs> bit of conflict Ooh. between Ryan Day, the state of Ohio, and Coach Lou Holtz. Now, Coach Lou Holtz was interviewed by fake Lou Holtz on Friday, one of the greatest things we've ever done. Had no idea it would stir the pot the way it did, but it motivated the Ohio State Buckeyes to beat Notre Dame because Lou Holtz said, just moments before he ripped a newspaper mm -hmm. into eighths and pieced it back together, Lou Holtz said, this team gets out toughed. Mm -hmm. This team's soft. Yep. Mm -hmm. To hell with the whole state of Ohio. <laughs> I hate them. And Ryan Day heard every single word, and that's why they got the big-time win against 10 players on Notre Dame's defense Ooh. on the final play of the game. But it was the final play of the game. Let's kick the extra point. Let's go ahead and cover. Let's do this entire thing. Wild weekend that we are involved with. Coach Lou Holtz, one of them, will be joining us in the third hour today. Mm -hmm. Nice. One of the Coach Lou Holtzes that was a part of the two-lose segment on Friday will be here in the third hour. Let you guess which one that'll be. <laughs> yeah. Adam Schefter will be joining us in a few moments. Dan Orlovsky will be here because obviously Dan was in the news a lot. Not only because Gardner Minshew took a drop back out of the end zone, mm -hmm. classic Orlovsky style. Now, unlike Orlovsky and unlike Jimmy G, yeah. Gardner Minshew stepped out of the back of the end zone, got a safety. We go back to win against Ravens. Orlovsky lost. They would continue to lose sure. and he'd be remembered for it forever. <laughs> so him having his little celebration about Gardner Minshew saving him, save it, Dan. There's also other conversations around Dan Orlovsky. Like he said, Justin Fields going to be an MVP. Oh, okay. You remember that? That I happened this offseason. I do remember. Big what Dan Orlovsky was saying in the media now, and we projected it and spotlighted it on this program as well, which is very rude. He made the Chicago Bears fans think that they had a shot. Oh. Yeah. He made Chicago Bears fans think, you know, Aaron Rodgers, the big bad wolf. He's out of the NFC North for the first time in a long time. Get him out of here. Wide open division. The Detroit Lions, are they going to be the ones? Maybe. But the Bears, with another year under their belt, Justin Fields, Eberflus, Dan Orlovsky says what he's seen on film. Yeah. Last year, there's moments where Justin Fields could piece that whole thing together. Yep. He stinks. They stink. Yeah. Bad. And the Kansas City Chiefs did their thing to the Chicago Bears this week, and I think that's only going to continue. Now, we have to chit-chat about Dan with that and everything else he sees going on around the NFL. I think we found out yesterday that Zach Wilson stinks. Yeah. Jameis Winston Still. stinks. Yeah. Sure. Justin Fields stinks. Yeah. Gardner Minshew's unbelievable. Yeah. We'll True. talk to Dan about that, and then we will move on. Troy Aikman will be joining us. He's obviously calling the Monday Night Football game on ABC this evening, which is actually the first game of the evening. Starts at 7.15. Eagles versus Bucks, And then on ESPN, Dan Orlovsky and the boys will be calling Rams at Bengals. Bengals favored by three. Hmm. Joe Burrow supposed to be the quarterback. They signed A.J. McCarron just a couple days ago. Yep. We've seen Joe kind of limping around a little bit. We'll be interested to see how he plays, how the Bengals play. There's a lot to dive into. Last week, at this exact time, seven days ago, I let off the show and I said, if there was a Super Bowl on Wednesday, <laughs> the AFC representative will be the Miami Dolphins 
By the way, that rings true. Yes. yes. Still true. They are a track show. <laughs> yeah. What a football team Ooh. down there in Miami. So much fun to watch. Tyreek Hill had a touchdown a minute, 20 seconds into yep. that game. He was running by people. What McDaniel was able to do, it's like almost a passing version of what Shanahan and the boys do with their offense. It's more aggressive. It's more explosive. And they got that guy and everybody else doesn't. And that dude that just threw that ball can land it in a keyhole if he had to. And the defense is very aggressive mm-hmm. and playing incredible football. Sean Payton got upset. I don't think the Broncos are going to be the only team that are going to get boat raced by this Miami Dolphins team this particular season. I think they're the greatest show on turf. I think they're must-watch television, and they are still the team in the AFC that'll be playing in the Super Bowl if the Super Bowl is on Wednesday. Now, on the other side of the coin there, you know, in the NFC, Uh there's a conversation to be had, because I said, them Dallas Cowboys, listen, this year is the year where the hype is different. You know, Jerry Jones created an AI version of himself down there at AT AT&T World, down there at Jerry World, so he can answer any of your questions. And normally it's that type of shit that steals the show. Jerry in a yacht on draft day steals the show. Jerry doing a press conference steals the show. But still on primetime every week is the Dallas Cowboys, and they stink, and they don't win, and they end up being a big-time letdown. This year felt different. Micah Parsons was an actual lion, a real jungle cat, growling at his teammates, crawling on the field after making tackles and seemingly all over the place. And they run into the Arizona Cardinals. That's right. The buzz song. The Arizona Cardinals out there. Beautiful Phoenix. God, love the city. It is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And what the Arizona Cardinals are doing this year, oh, tanking is what they were doing. Remember? We're getting rid of the only quarterback that knows this offense just days before the season starts. Kyler Murray's not going to be able to play. James Conner's here. Yeah, we appreciate him. We'll obviously pay him and do his thing because we signed him to a contract. But this team is trying to lose. This team's trying to turn things around under boo, 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 new head coach. Danny, you got fire in your gut. What a laughing stock the Arizona Cardinals were. And then you start watching the tape, and then you see Rondell Moore out running everybody. Then you see Dallas Cowboys getting embarrassed on Sunday, week two, week three. And all of a sudden, you think to yourself, are the Cardinals for real or are the Cowboys for gay? That'll be the conversation all day today. Congrats to the Cardinals getting a big-time win. Congrats to Monty, GM, getting his first win as a GM. Mm -hmm. And also Gannon, his first win as a head coach. And maybe he has a little Sirianni where the first impression is something different. But it isn't the Cowboys on the NFC side anymore if the Super Bowl is beyond. It is the Niners. They killed the Giants on Thursday to start this entire week three thing. Remember that. we got to remember that. So right now, it's Miami and Niners at the top of the world for me. I assume there's going to be similar opinions or maybe even differing ones around the stage. The Toxic Table is here at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. Sweet Tiger shirt. Is that for the Bengals tonight? Is that what you're wearing that uh, for? No, oh. not for the Bengals because this one's kind of waiting in the grass. Now, if this one was in like a hospital bed with like a leg taped Whoa. up, maybe then it'd be for the Bengals. But right now, this is more so just like, hey, all these one and two teams are some really good ones or some really bad ones. One of the really good ones, the New England Patriots. We're just waiting. You know, we're just we're just <laughs> in the grass. Mean. We're always going to be there. You might not see us, but we're going to be there every single Sunday. Fun fact about this particular show. Patriots won? Patriots did win. Beat yeah. the Jets, right? Yeah, huge win over the Jets. Destroyed their entire city. Okay, and next <laughs> to you at the talks table, at Ty Schmidt, Green, Green Bay Packers win? They sure did. Yeah. Big fourth quarter. Yeah, biggest comeback since uh, Rodgers, actually, on Monday night. They were down 20, came back, beat the Bears. So, uh, yeah, they looked very bad for three quarters, but came back and won. Got so, the deal done. Saw Jordan Love doing this one to the crowd, too. That was almost like his uh, almost Packers fans saying, hey, you're our guy. Yeah. And Jordan saying, 
proud to be your guy. Oh, yeah. I feel, like, moment. I feel like I felt that in mm -hmm. the middle of that after the massive comeback. Derek Carr gets injured in third quarter. Obviously, mm -hmm. Jameis Winston, not a good football player but from what we've seen. Yes. <laughs> At one point, that guy was incredible. Yes, he was. In everything, you know, we love him off the field. We enjoy Jameis yeah. Winston Help as a human. His workouts, I mean, wherever he's, yep. you know what I mean? All the stuff he does in the offseason, we love Jameis. We love that he dubs. Oh, yeah. yeah. We love the cartoon character that is Jameis Winston. Right. And we believe he has played good football at some point. But as soon as Derek Carr went down, that team was completely different. Yes. And you guys capitalized on it. There's fourth quarter moment that you're going to remember. Like, hey, this one we were learned or introduced to the fact that Jordan loves a guy. Oh, yeah. Packers get a big-time win. Huge win. Patriots get a big-time win. Massive. Colts beat the Ravens in overtime. Oh, Shout out to Matt Gay. Unreal. One half of the hammer. Damn. Cowboys tone digs here. Pittsburgh Steelers get a win. Yeah, they went to the loss of Pittsburgh and got a win. It was awesome. I heard a lot of Vegas fans that too. Yeah, not that many. Yeah, though. it was third and six early, and I heard the Raiders fans loud, pretty loud. Well, it was in well, Vegas, so I'd hope you hear them a little bit. Yeah, but I think I thought it was going to be 80-20 Pittsburgh yeah. to Vegas fans. Yeah. I, I was actually pretty impressed that the Raiders fans even had made some noise out yes. there with how Pittsburgh travels and also Pittsburgh humans enjoying Las Vegas. Uh -huh. Like, Yinzers are okay with going to a place called Sin City and having a good time. Sure. What do you got there? Gambling? Love that. What do you, booze? Love that. Good times? Love that. Okay, nobody will say anything after we leave there? Nope. Pittsburgh loves Vegas. Mm -hmm. Steelers fans showed up. Big time win last night Big for Kenny Pickett and Pickens. And Matt Canada calling the game of a lifetime. Ooh, yeah, Pittsburgh the, Steelers get a win. Call the game of a lifetime. Offense still looked, you know, like it did. Well, they got a win. They oh, look better. They look better, Tony. So you win. You win. Yep. You win. Ooh. I win. Deba, you're a fan of five teams. I assume all of them are nine-year NFL vet, Darius yeah. J. Bob. Obviously, you're a Dolphins fan and oh, yeah. a Colts fan yeah. and whatever other team that's presented. Chargers, Chargers. Chargers fan. Yep. My Eagles yeah, played tonight. Lucky. So we're 3-0 yesterday. <laughs> got my Eagles tonight. But, I mean, Dolphins, that's my real team. And they're unstoppable. Wow. Yeah. Drop 70. So, the drop 70 could have broke the NFL record for most points in a game, 72. Chose not to kick the field goal. Let's take the knee. Class. McDaniel's a gentleman. Yeah, class right. act. Right. And a scholar. Now, I will say they were up like 40 or something. They bring in Mike White, and it's yes. like, hey, we got to get reps out of this. He's throwing <laughs> the chosen one. Yep. Chosen Anderson <laughs> yep. down the sideline against Patrick Sertain Jr., which Ooh. is one of the best corners in the league in the game. Mike White was lighting them up. Too. That Dolphins team, I don't think is possible to stop right now. How do you – is this sustainable for this Miami Dolphins I mean, team in your eyes? Yeah, because you, you, you've seen different I – mean, I think the Patriots did the best job of at least Thank slowing you. them down and making them go the long, hard route, but they still can do that. They showed yesterday they don't mind running the ball as well. Five oh. touchdowns on the ground. Uh, I-chain, Mostert. And, and you looked at the passing game, like what Tua does on like – everybody knows the deep ball, the short, the quick ones, but – a chain, we know whatever. It's great, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of the greatest things. Yeah, yeah. you're a fan of this team. For but sure, on the yeah. second, but on the second level, like those intermediate routes, like they're like wide open because of those quick. I broke down every 15 yard plus pass um, before coming on, and every one of them has a quick motion right before the snap, and then you can just see the the, the zone defenders, their eyes are sucked up on the low ones. Boom, 15, 20 yards. I get sucked up. Like you said, keyholes. Tua can put in the keyholes, so they're just in rhythm right now on the ground in the air. 70? Whew, whew. Yeah, that's awesome. 70? Yeah, you can't you can't you can't put that one on Russ. Yeah, well, no. I mean, certainly parts of it you can, but I think Russ showed facts that he could be good. I think he's still showing that he could be great, but they're 0-3. And, yeah. and Sean Payton is in a nightmare situation mm -hmm. as they get 70 hung on him. Oh. But back in the back now, it's like so your team's mm -hmm. one, yep. mm -hmm. your team won. Yep. Your team won. Yep. Your team won. Yeah. My team won. Mm -hmm. Evan Foxy back there. Detroit Lions, big time. Win. Hell yeah. Detroit, man. Right Defense on. dominated. Needed that. Love that. Gumpy, you're a Dolphins fan, huh? Gumpies are on fire. All is well, my friend. All is well. Nick Moraldo, big time Pittsburgh Steelers fan. How we doing? 
Feeling good, Pat. Feeling good. Road win on a short week. I love it. Love that. Uh-huh. So everybody here's a winner. Let's yeah. go, guys. Except for one particular man. Oh, shoot. Oh, the no. utility vehicle. A man who's good at everything. Shoot. A man who can put together a show in the middle of a parking lot, mm-hmm. in the middle of any state or country you would need. Can figure things out quickly. And just so happens to come from two parents that came from Cuba mm-hmm. to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Was born in Chicago. Gorgeous. Yep. Diehard Bears fan. Yep. They suck. So bad. And that would be Zito. Zito, I'm sorry you don't get to celebrate this day with all of us. Right, I'm just happy for you guys. Yeah, well, Thanks, we appreciate Z. that. We genuinely do. Let's start talking about that particular game because I believe that is where the storylines are all headed whenever you talk about the universe of football. That's right. Yesterday, there was one particular billionaire sitting in a suite next to a lady that we got introduced to last season who happened to give birth to two gentlemen that were playing in the Super Bowl against each other on other teams. Ladies and gentlemen, Taylor Swift was at Travis Kelsey's game at Arrowhead. Wow. Wow. I don't know if you guys saw this. Yeah. Unbelievable. Did you guys see this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Taylor made her way to Kansas City, Missouri to go ahead and watch Travis Kelsey play for the Kansas City Chiefs against a struggling Adversity riddled, yep. yeah. brutal, terrible Hope. Chicago Bears team. That's mm-hmm. right. Now, could the Chicago Bears rallied around everything that happened all week, all the distractions, yeah. and put it all onto the field? I think so. But whenever you saw Swifty and that breeze that came alongside of her, which was the entire universe that doesn't know football, all eyes on, there was no way the Chicago Bears were going to be able to get that win over the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs are in the middle of a dynasty run. Now they got the biggest star on earth in their suite, dating their best. What are we talking? The Kansas City Chiefs are about to win the Super Bowl game. Yeah. Yep. And it's all because Taylor Swift. Now, Travis Kelsey had a lot of catches in the first half. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, he did. Patrick Mahomes rolls his ankle. They're up 40 at halftime. Yep. Yeah. Travis Kelsey hasn't gotten in the paint yet with Taylor Swift. They were down there close to the goal line. They were running the ball a lot. Uh-huh. Checo's getting the ball. I'm like, Andy Reid don't want to see Travis Kelsey. You know? Yeah. I was actually thinking oh, to myself, yeah. did Nagy and Andy Reid don't want to see Travis Kelsey do his thing, do his Dude. dance yeah. in front of his new lady who happens to be here this evening? And then Patrick Mahomes, second half, says, hey, don't worry about it. I'm going to get you a ball. Broken script, broken play, not where he's supposed to go. Patrick Mahomes Ooh. knows that he's doing his thing, and he scores a touchdown. Now, Taylor goes crazy. You look at that reaction – they know each other. Oh, yeah, oh, very yeah. well. They, yeah. She is Invest- invested yeah. uh-huh. in the Kansas City Chiefs and Travis Kelsey's success. And he kind of gave a little teaser last week whenever he said, you know, the ball's in her court. I, I gave her an invitation. I said, hey, I got a chance to watch you rock Arrowhead. Why don't you come watch me do my thing? I assume at that point, whenever he said that publicly, it was already confirmed. Yes. I think yeah. so. And them walking out there and Walter Payton's kid kind of catching them turn the corner awkwardly and the entire internet judging how they're looking next Mm -hmm. to each other where they probably didn't expect any cameras at all or anybody. We're probably told, hey, we're going to sneak you out this way Mm -hmm. so nobody sees you guys. And as soon as they turn the corner, they both see camera, literally a camera right there. Okay, not supposed to have any. I think they look like they're having a good time. I, think I so agree. Too. I think Travis Kelsey's the right guy for Taylor Swift. And Taylor and Swifties, we'd like to tell you, welcome to football. Yeah. Right. Welcome to football. Glad to have you. There was one particular Swifty account my wife showed me that was breaking down what football is. Oh, nice. Really? As the game was going on. <laughs> I love that. Just so you know, you got four tries here. Okay, to get 10 yards. If you don't, they give it to the other team. They have it all as well. You get into that painted area there, six points. They kick a ball through the uprights. Three points could also be worth one point. Welcome to football. We love the Kansas City Chiefs. It was pretty much yeah. how they broke it down. And then there's people that are not happy about this being a conversation of this particular game. What? Oh, yeah. Really? Who? They were sick of seeing Taylor Swift is what the football people were saying. No. I want to let these football people know they're saying that. 
This is good for football. Yes. Great for business. This is great for football. And if Taylor Swift, who sold out Arrowhead herself twice, okay, I wonder if there was any moments while she was standing there having the time of her life watching football, mm -hmm. she thought, holy shit, there's so many people. I sold this thing out how many times? <laughs> oh, I wonder if that was a humbling experience for her to sit with air as opposed to being down in there. But I think it's good for football, great for football. And I'm so incredibly happy for Travis Kelsey, man. Sweet. Hey, great. Happy I, for I Travis. Saw, I saw some people, um, I've been one of the uh, old friends of the show, asking for just a stream, just a shot of Taylor just watching the game. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're the, talking about the in-rap part. I, I did see mm -hmm. that. This yeah, yeah, rap sheet. Yeah. But I mean, how many fans, how many more fans are coming to the game now? Just because Taylor's in it, what has it got to be at least, what, 50 million? So Sam told me, uh, my wife, she was like, Swifties are going to take over Arrowhead if they know she's there. I'm like, a lot of season tickets, it's going to be tough to get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do appreciate the fact that every road game, if there's even a thought, and obviously Taylor Swift is one of the most busy humans on earth, mm -hmm. she's an absolute beast. Dog. Yeah. She's a dog, yes. dude. Anytime you get somebody like that paired with like the greatest of all time, I mean, the superpowers that could come together. I think are going to be yeah. really remarkable. So I don't know how many games she's going to make it to, but if she does, and all Swift, the number, the rating of a game that is 41 nothing at one point is going to be so much higher yeah. than anybody else could have. And the producers knew that. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the producers knew that. Gross. And shout out to Taylor being invested in that damn game. I mean, she was invested in as, like, not only a friend, like, she cares, I think, about it, Travis. Yes. They're in love, maybe. It, it yeah. is so cool to watch. <laughs> they, weren't <laughs> they, were, they weren't holding hands. What were you on? Tony. I'm done catching on. So I was the only one that had secondhand embarrassment the whole time. What? Wow. Embarrassment? What are you, for? you know how you watch something and you get secondhand embarrassment? Like you get yeah, that weird. Tack, I think yeah, you get it. I know you get it. You didn't get that at all yesterday watching it? For what? Oh. For what? I, I love watching Swift, watch. Tony. It was like I was watching Catching Kelsey again. Oh, oh my God. You are a pig. You are a pig. This is nothing like Catching Kelsey. This is two icons. Yes. Yeah. Meeting. In one stadium, publicly for the first time that we know about. Mm -hmm. Now they might have masks on and sure. might cover their face like easy. She was in a popcorn mm -hmm. machine getting wheeled out of the uh, suite. Did you see that? You no, know it happened. No, I didn't see that. There's a lot of Swifties who think that there was a big uh, like metal box that came out with a bunch of popcorn on top <laughs> that got wheeled out of that suite. They think that's how they got Taylor out of the suite. So that's how she gets into her concert. They put her in like uh, one of those like uh, cases or whatever. And it, no, it's not a Pope. Pope mobile is glass. Oh, okay. so this is the complete opposite of the Pope mobile. Actually, it is like covered up. It's a gimmick. They got her working in. They think she can. Hold on, no, no. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Where is it? Right there. Just the fans yeah, lined up after the game. To there it is. Oh, they think that's her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That would make a lot of sense. Certainly possible. Yep. So that would Probably be a Taylor is. Swift move and also would be a smart move. And you got to remember, these billionaires operate a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. They had security like ah. the president was in there all around, yeah. all game, as they should have. Shout out to Taylor. I'm appreciative you're in the NFL world. I didn't feel any secondhand embarrassment at all. I no. don't know what Tone Diggs is talking about. No. You're a pig, dude. I mean, you're a pig, bro. Absolutely disgusting. Taylor can't go and just support her man. What the hell's that about? I mean, you got to be embarrassed about. Oh, I suppose you didn't see him, you know, in in Kelsey's coop after the game either, getting ready to go take a little joyride. Maybe you know, get grab a bite to eat together. These two are in love. Oh, make, so make no mistake about it. These two are in love. So I don't know her entire dating history, but obviously somebody who's as driven and as busy as somebody like Taylor, it's going to be tough probably to figure out relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, because of what she does, how she does it. I think she does all her shit herself too. So it's like that. Perfect situation. Exactly. Perfect. This is a perfect situation. Yeah. And I don't know about the actors and the musicians and whoever else potentially date her. Welcome to the football. You got a gentleman. 
Yeah. That's the football community. And I'm happy that a lot of people who probably feel a certain way about football, you know, probably don't love football, are getting a chance to learn about football. And I'll tell you, the Kansas City Chiefs are the right team for these people that aren't football fans sure. and fall in love with football yep. watching. What Patrick Mahomes was doing yesterday and what that Chiefs team does, it's seemingly, just like we talk about with the Dolphins, unstoppable. And although Andy Reid has incredible strategy and strategery, mm -hmm. they lose Tyreek Hill, and they still find out a way mm -hmm. to just keep making offense. The way Pacheco runs, yes. phenomenal. The way the offensive line blocked, insane. The way Andy Reid stuck with the run, even though you got Patrick Mahomes who can make every single play beautiful. What this team has done and is doing, we need to appreciate because it's a dynasty and now more eyes, young girl eyes and adult girl eyes. Like, when she said, let's go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was so pumped. Chest ball. After a touchdown, I said to my wife, I was like, all right, I appreciate the fact you spent however many, hundred thousand, however, mm -hmm. however many it was. Like, I appreciated it. I'm like, this is awesome. She's in our world completely. That's the right team to watch. Yeah, huge. I, I couldn't imagine what the numbers are going to be because I do believe to what you just said, there were a lot of people who have never probably watched football before that turned that game mm -hmm. on as soon as they saw Taylor Swift here. I, I mean, I'm sure we all got texts from people who are huge Taylor Swift fans, but it does feel like it's going to take some time for Taylor to kind of understand what Kansas City is. You know, when Kelsey scored, she did go crazy, but you saw Donna Kelsey. Donna Kelsey was like, hey, listen, sweetheart, this happens every <laughs> single time. This happens every Sunday. I know you're pumped to see your first touchdown here. I think Donna gave it a couple of these. and like, yeah, this is just what we do. I'm not going to get excited about a Bears win. Yeah, I mean, you can see Donna knows, look, the Bears are the Lance, worst team. We're up 40, Taylor. Yeah. yeah. This is fun. I'm glad you're happy. This should have happened. This should have happened about an hour and a half. Ago. Yeah, I'm kind of pissed, actually, because I thought my son was going to score in the first half. Now, a lot of people were tweeting us uh, on X, tweeting me. He didn't punt the ball. No, he did not. Oh, interesting. What's that all about? Well, he's got to keep that ball. He's giving that ball to her, yeah. obviously. Yeah, because yeah. he's a gentleman. Right. Mm -hmm. Like a Valentine. Exactly. He's going to write nice. on her, thanks for coming to the game. Mm -hmm. I caught this. For you. Yep. <laughs> Trash. Yeah, this exactly. belongs with you. Like, uh, go ahead. You love him? I mean, obviously I love him. But I, I, th I think the Chiefs, and people are obviously going to talk about Mahomes, Kelsey, and that offense. But and Taylor. Um, but to this point, and Taylor, of course. Which which yeah, you got to throw it in now. Hey, you her just have spirit. To. I mean, she shows up in one game. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> score four. <laughs> She's every, every game she goes to, they score 40 points. Bingo. And also, every every game she goes to, the Chiefs cover. That huh. never happens. True. No. Right? Oh, Chiefs yeah. are always Big in a yeah. yeah. Taylor shows up. She's chest bumping people. Yes. They blow them out. That cannot go unaccounted for. It can't. But that defense, man, that defense has been lights out since this mm -hmm. year started, even with the offense kind of finding their footing. And we think, you know, they'll be on track now. And you talked about, um, you know, Tyreek Hill leaving. It's kind of tough when you have an offense, especially with a quarterback like that, where everybody's a weapon, especially in the red area. McKinnon, uh, Pacheco, uh, Kelsey, obviously, and now you have Kelsey still wide receiver one, pretty much, and then other guys just got to, you know, kind of get in where they fit in. So it's tough. But MVS, too, was running. Watson, yeah. Watson had another big catch Watson, yesterday. Mm -hmm. Sky Moore across the middle yep. there had a big time catch. Yep. Yeah, they're starting to find it, feels like. Now, are they finding it because they're playing against the Bears? <laughs> Maybe, but that's okay. Zito, I hate that we got to do this. So much hope, so much promise oh. for the Chicago Bears this offseason. That's a big city, too. Oh, yeah. Huge. That's Assets. a lot of people that were believing. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, they have to see Taylor Swift chest bumping all over their faces, getting blown out. Just a couple of days removed from $100,000 worth of equipment getting yep. stolen out of their oh, building. Oh, yeah. yeah. Their coach getting investigated <laughs> yeah. and house raided. The building having to do a forensic test. Mm -hmm. And them saying it wasn't criminal, but 
not good. It's like, what is that? As we continue to wait and find out what happened up there. And Justin Fields appears to, the only time he ran is when he guys were down 40. Mm -hmm. The end of the game, they started running him and then he gets concussed. Yeah. And then DJ Moore's going to send him to the sideline. I mean, it's just, and then, not if it makes sense at all for the Bears fans. Well, and they might be done with him too because 30 seconds after he got concussed, they're like, yeah, get his ass back in there. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> we, we still got to see what he can do. I mean, he... I don't know. I don't know how it gets any better. I don't think it can. I mean, it's almost like they're the – well, I guess we'll see next week. But it, it, every team that plays them, it's kind of like, it, hey, we've got an opportunity to get right here, okay? we got Chicago coming in. Like we, we know what's going on with them. Let's beat the shit out of them, and then let's kind of get the, the wheels moving. Speaking of beating the hell out of teams, the Bills just absolutely flatten the commanders. Yep. Sam Howell ends up with four picks, I do believe, three in the first half, one for a pick six in the second half, and the Bills are back in their bag. Yeah. This is good for Josh Allen to have one of these games where they just completely smoke a team, and the offense looks good. He has this ability to make every single throw very quickly because mm -hmm. of how strong and powerful and athletic he is, but sometimes that gets him into trouble. Yep. Yesterday, it did not. <laughs> no. Yesterday, everything hit, and this is the gift and the curse of Josh Allen that we chatted about last week, Darius. Yeah, I mean... You can see right here, he had made obviously big plays. It's back-to-back -back weeks now with the Raiders and now the Commanders yeah. where they just boat race teams. And these are, this is what you expect with the Buffalo Bills. This is what we expect coming into the year with the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, they let us down early with that week one game. But the defense, too. Defense got after uh, Sam Howell. We talked about it last week. That was the only thing you could look at him and say, hey, he got sacked 10 times going into this game. They took advantage of that, turned him over a few times. But uh, this is what you expect to see from the Bills at this point in the game going into week four now. Shout out to Gabe Davis getting that touch. Shane Gillis went like 11 and uh, four. four. What? That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. I don't know analyst, anything dude. about this. Dude, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> talking. Dude, I don't ball. know. Why'd you do this? I don't know. Gabe Davis touchdown anytime for sure. Yep. Bills, yeah. give the Bills. Anytime touchdowns. And then he said another one was going under. He had an under that hit, yeah, by yeah. a lot. Shane Gillis might be the guy, the shark. Yeah, yeah. football savant. He yeah. might be the guy out there. But Gabe Davis did score a touchdown. Josh Allen was directing traffic. And although the commanders have a great defensive yep. line, mm -hmm. they were able to just get around that easily. I don't want to say the tape's out for the commanders, but Ron Rivera's going to have to do some stuff. And also look at maybe the quarterback position. Uh -oh. He can't be having four picks. We were in love with Sam Howell. Yes. Oh, yeah. And we love that he's a gunslinger. And he felt like he's Brett Favre out there. But whenever you play that style, you're going to throw it right into the other team yeah. sometimes. <laughs> and it seems like yesterday the Bills' defense was flying around. This Bernard guy had oh an iconic, God. historic game, and we didn't even know he existed. Yeah, he's an absolute stud, and he ended up with that touchdown too, I believe. But I think he got sacked nine times too. Like the Bills' D-line went off the entire defense. They can finally run the ball, though. James Cook, he had like 98 or mm -hmm. damn near 100 yards, and that was the biggest thing last year where it was like, hey, Josh Allen, you know, obviously he does everything in the pass game, but we can't have him being the team's leading rusher and them having a real running back finally has come back to help him out. Let's talk about the Detroit Lions Ooh. getting a massive win over the Atlanta Falcons coming to town. Yeah. Hell yeah. MCDC said afterwards, hey, welcome to Detroit, man. Mm. Hey, that's where it goes, man. Mm -hmm. Okay, you come up here, it's going to be tough, man. Because everybody's talking about the Atlanta Falcons being tough, and they are. Yes. Artie Smith wants a tough team. He gets We get a chance to chat with him throughout the rest of the regular season. His message is going to remain the same. Tough team. We want to run the ball well, and we want great defense. Whenever you think about what the Lions were able to do yesterday, Jared Goff had some phenomenal plays. Oh, yeah. Jared Goff had some 
Jared Goff moments. Right. Right. But I don't think there was ever a question that you guys weren't going to win this game. And I think that's the difference between the same old Lions and the brand new Lions. But, uh, ben Johnson, offensive coordinator for the Lions, is going to script up wide open plays for Jared Goff to hit. This is a different team, Foxy. You got Yesterday, you thought you were winning that game the entire time, right? The entire game, which to your point, is a brand new Lions thing. And what everyone wanted to see was the defense. The defense stepped up because Aaron Glenn was getting some help. The boys actually stepped up, held them to, what, two field goals. And the mm -hmm. big thing, Bijan Robinson, only 30 yards. Ooh. And now we go Thursday, Lambeau Field, huge game for us. So here we go. I think Aiden Hutchinson, uh, yeah, massive one against the Packers, who we'll talk about here in just moments. Aiden Hutchinson, I think, had two sacks yeah. this week. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a player. That Lions team is for real. And I love that the – I love that the fans are getting a chance to experience, like, you know, because normally they'd oh. be watching that game going, oh, what's going how on? Yeah. This? How are we going to lose this? How are we going to lose this? And instead, there's a confidence in the team. No. It's because they've been built the right way, yeah. I believe. No, and what's happening is, that, like, let's say Goff throws that interception. Defense gets a huge stop. Offense gets back on the field, scores a touchdown. They're playing complimentary football, and they're doing things that old teams never did. It's so awesome to watch. And I think in the fourth quarter, you guys had a drive that you were just like, yes. just um, right that's down the, one I'm talking the about. throat of the Atlanta Falcons in the fourth quarter. Golf has had three turnovers and then came back and scored touchdowns on each drive after them. And that's not golf. Yeah. No, no, it's no, unbelievable. No, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. absolutely awesome. I think they've been built the right way, though, through the offensive line. Now, Penne has moved to the left. They've yeah. had some injuries. They're going to have to figure that out. Yep. But the culture feels like it's in place in Detroit. Yeah, that's Davis. how they're built to be tough. You saw them coming out week one with the upset win over uh, the Chiefs. But uh, now you've seen Gibbs, too. Gibbs obviously been forced to have to get a, a lot of touches. And like uh, like Foxy said, when you're watching that game, actually expecting the Lions crazy. to win for three quarters of a game is crazy. And their they, defense they playing well. Like yeah. that's, that's, yeah. that's even last year, like when they started, like that's never happened before. Mm -hmm. Bijan, no explosive runs, which we saw for mm -hmm. the first two weeks. Yeah, I nope. think Atlanta will get back to that and they'll figure that out. Yep. But it might be because of the Detroit Lions defense, who all eyes are on Thursday night in an NFC North showdown against the Green Bay Packers, Woo. who looked dead, non-responded, and terrible for three quarters. There's people saying, man, LaFleur, this guy is a dipshit. This oh, game yeah. stinks. Look at Derek Carr. Jimmy Graham's back. Jimmy Graham's back scored yeah. a touchdown yeah, awesome. in Green Bay. That was incredible. They were doing their thing. And now the Saints obviously get Kamara back. He put out one of the greatest posts on X about him getting out of jail pretty much <laughs> mm -hmm. and doing his entire thing. Congrats to them. They have the lead, 17 points going into the fourth quarter. Jordan Love comes alive. The offense shows up. Defense gets a stop. Ty, hello to the new Green Bay Packers. you got to feel damn good right now yeah absolutely especially when you can I mean again injuries are part of the NFL which is why a lot of people are saying you know hey the only reason the Packers won that game is because Derek Carr got hurt like okay well guess what you know Rashawn Gary had three sacks pressured him all day hurt him like that's that's part yep. of football Packers are missing four of their five best players and it really was like Jordan Love willed them to win in the fourth quarter they looked so bad the first three quarters bad, boring terrible you, t you texted me right after that first fourth down where I mean it was like one of those you know like sports wackies plays where there's the throwback Love slipping <laughs> oh, around looks like a baby giraffe if if that's a good clean pass to him touchdown. that's like that's a 70 yard touchdown exactly mm -hmm. and we're, we're it, everything looks much different but they're just so young so to see them actually and then the defense played great I mean yep. they you know shut them out the entire second half they're finally getting pressure on the quarterback and uh you know hate Blake Groupie you know he we, we were oh. talking to Marcus Freeman on Friday last week saying hey what you know why is Pat not giving me you know any props for, for winning the job <laughs> well because you, you you know 
big situation. What's your deal? Well, I mean, we, there's we no reason to point fingers. Well, there's not, but we want to talk about Jameis being terrible. That final drive, boom, oh. boom, boom. Jameis leads him right down the field, gets him in field, a 46 Tough. yard field goal, and then, yeah. Exactly. I think it's 48. Have a little respect. Well, either way, <laughs> I knew he was going to miss it. Like, that's the first time. Whoa. Ever. Typically watching that game, too, it's like as a Packers fan, just the way things were going, I was like, oh, great. Of course this is going to happen. Jameis is going to lead him right down the field. When they got into field goal range, I was like, he's going to miss this. He, he just it was just some feeling, but honestly, Jordan Love just he. I tell you what, you know he he looks for how bad he looked for three quarters to just shake all of that off. And AJ just, Dillon too. AJ Dillon started moving. Nah, you know he, I mean? he looked terrible. <laughs> what is your problem? I saw him breaking tackles, running people up. Yeah, second half. Yeah, and you I know, saw him doing some was, stuff. And you know what was great uh, is that the first touchdown they scored, fourth and goal. AJ Dillon uh, isn't on the field on the goal line for four consecutive plays. So I don't know what that tells you. What the team thinks of him? It's like that's the whole reason he's. I thought there. we're happy right here. We got a big time we, win. We are, but yeah, I'm it just sounds saying. like the tone changed right here. Well, I just uh, that kind of blows my mind. Is like the, what? Uh, why else is that guy out there? He's not on the field in the most important situations. That's neither here nor there. They need to get healthy. I'm hoping that's why a lot of those guys didn't play this week is so that they could be ready to go on Thursday for a division game. But no, the Packers had no business winning that game and they Wait, did. Bach so didn't play? I'm feeling great. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, Bach did not play. I no, did he didn't. see him on the no. sideline. Still got to win. Was out. Yeah, still got to win. Jair was out four, yeah. play, four of the top five yeah, players. Elton Jenkins was out. Jair. Yeah, they had a lot of guys Boxing. out to get a big time win against the Saints who will, all eyes will be on Derek Carr and his recovery. Joining us now might be a guy who might know something. Senior NFL insider for ESPN. Host of the podcast named after him, ladies and gentlemen, Adam Schefter. Well, you look good. Baby. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Hey, a couple of things in advance. I wore my red in honor of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. I figured that was the least nice. I could do to honor them today. Very nice. And I spoke to the hotel. I said, whatever you do, please make sure the fire alarm is not going off today. No, that was pretty sick because we started singing. We had a good time. And then all of a sudden there's just alarms going off. We're too hot. Just like Travis and Taylor probably. Yeah. We don't want to. Hey, she seemed invested. Didn't she was seen. They seem. Huh? Don't you think, Shefty? Uh, listen, uh, I would just say, look, she's in the box. She's next to the mob. She's not there for the fun of it. I mean, draw your own conclusions there, Pat. But I can tell you this, that all the Swifties out there were going nuts. My daughter, 14-year-old daughter, flipping out. And I texted her in the afternoon. I said, I think Taylor Swift is there. And she goes, no way. And then, of course, it got confirmed later. And she was there. And everybody's going crazy about it. Yeah, I can't wait to see the rating. Like, for serious. 41-0 was the score at halftime or whatever. And that rating is going to be bananas because there's a billionaire singer who's an absolute beast sitting in the suite. Mm-hmm. And it might be a new favorite celebrity couple. That's Ooh. right. Let's move on. to let's talk about that game, though. Patrick Mahomes seems to tweak his ankle there at the end of the first half. Any news on that? Are we just moving forward because Patrick came back out and played with it taped? What's the update there, Shefty? Well, he did. He came back out. It was taped. He looked like he was moving fine. I'm sure it's going to be swollen this week, and I'm sure he's going to be out there next Sunday night against the Jets for his first ever appearance at MetLife Stadium. He's never played there before. He's not going to miss the game now. Don't think he'll be fully 100% healthy, but it's not going to prevent him from being out there and playing. Okay, let's talk about the Jets then. Are they going to get rid of Zach Wilson? I saw Fireman Ed was driving home. Okay, Fireman (laughs) Ed still had his thing on, and Fireman Ed said, Douglas and Sala need to do right by the team. If they don't get rid of this guy, they're ripping off the fans. They're ripping off his teammates. He's not the only one, by the way. Rex Ryan said, oh, what do I know? I've only been on earth for 60 years. They, like These people are saying that Zach Wilson is a lost cause. I thought there was a chance he had changed because he's been around Aaron Rodgers for a couple months there. I thought there was a chance he maybe matured. I thought there was a chance he'd come in there, take the baton, and be the guy. I thought there was a chance the Jets were going to make the playoffs. I watched that guy play football. He is not good. He is not good at it. And his fans, the Jets fans, 
hate him. Are they getting a veteran quarterback? Are they going to look into that? Or do they stick with Zach Wilson and just hope that he can figure it out, even though he has proven over the last few years that seemingly he can't? Pat, as a guy that grew up in New York, I can't tell you the number of texts I get from fans saying they've got to get rid of him. Like, everybody wants to. You heard during the game, Jim Nance and Tony Romo are saying, how much longer can they stick with Zach Wilson? That's when you know, obviously, it must be a real question if the broadcasters, very polite, very fair, very even-minded, are saying, can they stick with this guy? I think they have to review their options. Here's the deal. Who do you want them to go out and get right now? Kirk That's Cousins. The Kirk Cousins. Bingo. That's what everybody's saying. Andy Dalton. Huh? He was slinging it a uh, little yeah. bit, even though he's a starter for the Panthers right now. I see uh, Matt Ryan, I heard, because yep, he's in yeah. the booth. Carson Wentz is available. Exactly. Heard, that, they're at the Mason point where Rudolph. they're saying, Carson Wentz. I don't know if Mason Rudolph's ever going to leave the Pittsburgh Steelers because <laughs> how much Tomlin loves him. But there's names being tossed out there that I think a lot of us have seen yeah. not play great football. And I think Jets <laughs> fans are just like, anybody but this guy. What What is a realistic list, you think, of guys that could be options? Well, you, you named the names that they would have to look at. It's not like they're going to go get somebody else that can come in and save the season. Kirk Cousins has to be the most intriguing name. And again, there's nothing to that right now, not to my knowledge. But the Vikings are 0-3, and they've made a decision where it certainly looks like they're going in a different direction than Kirk Cousins next year. That's the one that honestly is a logical fit for both sides if the Vikings were willing to do that. But at that point, they're punting on their season. Who are they turning it over to? Nick Mullins? At that point, what are you doing if you're the Vikings? Send a bad message if you trade Kirk Cousins away at this point in time. So I don't know that they're ready or prepared to do that. Like That's a tough one. Even though he's going to be leaving there, everybody believes he's leaving there after the season, right? Yeah. So, and, and by the way, if you wait another couple of weeks and you hope that you turn it around, maybe they do that, and then they revisit it after five or six games before the trade deadline, okay, that's the one that makes the most sense from all of our standpoints. The problem is it doesn't make as much sense to the Vikings and the Jets right now, at least not to my knowledge. Yeah, and to your point, in a couple of weeks, who knows what the Vikings' record is, and are they ready to punt on the season because they understand that the reality That's is— That's a punt. That's a punt. Once you trade him, you're punting on the season, which, by the way, if you're 0-5, if you're 1-6, something to that effect, I don't have a problem doing that and getting in the quarterback derby. They need a guy anyway— Next year, um, it's a great draft for quarterbacks. You get extra draft pick compensation. And then you know, what would the value be for Kirk Cousins, who's on the last year of his deal, who is a free agent? The Jets have Aaron Rodgers coming back next year. What are they willing to give up for a guy when they don't even have their second-round draft pick? That's going to Green Bay. And also, what is the Jets' record right. in a few weeks? Bingo. You know, what are they right. thinking for next year? So there's a lot of moving pieces. In your eyes, though, Zach Wilson's still the guy going forward. They keep saying that. Here's the thing. The head coach is adamant that they're sticking with Zach Wilson. Everybody else watching it looks at it and says, how can they stick with Zach Wilson? So that leaves us where we're at right now with the questions coming up in the way that they are. I I think they will look at quarterbacks this week. I, you know, I don't know that it's somebody – it's not going to be somebody that can step in and start Sunday against Kansas City and go beat Patrick Mahomes. I think that's Zach Wilson. But the question is, what can they do to address the position for the remainder of the season? Yeah, I'm excited to watch it because defense is incredible. Yeah, yeah. very good. Weapons are very defense. good. Mm-hmm. Offense line, I guess, stinks, but you can hopefully work. They got Zach well, and Hack kind of working over there. Well, all, all, all the changes that they make, that was wild. Like, Dwayne Brown goes in IR. They move Makai Becton from right tackle to left guard. They move Elijah Beer Tucker from guard to right tackle. They move 
their rookie Joe Tipman from center to guard. Like one injury, which they knew was coming, and they practiced this way, so it's not a surprise. But one injury to Dwayne Brown meant three changes on the offensive line. Yeah. It's wild. It and is, so now yeah. it, it's a tough spot for Zach Wilson when you're behind this remade, reworked offensive line uh-huh. against a tough defense, yeah. and they're not calling anything downfield. Everything seems to be conservative. So it's just an all-around bad situation for a lot of people. Yeah, I think so, too. And, Zach, we think you're incredibly handsome. Yeah, yeah you know for sure. I mean? but for whatever reason, it just doesn't seem to work out at any point of your Jets' stay. Let's turn our focus to this evening. Connor has a question for you. Yeah, Shefty, obviously a lot of question marks around Joe Burrow. I read something earlier from a source that I don't know if we can ever say that we trust completely, but he is an insider. And he said that there's a game-time decision. Who are you talking about? Uh, our good friend of the program, Lil Latte. Oh, uh, Jordan Schultz. Yeah. Okay. And- <laughs> Talking to Schultz, he's on come up. You know, yeah. Schultz is on uh-huh. come up. Shout out. Shout out. He's on his way Coffee up. and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, but Go he's ahead. not, you know. Shef- we don't know if he's batting a thousand. He doesn't know. He's insider. No, he, he's not at the Shefty, you know, level. Uh, so that's why we can't take anything that he's. <laughs> he's trying to get there, though, Shefty. He's yeah. on your ass, Shefty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be careful, Schultzy, Shefty. He is coming for your job and possibly your home. You never know. <laughs> but uh, what's going on with him? Is he going to play? Tonight, is there a chance that uh, Burrow doesn't play? And then is there anything else in that game as far as injuries go that we should look out for? Well, I I think that Joe Burrow's been pushing to play. He wants to try to play. The question is whether the Bengals are going to go out there and let him. And, you know, there there aren't game time decisions. It'll be a decision where I think we'll know by 4 o'clock. Because at 4 o'clock, you'll see if the Bengals promote Reed Senate or A.J. McCarron from their practice squad. Whether they move up another quarterback, I think that'll be the first sign about whether or not Burrow's going. If they don't promote a quarterback at 4 o'clock, you know Joe Burrow's starting because that means that Jake Browning would be the guy there and uh, the backup and Joe Burrow's there. There, He is pushing to play. He wants to play. Um, we'll see whether he can make it out there. Tonight. We saw him walking across the highway that he got to get yep. to the Bengals the other day. And it, you know, it the gate is not fantastic for him. He's obviously, this is just something they're expecting to deal with all season. Is that kind of how they're viewing it? Well, you know, first of all, it depends on the grade of the strain, right? And I don't want to get too medical because I'm not qualified to do that. But if it's a grade one, he could probably play through it. If it's a grade two, then it becomes something that would sideline him for multiple weeks. And so they're trying to do what's right. We know he's not healthy and he's not going to be healthy if he's out there playing tonight. The question is, can he play through whatever grade calf strain he has right now and you know he hasn't looked right he needs some rest the problem is they're on two they don't want to be on three they can't afford to rest them so that's the quandary that the team is left with going to tonight good word uh what do you think happened in that golf cart ride with mr brown at practice the other day where he picked him you know, up you haven't seen that before right yeah. you haven't seen that before yeah what do you think it's he very said? unusual what do you think it was joe didn't want to say joe did not want to say what was what was said in that meeting um my guess is, you know, the Bengals are probably saying something different. Hey, we, we want to be careful with you. We want you right for the long run. We don't want to do anything to jeopardize this. Because Joe's the one, I think, who's pushing to play, wants to be out there. And, and sometimes teams have to stand in the way of a guy Whoa. doing further harm. So maybe he's just giving that message. Let's be smart here. You know, let's, let's be very careful about this. I know you want to be out there. We all know you want to be out there. What but if, we got to do what's right, whatever that is on Monday night. What if he said, if you can get off this golf cart while it's still moving <laughs> on your right, we'll let you. <laughs> that was an angry departure. It was. It was. Yeah. Get yeah. off and walk. I'm okay. I'm good. I appreciate the fact that the ownership is obviously involved because they just paid him a massive, handsome reward yeah. for everything he's earned. But this is not how the season was supposed it's to crazy. go for Joe. It's crazy. Now that I think about it, remember Jamar Chase 
when he first came out early when he got hurt, he was like week four. Like, I just came out, and that was weird to hear from a star receiver mm-hmm. with his quarterback, especially. But like, especially with a calf injury, you expect it to be a couple of weeks. So now that you're seeing this lingering throughout the beginning of the season, it's like, what did Chase know? Well, T. Maybe Higgins we didn't know. T. Higgins too. T. Higgins was the one last week that was like, yeah, we're all kind of watching like, him walk, watching him. Yeah, exactly. Go through the motions. Yeah, who knows what? I guess we'll find out this evening if he's playing. How about in the Eagles Bucks games? Anything we should be keeping our eyes upon on ABC? Oh, you know, we got Kenneth Gainwell off the injury report for the Eagles. DeAndre Swift was on fire last night. They love him down there, DeAndre Swift. But I think, still think Kenneth Gainwell is the red zone back, the guy that is going to get some short yardage work. It's both guys. Boston Scott's out tonight. We obviously saw that they, they don't have a lot of trust right now in Rashad Penny. So it looks like it's those two backs for the Philadelphia Eagles. And after a game like last week where A.J. Brown you know, wanted the football more, I always wonder about a guy like that in a game like this if they try to go back to that guy and make him happy the next week after he was unhappy last week. So to me, I'm watching A.J. Brown tonight to see if he gets the football at the frequency he does. And Baker Mayfield, by the way, opportunity for the Buccaneers here, right? They're 2-0. They're unbeaten. They're one of these teams tonight. The team that wins will be the last of three unbeaten teams in the league. Nobody nobody had the Bucks on that list being 3-0 if they can find a way to beat the Eagles tonight. Good for Baker doing his thing. Got weapons, yeah. got a great defense. We'll see if they can stop the Eagles on ABC. Yeah. Uh, speaking of teams that are winning more games than anybody could have imagined, <laughs> Colts are 2-1. Don't look now Ooh, at yeah. the top of the AFC South. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, D-Butt. Uh, no, no big deal. And uh, obviously we got an upcoming deadline with Jonathan Taylor to come off of PUP. Any uh, update out here in Indy with the situation there? Still went out. Is he happy? Is he ready to get back out there for the Colts? What's the deal with uh, JT? Well, Darius, you know what's interesting yesterday is the Miami Dolphins had everybody in their roster run for over 100 yards. <laughs> yeah. And that was, the, that was the team of all the teams out there that made the most sense for Jonathan Taylor. But you have to wonder, after a game like that, when the Dolphins are one of those unbeaten 3-0 teams, and they look at it and they say, as great as Jonathan Taylor is, and he's a superstar, why, at this point in time, is Miami going to be willing to give up the compensation that Indianapolis would demand to go get Jonathan Taylor when they've got Raheem Mostert running wild, when they got their rookie, Davon Achan, that's how you pronounce it, thank you, Peter, Achan, what? running wild. It's been a few different... What? Yeah. That's certainly not how you so pronounce it. So is that the right one? That's definitely one not way. how you pronounce his name. You said it one you way. Said you said Achan. You are nowhere yeah. near it. Yeah. It's Achan. 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 He told Peter King this was Achan. Achan. Ah, so you were wrong too. That's bullshit. All right, well, he just ruined one of the greatest names. Achan. We're not calling that. Yeah. Yes. Achan. It's not Achan. It's not Achan moving the chains. It's Achan. Achan. There we go. Breaking. It is breaking. Devon Achan. Heartbreaking. Oh, Peter King doesn't want the tush push in the NFL, though. He could be trying to ruin all the good things. <laughs> like A-chan yeah, yeah. is a good A-chan. name. Change hey, it to A-chan. A-chan. I bet he's pissed about t What was Joe's name? Thiesman. Yeah. 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 Joe's right. Thiesman. That's right. And then he won the Heisman. They said, that's Joe Thiesman. <laughs> A-chan is sick. It's A-chan. Yes. No, it's not. It's A-chan. Let's have respect. Remember, this could be an Okariki situation. Yeah. Not yeah. calling But anyway. Okay, so so they got Raheem Mostert. By the way, Joe got- did not win the Heisman. That was up for the Heisman candidacy. <laughs> yeah. What? Changed his name, didn't even win it. And he said, yeah, this is sweet. My name's Theisman. Yeah. A-Chain would have been awesome. I thought they named it after. A-Chain, we apologize for calling you a sweet name, A-Chain, for Sorry. some Sorry. Sorry about it. Jeez. Yeah, you're welcome, anyway, too. Peter King's been around a long got- time. He's probably right. Now, now that we've got that straightened mm, out. Nah. So you got Raheem Mostert. You got Devon A-Chan. 
You got Jeff Wilson yeah. coming off Say it again. IR. Say it again. Say it again. Say the name again. Devon Achan. Oh, it just doesn't work. So it doesn't, it doesn't it. sound right. Boom. Upon being asked. It is better. You know, it is better just saying A-Chain, right? It's pronounced Devon A-Chain with his last name opening a world of A-Train marketing possibilities should he develop a bandwagon. Apologies to Mike Allstein. That's from May 12th, 2023 there. Palm Beach Post. One P. King, right? His. What? Yeah, Devon P- A-Chain. Well, you know what? Peter King this morning. Look at what Peter wrote. Oh, oh no. Morning. Source oh. off. We got a source I trust off. Paul Bell told. Peter, Peter. That's my newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, Peter asked Devon H-A-N, H-A-N, whatever his name is. AJ. He asked him, and he wrote it up as H-A-N. Jeez. You forget a letter? All right. Where well, listen, go? this is a mystery. Yeah, it is. This is quite a mystery. If we had a better relationship with the Dolphins, we'd just ask him. We don't have a good relationship <laughs> yeah. with him, so we hope you will get to the bottom of it. You and don't it, have a better relationship. What's the problem? Uh, honestly, I don't know. McDaniel came on our show and crushed it, but a lot of people were like, look at how high this guy is. I think they thought that yeah. that was our fault. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. He, he was awesome on our show. And, and then we also cooked their social media department a couple times because they put some bad videos out of Tua. So I think we just kind of soiled the relationship with the PR department, which... As you'll find out working alongside of us, this will happen. A lot. This will happen. We got like seven, eight of the teams yeah. Oh, yeah. that we do not have good relationships with. That's just the way it is. Anyways, Mostert want bananas. A-Chan yeah. want bananas. Went bananas. And they got Jeff Wilson coming off IR after four weeks if he wants, if he's ready. So now you got another back. So, again, not that they couldn't use Jonathan Taylor. Every team could use Jonathan Taylor. But are they going to pay what Indianapolis would demand? Nope to give up Jonathan Taylor, and I would say no. So if Miami is not going to give up what it would take, who is? Now let's see if another team suffers an injury. But I think that the place for Jonathan Taylor, the best place for him, is Indianapolis. Well, we got a guy named Zach Moss who won bananas yesterday. So I'm okay with 21 doing his thing. And if Jonathan Taylor wants to be here, sweet. Come on back. Mm -hmm. But a lot of things have been said. <laughs> a lot, yeah. a lot of things hey, have been. Bygones be bygones. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, you know Shane Steichen trying to build his culture, and there's one guy, our best guy, is being the worst guy after saying he's not going to. I mean, that's a. I think there's a chance. Come on, let's go shake their hands. You know, because Jim Mersey circle has grieved Takate. I don't know if you saw the video. He put out a video yesterday about him getting past the loss of Lolita in Takate, which was also happening at the same time yeah. as the Jonathan Taylor. Remember, yeah. he was trying to get a 757 to get Takate from Miami to Washington. Right. At the same time, Jonathan Taylor was asking for a brand new contract. So maybe bygones will be bygones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe Jonathan Taylor can come back up Zach Moss. That would be incredible. Last question here for you, as we appreciate the hell out of your time, Shefty, on this Monday. Uh, Shefty, yes. we were talking a little bit about the Packers before you jumped on and I think this previous week going into the Saints game a lot of those guys who didn't play on Sunday did practice were they just being cautious looking ahead to Thursday night against the Lions or what is the status of guys like Aaron Jones Bakhtiari Elton Jenkins Jair Alexander Christian Watson all those guys who didn't play well number one I I thought Christian Watson had a real chance to go on Sunday and I think the fact that they were playing a short week against the Lions on Thursday probably entered into it right where the guy had an hamstring injury do you want to push him for two games in five days, or do you want to just wait, hope we can sneak through here, and then have him out there against Detroit? So to me, my sense is that we'll see Watson on Thursday night. Jones was a little further away. wasn't on the practice field at all last week. Um, Bakhtiari obviously has got that lingering issue. You just hope that he gets well because there's so much of a better team when he's out there. 
and you just hope he can be right. And Jair Alexander, I haven't heard about, um, but I do think the fact that the Thursday night game against the Lions in a short week was there, I think that that did influence at least some of the decisions that they made on Sunday. What a big-time win for the Packers. Jordan Love basically cements Huge. his era. And that whole moment with him and the Packers fans was awesome. That was so cool. And I think also, and I don't always, you know, I guess this is kind of what our show's known for. Like, Aaron used to do that type of stuff, too. Yeah. Remember, like, when games were won, like, in the huddle, the sky cam is caught. Like, mm-hmm. hey, let's enjoy the hell out of this. Yeah. I like that Jordan has, t- like, I, I appreciate the fact that he's emotional. Yes. You know what I mean? He, like, cares. Very fire. Because some of those quarterbacks that are like this, it's like, you know. Anyway, Chef. By the, the way, I, I, just got a, I just got a text from the NFL. That's the Dolphins media guide says A-chain. Boom. Boom. Bang. You're right. Suck it, Pete. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. Gotcha. That's kind of what sports hey, media is now, isn't it, Pete? Sorry about yeah. it. I, I, never, I never guessed that in going into week four of the NFL season, coming out of week three, that the biggest controversy would yep. be how to pronounce yep. the name of the Miami Dolphins rookie running back. But here we are. He went for 200 and some yards. <laughs> yeah, half I mean, we need to talk about it. If we're going to talk about tons. it, let's say four his name tons. right. Yeah, yeah, two receiving, two rushing. We need to say his name properly. Uh, Shefty, what are you on tonight? You're on the Countdown Show? Are you guys in the studio, or where are you guys at? Pat, you know how this is? This is like the NFL channel. I think we go the Blitz at 3 o'clock, NFL Live 4 o'clock, right into the pregame show, at Monday Night Countdown 5 o'clock, into a doubleheader, like wall-to-wall, nonstop. Well, good luck out there. You crush it. We appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, have a great day. Thanks hey, for having hey, me. Commanders, are they looking at Sam Howell? Commanders, look, looking at him in what sense? To bench him? Yeah, four picks. I mean, what is going on over there? He had a bad, listen, he had a bad game yesterday. They were very pleased with where he's at. Oh, the Dolphins have just weighed in. <laughs> Hold on. He's now telling us it's A-Chan no. as of last night. Oh, my wow. God. Come on. Oh, my God. He's wow. He's been hanging around with, he's supposed to keep up. He's been hanging around with Chosen too long. The Dolphins just texted A-Chan. Okay, so there we go. It's settled as of last night. Devon A-Chan. Nah, That's how he wants to pronounce. This man, A-Chan, did it again. Yeah, I guess we could get used to yeah. it. But A-Chan was just so much. Whoa. I know. You know, for so long. Way better. But it's, it's always great. It was, it was great. It was great well, while it lasted. He had a hell of a career at Devon A-Chan. <laughs> yeah, he did. H-chan. He did. But now he's on A-Chan. He's going to light it up as A-Chan, too. Yeah, we're lucky to know that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you. We'll be watching on ESPN all day, Adam Schefter. Thanks, All right, so we changed his name last night. We got a similar message. <laughs> That's stinks. Yeah, we did. That's like, um, this has happened a few different times now, if we go back through the history. You know, because uh, there's former punter of the NFL, now in the XFL, I do believe, Marquette King. But then in one interview, he said, and I happened to be there for an interview, he said, it's Marquette King, okay? So that I always called him Marquette because I heard him say that. And then I said it publicly, Marquette, one time. Then I got killed for being Marquette. And then I said, hey, Marquette, how do you, he said, either way is good. I'm like, oh, I'm getting absolutely crushed right now. I'm getting absolutely crushed right now because I'm a big fan of his and I wanted to give him the proper you know, title. And then o- Okariki. Yeah. Oh, come on. I mean, the NFL draft in front of 250,000 people in, the, in Nashville, they put it on a card. Oh, okay, dipshit. Oh, <laughs> got it. Kuh. You see that? Riki. All right, that's how you say it, which is why I mocked it at the end of whenever I said it. I said his name twice because that was a shot at the people in the back. Mm-hmm. They were acting like I was a buffoon and couldn't read a card that was right in front of me. Then he changes his name like six months in. <laughs> yep. It's Okari K, actually, and I'm the face of being this uncultured swine. It's <laughs> yep. calling this guy the wrong name. It's like it feels like this happens to us, so we will now A-chan.
A-chan. A-chan. A-chan. A-chan it is. He's good. You pink. That's two times today that you've done this. It may be A-chan again in a few weeks. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we should just stick with Just stick with what you stick with. I'm going to call him A-chan. I do like that he said, I ain't never rushed for 200 yards four tuds as A-chan. Okay? So, I'm A-chan. Yeah. I was A-chan in college. He was awesome to watch. Good for you guys. Getting even deeper there, Gumpy. He's fucking, oh, jeez, flying <laughs> around. I got to stop that. Gump. Yeah, he was flying around yesterday. The run game Gump. with Armstead is insane, though. Like, they bodied the Broncos The guy's all a shit painter. Yeah, what do you want, <laughs> do you want from him? That's Sorry. two. That's Swear two. Marcus Taylor because yeah. he is one. Yeah, okay. So, so it's you two. Sue him. It has, it has only hey, been me and Pat so far. I certainly put a tweet up that also had that word. That's a new one. What's that? Oh. You had a tweet from yesterday that had that word in it, and I put it up there completely not knowing. I don't know if what. How, oh, oh, you got to put a star on the U there. Yeah. Oh. That's oh. a new one. Uh, that one's worse, I think, than even saying it. Probably. Go, Foxy. Every bar can see that one. What did Dick Good do? Did Dick Good just throw a sensor on it? I hope so. <laughs> no, I just, oh, he's ass wipes. <laughs> thanks, for, uh, thanks for following along with the car crash that is this program. <laughs> Joining us now live from an attic in Ohio is a man whose Ohio State Buckeyes are still undefeated. But boy, it was a close one uh-huh. in South Bend, Indiana. He's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, president of Ohio, ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hall. Yeah. Yeah. A.J., we don't know if it was diarrhea or one of the engines, but it was reported that it was one of the engines. Could you imagine sitting on that plane 12 hours, 10 hours as they wait for another one that's big enough to take the whole squad after landing in Kansas City, what a nightmare, AJ. So did they all just, they just kind of just sat in their seats and slept for 10, 12 hours, hopefully? Is that the plan? Yeah, well, you got to hope that one of the teammates uh, snuck some things onto that plane. Mm, sure. You know what I mean? No, not that the NFL would want that to happen. And obviously everybody's bag gets checked going mm-hmm. on these planes, and it's very safe. But you're going to hope that at least the edibles guy, you know, found a way to get through. <laughs> the booze guy found a way to get through. A lot of power cables, you hope, are still yeah, working yes. so you can still do your thing. But that's a miserable situation. Are you still riding the high, the big dub, though, over the Raiders? Or are you potentially thinking to yourself, it's the highest level. How is this what's happening right now, AJ? Well, I mean, you know, you can't really control what happens with an airplane, I guess. But uh, it's, it does bring you down a little bit, I would imagine, when you, you're trying to fly home and see your family and your friends hang out after a nice one, and then all of a sudden you realize, oh, we're going to be, what, a day late, at least that much, I guess. That sucks for them. Yeah, I sucks yeah. is certainly the right words. And we would think that the Steelers would be a good program and a good organization and not fly them on like a Wright Brothers plane. You remember <laughs> when the new regime came in? To, oh. Uh, well, I guess you weren't there for the old regime. But, boy, there was some corners being cut <laughs> in the budget for travel. Anthony Costanzo sitting in the seat behind me. His knees are sitting up around my head because <laughs> how small this plane is. Sitting right next. Two, two, two on each side. We got guys that are 315 pounds making billions of dollars Six, for this people. We're sitting on these tiny little planes. And, uh, you know, a lot of people were new to the building. So they didn't know if this is how it's always been. So I had to be the bearer of bad news per use and be like, hey, this is not how it always is. Like, this... You guys look terrible right now. You look cheap. You look bad. We stayed in a rat-infested hotel, Ugh. put us on this terrible uh, plane. And then, lo and behold, though, Colts responded. Jim Irsay said, that, that ain't how we got. 
got the biggest plane imaginable. <laughs> Love that. You remember how the big? Three, was it three, three, three? Three, three, three. Yeah. It was from like 1941, like 1965, maybe the first ever big plane. So you guys want more space? <laughs> got us this That massive. was the plane that they were going to use for Taco Day. Yeah. Rest in peace. Oh. Potentially. Yeah. And that would have been the right one. Mm-hmm. And we are happy that Jim Irsay has passed yeah. the Taco Day passing. Well, let's yes. hope. Those things we'll tend never to truly get over it, though. Exactly. We'll never get over it. Yeah. Hope he's talking to someone. I guess there's a dolphin now down in Miami that's currently swimming around a uh, oh, uh, thing. And hopefully, you know, I like the dolphins. Yeah. yeah. Wait, big, what do you mean? What's happening with the dolphins? Same type of Takate situation. There's a oh. rotting seaquarium oh. that's down there in Miami. I guess it's probably a exhibit that has been shut down. And there's a dolphin still that you can only see on, like, Skycam that's just swimming around all by itself pretty much. Is it a Buddhist? Just one? Just one. We need to get that out of there. Well, just what I've learned of dolphins is they can... Yeah, just hop over. But I guess maybe the fear of what's on the other side. Just 300 feet of concrete. They should show that dolphins got big, <laughs> big brain. Yep. Yeah. About like what's on it. Just show them the drone shot. Just say, hey, just, you just need to... Yeah, that'll do it. Is that one? Do it. Just a little iPad of the drone shot. It'll do it. Is that one of Takute's friends? Because it wasn't Takute's two best friends, two yeah. little dolphins? Yeah. Did they die too, or what are they doing? It's Mokate and Mokate. It might be Takute. Takute came into the dolphins of life maybe maybe they you know if he's buddhist don't they come back as another form mm-hmm. well, interesting i don't know the religion but jim mercy did tell us that takate was a buddhist which is why he fell in love with takate right yes that's an actual quote from the show you can go uh-huh you don't need to that's we're weird. not making things up no 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 we're doing no, actual we're reporting and journalism right now all right let's change away from takate rest in peace happy jim seemingly has passed it because it was wearing him down and we don't need that right now and the colts are two and one don't look now top of the afc south even though cj stroud texans looks very good let's talk about your packers though aj hawk you're the all-time leading tackler there you were back there a couple weeks ago for a hall of fame induction for a couple of your friends your name is going to be tied to the packers and now the name that is tied to the packers is jordan love that moment at the end when he's like this with all of lambo and they're going crazy feel Feels like we are witnessing, just like Taylor and Trav, feels like Ooh. we are witnessing the first real public acknowledgement of each other. Did you see it that way? And what are your thoughts? Yeah, that's what I thought instantly. Like, oh, this is a this is a moment. This is when Jordan Love is saying, like, yeah, this is my team, this is my squad, and he can kind of show it to the world, I guess. And with how poorly they did play for three quarters, the, the fact that they came back and won that game, that, that's all that matters, man. It was it was cool to see how happy they were, and it's cool to see the emotion uh, from Jordan Love there. I'm sure. Matt LaFleur has to be so juiced because it was not looking good for a while. Yeah, I agree it wasn't looking great. And this is third quarter, minute 50 left, and this is a Mm. dime. Obviously, Watson Dobbs have become a real young arsenal. Mm -hmm. Dobbs, though, from the beginning has been Love's seeming guy. Yeah. Right? Isn't that kind of been the case? Yeah, for sure. And and because he kind of had more time at the start of last year, and then Christian Watson really came on. He scored three touchdowns against the Cowboys, but Rodgers said very early last year, like, hey, this Dobbs guy can be special. And then uh, all the videos from camp this year that came out, like, Dobbs and and, uh, Love were on the same page very, very early on. Yeah, I love watching it. I'm appreciative of the fact that the Packers fans got to show Jordan Love, too. Like, hey, we appreciate you (laughs) at the end during that celebration. It was beautiful. He also, he picked up a first down earlier in the game. Yeah. Or later in the game, but earlier than this, where he he scooted down the sideline. Ty said earlier, it's like Jordan Love put the team on his back. That's for real. Two-point conversion to extendo, cross-body play. He's special, and it's amazing that the Green Bay Packers were able 
able to go Favre, Rodgers to Love seemingly thus far. Now, in the first half, you were saying something vastly different. Yeah. You are saying, here we go. This Packers team is potentially going to fall off. Lose last week. Now they get the Saints coming into Lambeau, beating the hell out of them up 17-zip. And now the narrative is completely different because of one great fourth quarter that could project them into what this team is going to be over there in Green Bay. Yeah, for sure. I went from basically saying like, hey, this team cannot win without Aaron Jones because that's kind of what it felt like. Like he is just so important to everything that they do in order to get them going. And then all of a sudden it's like a, a, a switch just flipped and love. It's almost like he just said like, hey, I'm not letting us lose this game. Mm-hmm. As simple as that. Because he was, he was missing a lot of throws. Like he wasn't very accurate. And then starting in the fourth quarter, Every third down where they needed a first down, he was hitting them. Even like the deep shots, like he started to just find his accuracy. And then that fourth down, you know, to call his own own number on the read option and make sure that he was going to score, like yep. it just, it, it really did feel like his coming out party. He's yep. a guy, it feels like. Definitely a dude. And Jalen Reed, too, getting a lot of quality reps mm-hmm. coming in as a young receiver. We know when Watson gets in there, he's just another level of explosion when it comes to that wide receiver position. But Todd mentioned earlier, you're missing four of your five top guys. I know Derek Carr went down in the second half, but you know that shows a lot for the team and how deep they are that they can come in out and still get this win and rally. Saints are the favorite in the NFC South. Yeah, that's a big time win. That's not just, hey, Derek Carr goes down. Jameis obviously, Jameis Winston, but like that's the excuse coming out of the Saints camp is like you know we didn't have Kamara. He's back. It's going to be a different animal. Yep. We lose Derek Carr. It's like. Hey, look on the other side. They're out a lot of people Bingo. over there as well, and the Packers get a win. Good for them. Is this uh, – yeah, this is going to be a year. We going on a run? I think so. I really – I mean, you know – Why not? Again, I don't know if they'll win the division because I think Detroit is for real, and I think they're tough. And, like, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens yeah. Thursday. I think that kind of will say a lot moving forward. But you look at the NFC as a whole. Like, I know a lot of teams who we didn't think would start 2-0 have or have played well early, but – I for sure think the Packers are one of the eight best teams in the NFC. Let's stay on the NFC, talk about a game that we didn't talk about in the first hour. The Seahawks get a 10-point win over the Carolina Panthers with Red Rocket doing his thing. Now, Adam Thielen seemingly always open. He was their only option. I know Dan Orlovsky was very racist last week. He said Adam Thielen can't run, he can't dance. What did he say? He's not fast. He's not fast. Can't jump high. Can't jump high. Yeah. yeah, didn't he? You know what he says? Has to be the first one in. I, now that you say that, I do remember. I do recall he did say a lot of that. He's got no rhythm. Yeah, can't shoot a basketball. Can't play the drums. Yeah, I forget. Oh, no. Bad ass. Bounces his own checkbook. Yeah, but yeah, all <laughs> um, those things. They yep. said khakis. Yeah, that's like, right. Sits in the middle seat. Can't be the guy. No, basically, he's wait. He was the guy for yeah. Carolina, which might be a problem. Sure. Okay. Yeah, to Dan's point, sure. it might be a problem that he's the only guy getting the rock. But on the flip side, the Seattle Seahawks, yep. Geno Smith, who got time. And oh, I yeah. know that the Carolina Panthers' defensive line is very good, so shout-out to the Seattle Seahawks' offensive line and their ability to run the ball so that he can go play action. But when he's got time, mm-hmm. Geno can put the ball anywhere. What an incredible career arc Geno Smith is having. Because yeah. yeah. there for a while, obviously, not – can't have it, jaw broken, mm-hmm. kicked out, not here. Then he was a backup for like six years. He got his opportunity last year in his run with it. Everybody loves him in Seattle. He's a leader on the team. He can make every throw, and they're going to win games all the time, it feels like. We just can't chat about it because their time zone's crazy, and they're so <laughs> far over there. AJ, what you see from the Seattle Seahawks in that 4 o'clock slate Ooh. that made us you know, kind of be reminded that the Seahawks team had the number one offense in the NFL last year, even though it never gets chatted about shout out Bobo I think what's what's weird about the Seattle Seahawks what's it's a great trait that they have I feel like they expect to win games like they don't go in saying all right hey if we play right we we have a good chance to win this thing and we talk about it a lot 
there's certain teams that go in and they expect to win every single game they play. I feel like the Seahawks kind of have that mindset when they go into games. They're not just out there playing. Like, they have a clear path and a clear plan of how they're going to try to win. And whatever Pete Carroll is doing, man, like, he has these guys that they seem to always believe and they're always there. Kenneth Walker's oh, the dog. Oh, he so is good. so big, so fast. He kind of, and AQ texted me this, AQ said he kind of reminds you of, like, a Lev. Yeah. yeah, he's very patient. patient. He's Safe. big. Safe he's strong. Throw. He's fast. And I'm not saying Le'Veon Bell at the end of his career, but if you remember what Le'Veon Bell was whenever he was rolling, kind of get a similar feel whenever you're watching Kenneth Walker. He's balances there. He adds another element yeah. where they have to respect it. And if they respect it, Gino's able to do this. Yeah. You know, and it's like they are <laughs> phenomenal, and we never talk about them. Pete Carroll, seventy. Yeah, yeah. He's 71, I think. 70, 71 years old? Yeah. You see him to the crowd? Going that off, that type of energy, energy is just infectious. I love the Seattle Seahawks. I love what they're doing. Now, we don't talk about them much uh, because in the NFC, it's hard not to just be like Niners, yeah. same Eagles, division. Eagles, Cowboys. Yep. Yes. It's hard not to do that at the top of the NFC, especially with how deep seemingly the AFC is. But they warrant a conversation, especially with that win over Carolina, who – I think Andy Dalton proved he still got a little better. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Andy Dalton should be, you know, the Jets starter today. But when you look at especially what the Lions did, it makes the Seattle Seahawks win more yeah. pre- impressive last week, too. Like they put 37 points up against yeah. that Lions defense. It was awesome. But they also don't shoot themselves in the foot. Like there was, I think, four or five straight drives where Seattle walks down and then Carolina gets real tight and they just have to kick field goals. But they didn't do some stupid, like, hey, it's fourth and three. We haven't really been able to, you know, score a touchdown, get antsy, maybe go for it on fourth down when you're really not supposed to. They just kind of trust Geno and you know Kenneth Walker. He didn't have yeah. a great first half, I didn't think, but then the second half, yeah. they stuck with it too, and then he ended up with two touchdowns. Shout out to the Seahawks, and talk about fourth down decisions. There was two of them yesterday that are certainly in discussion. Uh, let's talk about the Raiders, okay? The Raiders make a decision to kick a field goal on fourth and three from the 12, down eight with over two minutes left and the entire three timeouts left. So four timeouts with the two-minute warning taking place. If they're able to get a stop on the Steelers who pick up a massive third and yep. two with a great play call great play so from good. Matt Canada to do that, they're able to get the ball back. But since they don't get the ball back, the question is, Josh McDaniels, you're down eight, you're at the 12, it's fourth and three. Why are we kicking a field goal there? What were your thoughts on it, AJ? Because he was going to do it like a minute before that, and then a penalty extended the drive. And then at 2 minutes and 30, he decided to do it again. Mm. What were your thoughts on it, and how do you think uh, you would have played it? I, well, So he had an explanation after the game, didn't he, where he tried to say why he did this? He said we're going to have to score twice anyways to win or something like that. Yep. Yeah, that's what I'm still confused. Is what like okay, I just don't know. I Honestly, I don't really understand why he did it. Really. Yeah, me neither. I, I think – Two minutes and something with three timeouts. Yeah. Understand that's forever if you're tied. Like, if you're tied or only need a field goal or something like that, that conversation is different. On the 12th, going in, because even if you don't make it, you've got a full field still. Exactly. So you still have the three timeouts and the two-minute warning. I mean, we're Monday afternoon quarterbacking right now, which is easy to do. If they end up getting that ball back and go down and score – we say, what a genius. They go back and win this. And then on the other one, everybody's talking about is Brandon Staley just, you know what I mean? Oh. Can't help it. Can't, you know, they say, like, Jeez. if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, good chance it's a duck. Right. Yeah. And when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. And all this different stuff, Brandon Staley is always going to be Brandon Staley. You're talking that decision they made in the fourth quarter to go for it on their own 25, whenever they're up one score in a game that was obviously. <laughs> 
is absolutely bananas. They end up getting a win, though. Yeah. So he's able to kind of peacock around and say, hey, we do what I wanted to do. I wanted to show faith in our offense. I thought we could have picked it up. We could pick it up. That game is over. Also, I appreciate where our defense is. We're protecting four points, not three points. Brandon Staley making these decisions is something that obviously took over the world a couple years back because the stats community came out and was like, He's doing the right place. Mm-hmm. He's doing the right decisions. You know, 62.475% of the time, whenever he goes forward on his own end, up one score mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter late, he picks it up and they win that game. Yeah. I'm like, well, what about the other 38%? You know, that 38% where you get your ass fired. Yeah. That 38% wherever mm-hmm. careers are ruined. Like, stats don't account for the human element of it. If it's not 100% to 0%, it's hard for me to believe. Because even if it's 99 to 1, that 1% can lose your ass a game, a job, and a livelihood yep. for the rest of your entire time. I appreciate Brandon Staley's big old gut sack. Yeah. Okay? That guy's got a lot of guts. Truly. That guy's got a lot of courage. He likes to prove to his team how much he believes in them. But damn, at some point, don't you got to look in the mirror and say, look at this sometimes. We don't have to do this all the time. And it feels like Brandon Staley doesn't have that governor at all. Also, if you are going to go for it, your quarterback that you just paid a ton of money is 40 of 47 for over 400 yards, and you give it up the middle when Eckler's yeah. not even he's, – he's, he's not even in the game. He's, he's, he's hurt. He's out of the game. Uh, he didn't play at all. That like The play decision on top of going for it was even more of a mind, a mind blow for me. But then they win. Yeah, they so did. Who, so we just go on. Well, because the Vikings Whatever, are going to Viking yeah. the Chargers. Don't you have to do Chargers. it all the time, though, Pat? What's that? If you're going to use like those analytics and go for it and be ballsy and all this stuff, it's kind of like the whole blackjack book to where, hey, if you're going to if you're going to sit on 17 or like you just have to follow the rules where you got to do it all the time to maximize you know the numbers that they put out there. So isn't he always going to do this? Well, you got to sit on 17 depending upon what the dealer is showing. Yeah. I mean, if you're sitting at a table with somebody, I mean, there's a full – I don't want to get into a blackjack conversation right now. But that's 16, what I'm saying, though. 16. Like, they'll say, oh, well, by the book, though, yeah, it's 16. You're not hitting it 15, right. maybe. Yeah, you have to. Don't be hitting 17. I mean, your, your hand doesn't even qualify if you're at 16. So, like, I get cool. it. You're trying to save your ass, okay? But also, you're about – I get so mad, but there's a nice balance between the book and being a human. And I think we all thought that Brandon Staley would have developed that by now. I think we all appreciate how aggressive he is. I think we all appreciate how much he says to his team, I believe we can get it. I think the boys rally around that. But also, you're putting some people in some bad situations and going to lose games that you shouldn't lose because of these types of things. Just a little bit more feel, I think, is all we're asking for. But Staley won the game. Who are we talking? Yeah, with that field position, I kind of understand because every time the Chargers' defense have been in a position to close out, they haven't. And um, I'm kind of with Tone, though. If you're going to go for it, put it in Herbert's hand. You know what I mean? Throw the ball, sprint out, do something. Don't run it right up the middle. But to make that call, even with the win, you can look at that play. Like, hey, that was a stupid call based on field position. He did not but say that. But if you're going no, to go, at least throw <laughs> it and put say? it in Herbert's hand. I know he didn't say it. Literally everything I just said is pretty much what he said. Uh, yeah. I, I want my guys to know that I believe in them. Our defense doing this. And I'll do it that every single time. And I think there's people on the internet that are stating that what his decision was the right one, which has been the new thing with these analytic discussions. Yeah, the model that they have said to go for, and so did everyone else's model. But oh, why man. are we acting like there isn't a fourth down play that has a 100% success rate that the Eagles do every other week? Why, why, why doesn't every team just do that? I, I still don't understand. Like, I get Jalen Hurts is more of a mobile Herbert's quarterback. A big boy. Herbert is 6'4", 230. Like, can we not just put a fullback and a couple tight ends behind him and they just push him forward? Why isn't every team just doing that? You're talking about the tush push? The tush push, yes. Yeah, I don't know. There's, the tush push can pick up a good six, seven yards, yeah, too. It's fourth well, and one. Yeah. Just, just do it. As you Speaking said, Peter Chang's been trying to get rid of that. Peter Chan? 
Peter Chan. Peter Kang. Did you hear about this? Did you hear about this debate about Devon uh, yeah, A-Chan? I A-Chan? I, I think we're going to have to hear straight from the source. What are you going to call him now? A-Chan? I don't know. We got no chance to chat with him. Yeah. We've tried to book somebody from the Miami Dolphins on this show for three years. <laughs> There's no way. That just happened. has not happened. So we'll have to listen to him doing it, maybe, I think. I think we'll have to. There's a voice memo. We got a voice memo sent to us, I believe. Uh, okay, here we go. This is from? HR? From the horse's mouth? From DA? Running back? Who's it from? Who ran like a horse yesterday? Yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. hmm. That doesn't sound like it. It's silence. Devoy HR. Okay. Do one more again. Devoy HR. Oh, does he have an accent? Devoy HR. Devon. Do it one more. Devoy HR. I kind of heard the Devoy HR. I hear yeah. the chain. Where's he from? Hmm. Where's he from? We get now because now we. Region of yeah. origin, please. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what they call him in college? What did the, what'd the team guys call him in college? I, that's all I know this because on game day I was like, give the ball to AJ. <laughs> yeah. I was just doing like an absurd. That's why I'm so heartbroken whenever he said that it was AJ. He's born in Texas, so there is a little southern accent, I guess, that could be in there. Can we play that one more time? <laughs> Can we play it one more time now that we know we're in Texas. Let's go to Texas. We're at a rodeo. Devoy AJ. Uh, that's chain. Devoy AJ. Now, can you have him say chain? Can can we ask them to send yeah. chain, <laughs> Hain, Wayne? One of those words that just has a because what if his accent is sure. a bingo? The A actually I softened a little right. bit. We don't know. No, we don't. It's we chain. like to show respect. But speaking of respect, let's show respect to the team that he's on. The Miami Dolphins, AJ Hawk, are a nightmare. They are the greatest show on turf. They are must-watch. 70 points yesterday against the Denver Broncos. Mike White even got in in the action mm -hmm. with a bomb to Chosen Anderson over Patrick Sertain Jr. Sean Payton had a little bit of a, a testy response in the postgame. How could you not? Your team just let 70 points get scored upon you, losing by 50. Are we betting on the Miami Dolphins to do this for the rest of the season? It seems like their schemes, their personnel, and everything is rolling in the right direction, and guys are still wide open, even after being named Tyreek Hill, a damn cheetah, A.J. Hawk. And look at the pocket Tua was throwing from yeah. there on that play as well. That's the thing. like They're keeping him upright. Tua looks so comfortable, so confident, and they're putting all these – you know, the little shovel pass deal he had, the no-look situation. Like, mm -hmm. there's so many things every single week, I think, that kind of keeps each offensive player always excited and thinking, hey, this could be my week. Like, you never know when the ball is coming to you in this offense. I like to his swag, too. He's yep. talking shit in every press conference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, every single one. I love it. I forget what the yardage was in week one, but they were talking about his deep ball. And he was like, I just threw it for 500 yards. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, I, I, I just threw I mean, what are we even? Mm -hmm. And then this week, he was talking about the run game and the offensive line and how people were doubting him. It's like, I appreciate the spite that Tua is operating with. I also appreciate the fact that these plays are designed to work. You know, like, hey, even if you're having a bad day, even if Tyreek feels a little tighter, sure. a little slower than he normally is, even if Waddle isn't 100%, Tua isn't 100%, it's like McDaniel is setting up plays where it's like, this is going to be wide open. Yeah. This this particular play is going to be wide open. If we need one to get back on track, if we need a big play, mm -hmm. this play is designed to beat this defense regardless of how you're feeling. It almost takes the human element out of it. It's just like almost operate the system. But then whenever you put the system in there with the incredible players, it's magic. Yeah. And I've loved watching every single second of it. Yeah, even on that first. So, like – is designed to be open, obviously, which every offense you think it would be, but it's not. You watched it. I watched the Dallas game and like nobody's 
open. Like the coaches aren't scheming it up. The receivers aren't don't have the effort. Miami kind of has it all. Even that first play when you saw Tyreek Hill running wide open, it kind of didn't play out exactly how they drew it up. But Tua stepped up in the clean pocket. Tyreek Hill saw the open field. Boom, lead him. Nobody's going to catch him. But defensively, it can never be a situation. I don't care what the coverage is. It can never be a situation where Tyreek Hill <laughs> is catching the ball and it's not somebody within 20 yards of him. Like, that's, that's, I mean, that's asinine right there. Ineptitude is what you're saying. I think that's potentially why Sean Payton's so upset. And obviously, a lot of eyes are on the quotes that Sean Payton said a few weeks ago about mm-hmm. Hackett out mm-hmm. there. Yep. Sean Payton knows that. We still have faith that they're going to figure that out over there? I think so. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to count them out yet, but we'll At see. Hopefully point. next week they, they get it turned around quick. Maybe yeah, next maybe year. next year. Maybe next yeah, year. Maybe next year. Another offseason. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, is a man who has it figured out. You know how we know that? Because he's on TV all day every day. Hell yeah. Well, not today because he's on TV all night today. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Monday night football commentator on ESPN this evening at 8.15 for the Rams and the Bengals. 12-year NFL quarterback, a man who has a play named after him yep. called the Orlovsky mm-hmm. that Gardner Minshew just did. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Orlovsky. Yeah. What's up, boys? What's going on? You guys doing all right? Yeah, we're doing great. How are you doing? Saw so you were super jacked up. The Gardner Minshew dropped back out of the end zone. Uh, you still feel that way, or do you realize, oh, Gardner so, won the game. We lost the game. A little different. One, I feel great about it. You're not going to take that away from me. Two, <laughs> the, the Colts won, no doubt. Gardner didn't win. This isn't tennis. So I'm, I'm happy for Gardner, but, you know, it's a good day for me, bud. I'm not going to let you steal my joy. Well, it's, Jimmy G has done his – Ty's phone is just going bananas. I have no idea. That is awesome. I don't know who it was, but they were pissed. Yeah, sorry. I don't know who that was. That's amazing. Maybe it was Sean Payton calling or Devon A-Chan or, yeah. or Ryan Day. Possibly. Or Ryan Day. Ryan Day. Relax, Obviously, folks. any of those things. Um, yeah, it was vastly different. You were running for your life. He was dropping back. You know what I mean? I don't like what you did there. I don't like how you did that yesterday. You don't what, – what is there not to like? Like it's a good it's a good moment for me. People love Gardner Menchu. I'm no longer it's not a year ago it was oh my gosh, we're lost going out of the end zone. And then Jimmy Garoppolo does it and he's made a hundred million dollars as a starting quarterback. He's gone to the Super Bowl, so it's like, all right, sweet. And then Gardner Menchu is like one of the league favorite players, so it's 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 not a bad thing for me. I know that. Okay. I'm not gonna let you take that away from me, dude. All right. Well, I'm not gonna let you put your stuff on the Colts who are two and one right now and the team you were on when you did that, I think. Yeah, Owen, Owen. Owen 15th? Say it. Uh, I was I was two and three as the starter. You were on that team too. So. No, no, no. I'm talking about the Lions hey. when you were yeah. talking about where the Lions when you were Jared Allen was not here. off to the we're not off to the best start here. We're not off to <laughs> yeah, the best yeah, start. Yeah, yeah, I got it. All right. Hey, anyways, Gardner Minshew, I'm happy you did that. It is possible. You know, you lose your way back there, especially when you're trying to make a play, which you always did. Let's talk about some plays to be made this evening in the game that you're calling. Joe Burrow had a workout this morning, allegedly, to see where he's at. We saw the golf cart ride with Mr. Brown. All eyes are on his health this evening. What have you heard in the conversations that you've had leading up to this game, and what are your expectations for him? They're favored by three still right now. With a Rams team, it's pretty hot. So, uh, as much as I can share, one, we went to practice on Saturday. Joe did practice. Um, There were reps that were taken by the backup, Jake Browning, that were with the starters. And and in talking with Zach Taylor, that was more the focus of, let's make sure that Jake gets full speed live reps with the guys that he would be thrown to if he has to go. 
and let's let Joe get on the practice field and stay as sharp as possible physically, kind of also assess how he feels and how he's operating. Watching practice from my perspective, Joe looked like Joe. If you go back and watch the tape from last week's Cleveland game, Joe looks like Joe. Threw the ball incredibly well. And I thought their offense played really good outside of the the, the red zone fade, breakup, pass breakup, and then the red zone interception. So just watching, you're standing there. I'm with the, the crew, and I'm going – I he looks like Joe to me, and if he wasn't going to play, why would he be practicing at a relatively full speed? Now, it's easy for me to say, Zach Taylor said this, it's not an easy decision. There, There is no like, right? Because if, if you play Joe and God forbid something happens, oh my gosh, the season's likely over. If we don't play Joe because of the risk of further injury or whatnot, you know, and you lose, you're 0-3 in the AFC, you're, you know, that's an awful uphill climb to go try and make. So um, I think it's a really difficult decision. If I had to just take a wild guess here, I think Joe tries to play, uh, be, one, because of the style that they play offensively, and two, because of the style that the Rams play defensively. But um, I, I certainly hope so, but that's easy for me to say. Aaron Donald just a foot away is a good thing to have uh, staring you down whenever you got a little bit of a calf every single snap. Go ahead, A.J. Hawk. Dan, were you able to ask Joe what the owner was telling him when he pulled him up, mm -hmm. uh, you know, brought him into his golf cart and circled him around, and then Joe jumps out as it was still moving? Did you get to ask him? <laughs> yeah, we asked him. He, he, he did not care to share that information. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think, honestly, A.J., uh, you could definitely sense from Joe – like the frustration of the whole situation. You know, he hasn't had an off season in I think three now, or at least two off seasons and the high expectations. And he, he rests the whole training camp and preseason. And last week, the reactivation or aggravation, excuse me of it. So like you sensed it from Joe, just the annoying frustration of it. Uh, he, he did not share with us that, that conversation, understandably so. Hey, do you remember? When we were growing up, we played that Oregon Trail. Yep. Oh, yeah. Love that game. game. It was awesome. So yep. fun. And there was like a little wagon, mm -hmm. and then there was like an ox yep. or two, and they were just kind of, yep. you know. Floppy go, disc. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You stick sure. it in there. And then, uh, were you the type of guy for the river? You never, you probably set up camp, let the water go down, and then cross later. Is that true? That's probably true. Honestly, I don't remember the game in detail like that. It was more like a Tetris guy, really. Yeah, oh, we all were. Okay, oh, I understand. Cool. We're all kids. Nerd. Yeah, we, we understand <laughs> what that is. You certainly would park that wagon, though. And like, I'm Ford in the river every single time. Lost an ox, lost everything. Yep, yep. I mean, I wasn't ready for the game. It was, it was bad news. But that thing has become pretty similar with your life with the Dan wagon. You know what I mean? Mm. Whenever you strap that thing and you're like an Amish fella and you got a horse up there oh, yeah. and you're riding them. You know who you rode this offseason? I don't know if you remember this or not because... It's something that I assume you've kind of buried deep down inside. Smart. Not to bring up, but the people on the internet certainly remember. Justin Fields was supposed to be an MVP candidate. His Chicago Bears team was supposed to take a big-time oh. jump. Aaron Rodgers, the big bad wolf, no longer in the NFC North. This team stinks. They're, Terrible. They're crumbling at the scenes, behind the scenes, at the at, on the football field, worse than they looked last year. They had the number one pick last year. Yeah. They earned the number one pick last year. It was the worst team in football. Justin Fields looks nothing like he looked last year in the good moments. He only looks bad. Are they dead? What happened to Justin Fields? In the Dan wagon, you for the wrong river. Oh, the Justin Fields yeah. one was not the right one. No. You should have just parked that thing on the side and picked somebody else, pal. You're a loser. <laughs> uh, all right. Whoa. 
No, I love you. Uh, so, Justin, so he, one, I always thought the Bears were still going to be a bad football team this year. Oh, okay. How's guy going to win an MVP oh. on a bad football team? That makes no sense. Let's go backwards to go forward. Go ahead. Uh, I literally picked him to last in the division. Um, I said Jed, Justin would play MVP caliber football and never thought he would be in the conversation because gotcha. the team wouldn't be good. Uh, Justin's not playing good. There's no, like, I obviously missed on that, that kind of projection. I, am I surprised that it's been this bad? Yes. Here's what I'm telling people. The Bears right now offensive tape is god-awful, and it's not Justin at the very front of it. If you watch their game versus Kansas City yesterday, multiple times blocked Chris Jones one-on-one. God forbid we double-team Chris Jones. Makes absolutely no sense. So we let, let's start right there. Every play offensively should start with what the protection is. Like who is the big – like tonight in my game, Every game, every place, where's where's 99? Where's Aaron Donald? And how do we make sure that he doesn't wreck the game? The Bears did not do that with Chris Jones. So that that is not on Justin Fields. Number two, one designed run in the first three quarters. Yeah, yeah. One designed run. So, Again, we, we could sit here and say, well, Dan, why does – one designed run. So that is not on Justin Fields. Um, did, did we see the three dropped – Go routes or deep balls, one DJ Moore drops. That's probably for 50. Right. How about Chase? How about Chase Claypool? Chase Claypool give down. Me, give me that. So, so three drop. And if, and, <laughs> wow. Pat, honestly, if we, if we catch the deep ball to DJ Moore on the very next play, Justin throws in an interception, tipped ball, trying to force the in route. Not, he, just, I just I look at the, the Bears tape and I go, it's a disaster. Yeah. And it's really hard for me to sit here and say, man, because it's hard for me to sit here and Justin Fields stinks. I'm not paid to tell people that this person stinks or not. Like that's not, I don't, at least my opinion, I, that, I don't believe that that's my job. My job is try to figure out like why things are happening. And I think it's real easy to say, well, like, well, the player just stinks. Does he, or is he constantly put in positions of weakness? Is he constantly put in positions where not only he, but that offense is going to struggle? Now, it, when moments present themselves, does he have to play better? Of course, sure. But I don't believe – like if you just watch the other sideline and how Patrick gets to play, it's not even in the same galaxy when it comes to how the game is called. Yeah, and Taylor Swift's there. I mean, there's right. the whole thing. You know, what I mean, there's a lot going against them in that entire. And we take the easy way out. This guy stinks just because it's overreaction Monday. Yeah, and we have to do that. But those fans, I think, because of what you said, mixed with the NFC North being open, mm -hmm. mixed with another year in Ibraflus's system, they had a lot of hope. And here we are, three weeks in, and I mean, hundred thousand dollars worth it's... of equipment was stolen. Ooh. you know, from the bill. Security, well, yeah, security. I just think it's surprising to see a player go from year one to year two, and there was significant growth in year two as both a runner and playing quarterback and delivering the football. So you saw that growth. And then there was only a first-round offensive tackle taken, a signing at tailback, a acquisition of a number one wide receiver. So the – an offensive guard signed from the Tennessee Titans. So you're saying, oh, okay, like there is the people around the player have been upgraded, maybe not exponentially, but definitely significant upgrades. And then so you're watching a young player in a second year of that system. You're going, all right, here we go. Like this, this is the 
natural inclination and you go, man, if this guy was getting used like Greg Roman used Lamar Jackson, or if this guy was getting used like Nick Sirianni used Jalen Hurts, or if this guy was getting used the way you know Brian Dable early on used Josh Allen, let's go. We're going to have 30 touchdowns, and it's just not happening. And I can't tell everybody why it's not happening or being used in that way. I just know it's not, and it's really re- unfair and, in my eyes, not right to sit here and say Justin Fields stinks because I don't think Fair. it's not even Pat for me. He's not being used the right way. I honestly think he's being being used the completely wrong way. Yeah, we agree. And they had him running in that fourth quarter. <laughs> yep, they're down forty something. They got yeah. him running all over the place. It's like, uh, can we put him on the sideline? Yeah, <laughs> now is not the time if we're going to stick with him. And then why right. are we doing that? Why are we doing the most risky plays? Not when we should be, but whenever the game's over for a guy, it does feel a little backwards. It does. So we need to take that back. Justin Fields doesn't stink. We don't know yet. Yeah, not sure. Well, you know who we do know about? You know who we do know about? This Zach Wilson guy stinks, right? I mean, we totally yep. disagree with this, man. Oh, oh nobody yeah. stinks. Nobody stinks. Okay. Let us know. So Zach Wilson no, doesn't not, stink. Dude. Eric, if you if you just I just got done watching that game. You, I'm not again. I'm not telling people that Justin Fields doesn't stink. That's ridiculous of me to say. Oh. I'm not telling people that Josh or Zach Wilson doesn't stink. What I'm telling everybody is this. Watch the first half and watch the second half of yesterday's game. You could vividly see the quarterback is so scared to do something wrong. He's so scared to make a mistake. He's so scared to cut the football loose. Watch the fourth quarter drive. And I, I think it's a one-score game. If not, it's a 10-point game with 12 minutes to go. Yep. All of a sudden, here's a ripped hole shot. All of a sudden, here's a bending in route. All of a sudden, here's a curl route. And the ball comes out, this and that. And it's a completely different player. I Zach is struggling, and part of that is Zach's fault. But it fe- – boot Pat, the second play of the game, they run a, a zone play into an unblocked defender – they got three guys, and the Patriots have five, and it goes from second and 10 to third and 16. Quarterback sucks. Really? We're, we're running into unblocked guys. So um, I, I just think the players right now incredibly scared to make a mistake. And um, do I think that Zach Wilson is going to all of a sudden become no all pro? No. Do I think that he's capable of playing average, we can win – with football for the for this Jets team, I do. Okay, I do. I, I thought Jeez. that a couple weeks ago. I thought that a couple weeks ago. I said, you know what, Zach Wilson's the right choice here because anybody else that comes in is going to have to learn the offense. They're going to have to do this entire thing. Zach at least has a couple month head start with Hackett's offense. And he does it. But after watching him, it's just tough to think. Yeah, this guy's going to be a guy that's going to go on to win. And Jets fans are all the way back to booing his ass. Yeah, you know what oh, I mean, they're all yeah. the way back. But that's part of this, dude. Like that. Let let me rectify my statement that I just made. Oh, thank you. Hey, this, is, think- this is very big of you. Hold okay. on, ladies and gentlemen. Dan Orlovsky would like to rectify a statement he has made about Zach Wilson. Thank you, Dan. I think they can win games with Zach if they get him somehow to a healthier place mentally when it comes to, like, the fear of making right, the okay. Way to rectify okay. it, what are we, okay. Why don't we rectify Alaska, this thing? This yeah. guy's about to lose his teeth. <laughs> this guy's about to lose his teeth. <laughs> what do you want me to tell? My flipper, he said. Go, go, lip, go look at the game, man. Like, if you watch the guy, the that guy, guy in the wasn't fourth watching quarter. The game. You're telling the me guy that guy in the was- second. 
You tell me that guy. The guy in the second half is not the same guy as the first half. I'm just five minutes. Watch. Listen to this. This guy. He's all the way back. Big time fan. Everybody loves him. Fireman Ed. This is what he had to say after taking an hour of an emotional break <laughs> after the game because he couldn't take it. This is what Fireman Ed had to say about the situation. All right, I'm heading home from the game. All right, uh, gave myself about an hour. I was getting a little nutty. Anyway, here's nutty. the deal: Zach needs to be released or traded. <laughs> oh. All right, that's just the way it is. That's listen. Enough. Uh, Coach Salah, Joe Douglas, enough. You did what you could. It's not working out, okay? You owe it to the locker room to do the right thing and go with Tim Boyle and get yourself a veteran in here, okay? The fan base was out of their minds today. That stadium was rocking, okay? They did their part. We had a a tremendous shot to win that game. Did you? The defense didn't give up a point in the second half. Okay? So listen, coach, coach, you need to do the right thing. All right? And Joe Douglas, it's time. Let's go. Cut your losses. It's over. Go Jets. Dan, you want to rectify and loss <laughs> this thing? Do you think that's the case? Do you think it's over? Go Jets. If Zach is broken mentally, if they do not believe that Zach could get back and somehow play, but here's my pushback to that. Environment Ed? In the second Be careful. Watch it. Tread lightly. I watched in the second half. I watched in the fourth quarter a different player. I watched the guy make throws. I watched him trust his eyes and cut the ball loose and not be stupid and not be reckless and not try to do too much. And, Pat, there's plays in the first half where he won't. So if you're the Jets, it's like, why won't you, to start the football game, be the guy that played in that capacity comparison to what you were in the first half? Now, if they sit there and say, well, Zach can't get back to where we want him to – Sure, then go play Tim Boyle. That's fine. That's great. Maybe the offense operates a little bit cleanly. I don't I'm not in that building every day, but if Zach Wilson can do that in the back end of the third quarter and the fourth quarter, I think it bears the question, why can't you do that to start the first quarter? And you gotta remember at his pro day. Oh yeah. Remember he yeah. Oh, yeah. rolling left. You know what I mean? He did that throw. Yeah, I so, mean I cross mean, body. I mean any any shit, any quarterback was good throw. You know, you have 35 attempts. You know, at some, they're going to make, you know, five, six good ones. I think if you're out there playing scared or you're scared to make a mistake, like that right there says everything about you being broken. Because who the, you got Tim Boyle behind you. No disrespect to Tim, Tim Boyle. UConn, UConn got, but um, you got Boyle behind you. We know the names that are available that are actually reaching out to the Jets. So why would you be scared of Tim in that point? So, um, yeah, it's, Har- it's Harson it's wins, baby. Well, but like the get like Dan, you just said get back to where they want him to be. Like he's never been there. Like I don't know why we're acting now after we've already seen two years, three years of Zach Wilson, where it's like, oh, this is the year that he's going to figure it out. And I mean, you keep saying he was good in the second half. He was good in the fourth quarter, and it was that last drive. He did shit in the third quarter, and you could almost argue that the reason he was good in the fourth quarter is because they were just playing back and didn't want to give up a big touchdown. Whoa, Dan, how do you feel about garbage no. odds? Is what Connor saying is what Zach was picking up. The Patriots didn't do anything schematically different in that game. It was a 10-point game. Um, It wasn't in the first half. It wasn't like Zach was – like missing throws here and there, and all of a sudden they gave him completions. It was yard. more that, but he won't let the ball go. Like, first so is of that all, on him? Because he's that's that's on him? Who's yeah. that on? Dan, Dan, you see me? I see that hoop right there. You see it? It's wide open. Let me tell you what I'm going to do. Rip it. Boom! Throw it. 
Oh, I wish I would. Yeah. You missed? I wish you throw it. Yeah. Thanks. I wasn't scared. I wasn't scared. It was in Second down. Second and 10. Damn. Oh, that one looked good, too. Right. Oh, I thought that went in. Come on. Come on. $30,000, like the kickers. Way too far. Way too far. From you? Hey, hey. Fourth down. What, hey. what was that fourth then? Down. Pay it what was that then? Never lost. Whoa. <laughs> all you got to, all you got to do is keep throwing it. All you got to do is keep firing, bud. Which is what we're saying to Zach Wilson. It's like, hey, listen, pal. Was, like, if was that your fourth quarter? Like a fourth quarter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. bud. That was. Yeah, listen, he's got. I'm not, rip. dude. You, I, I'm not saying the kid is unbelievable. What I'm saying is, they've got to figure out why he was a different player in the second half right. than the first all half. Right, all right, we get it, we get it, we get it, we got it. Song and dance, we got it. Speaking of another quarterback, maybe Ty has a question for you. Yeah, Dan, I hate to do the whole same song and dance because I know you <laughs> don't want to talk about guys stinking, and that's not really your spot. But what about Jimmy G? Does this guy stink? I mean, he's been paid like a guy who's kind of teetering on the edge of elite and like his, his some of his interceptions last night and I I guess that's kind of yeah. his MO like when he does throw picks it's just like what the hell are you doing James and he just I mean yeah. I don't know especially with Devontae Adams it seems like he's starting to get frustrated and who knows what's going to happen there but does Jimmy G stink I don't think Jimmy G stinks I think Jimmy G is always is who we always thought he was uh Jimmy G's oh. a good player that um you know feels like more often than not in some of the big moments gives the football away I, I, we were we were watching that game last night as a crew and I looked over to Lewis and I said dude no offense should have seven points going into the fourth quarter with Devontae Adams just it, it shouldn't be possible and I know Pittsburgh's defense is playing at an incredibly high level uh it's it's wild to see how an offense almost like I know Devonte put up numbers, but it felt like they were sh- struggling to get him the football in, in some moments as well. So, um, I, you know the the Raiders' offense, it, it's it's you know with Josh right now, it it seems like they're trying to uh, find who they want to be on offense with their twenty one personnel, and they're just trying to pound the football at times rather than kind of be creative with that 21, a la the, uh, the the Miami Dolphins in the way they use it, certainly San Francisco 49ers. I think Jimmy G's just fine. Tone has a question in that same game. Yeah, Dan, how'd the uh, Steelers offense look in that one? Any better? Totally, totally different than it did in the first week. I know that. And very similar to what it did last week. One, uh, w- way more creativity with the formations, way more creativity with how they utilize pass concepts. There wasn't as many repeat pass concepts uh number two kenny was significantly better with his eye discipline significantly better like that touchdown that he throws it's really a ball that nine out of ten times deep butt knows this you're not throwing that football because it's 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 middle field close there's a safety in the middle field man coverage and all he's really trying to do is ball gets snapped and he sees that safety. It's third and seven that's favoring Pickens on the left side. And what he does is like, okay, safety, if you're going to start there, Kenny does a really nice job of moving into pocket. It's a great route, moving into pocket. And while he moves into pocket, he's just saying, I'm not trying to take you anywhere, safety. I'm just trying to keep you there. And he knows he's got outside leverage move. He trusts the route to win. Can he go shuffle, shuffle, holds his eyes on that safety, and then it's an absolutely perfect throw. You can make the case that this is Kenny's best play as a pro just from, all right, I know, I know like what the coverage is and I know 
on paper, this ball doesn't get thrown unless, and this is that one unless moment. And the back does a great job. Collinsworth kind of pointed it out, stepping up and mm -hmm. picking up the looper. And it's just a perfect throw from Kenny. So, um, you know, as, as kind of talking last week, I thought the offense for the Steelers wasn't schematically a problem last week. Kenny did not play well. Kenny certainly last night um, – connected on those moments that were there that presented themselves. Yeah, they're fun to watch. Still a game late, though. Oh, Daniels yeah. kicks field goal, 2.30 left, three timeouts, and two-minute warning, down eight. You hate it, uh, your face says, yeah. Yeah, just you're you're one. You're going against an elite defense. So are you are you going to ha have the opportunity to get the ball back? And then if you get the ball back, go down the field again and score when you haven't had a ton of success. That night, I just sit there and go with Devontae and Jacoby Myers. You, you, you've got to go for it on fourth down there. And if you don't get it, short field, hopefully. What about Brandon Staley's fourth quarter call? Uh, I don't hate it. I mean, you're 0-2. Right. You're on the road. I, I don't hate the the right. aggressive thought in that. I don't know if I would have made that same call. I, You know, Ju Justin Herbert is an enormous human being, so I don't know if I'm going to try to over-trick the situation. Um, we've seen everybody go to the tush-push for, for in the NFL, so I don't hate the aggressive thought. Um, that's kind of who he's been, and you're trying to find a way to win on the road, but I didn't love the call. Uh, you know what we love the call of? What, bud? Your Monday night games. Let's go. Hell yeah. Last last week we only heard an hour of it because yep. we went to that other game. You guys had a pretty boring game. No offense, not your fault. You nope. can only call what's happening on the field. I think we get some excitement tonight, Stafford. I don't think there's a quarterback in football throwing it better than Stafford right now. So um, I think we get Tua. some excitement. Yeah, Matthew too. You're pretty tight with that Tua. entire thing. So, yeah, yeah, Tua is Tua, throwing yeah. the ball better than everybody. It seems like. And, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and Gardner Minshew, obviously. Yeah, him too. Right now, Matt yeah. Jones. Uh, yeah. Connor was going to ask you, but I know we're out of time. Not only for you, but for us, we're out of time. CJ Stroud, by far the best rookie quarterback right now. What do you see from him? He's going to be a dude down there in Houston. Yeah, CJ looks, I mean, it's very clear. If you protect CJ, and and we're not talking, you got to give him all day. If you just somewhat keep him clean, he could throw it with he could throw it with any rookie that we've seen come in the NFL in a couple years as far as throwing the ball. Kind of like Herbert. When Herbert came in his rookie year, and you're like, oh my gosh, dude, this dude just makes throws. Uh, CJ's just the delivery of the football, the ball placement of the football, the understanding of when it's got to come out, the play, just it's it's very impressive right now what he is doing. And he doesn't even have his full arsenal that's getting developed. Yeah, and Doug Peterson takes over the play calls in the second half. They look like a different team. I'll be excited to see what the Jaguars become. We appreciate you so much. We'll see him tonight on ESPN, calling the Rams in the Bengals starting at 815. Ladies and gentlemen, the legend it is. Dan Orlowski. Just doesn't want us to say anybody stinks. Is that what we're hearing from him? Yeah. Feels I like appreciate it. that. I appreciate that yeah. from him. Yeah, I guess because technically none of them truly stink, but as far as NFL standards, it's not up to the standard. Yeah, pick up football games. They're great. The best. Mm -hmm. All-time quarterback. You, the If they were to play at your high school, yeah. they'd break all your high school records. For sure. If yeah. they were to play at your college, they would have started for you. We understand it's the NFL. Okay, they're great. But moving on, 
seems like some people are a little bit better at that grade level than everybody else. There's a couple quarterbacks that I think fans are completely up, uh, fed up with. But if Zach Wilson comes out and throws three tuds next week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. Right? Which he could definitely do. Oh, yeah. And if Chiefs, Santa Claus. Yeah. You know, Sunday come. night. Every Christmas. Yeah. No, no, Santa not Claus does. No, Santa Claus like comes tomorrow in the middle of <laughs> September, October. Then... Christmas, it does feel like it's Christmas in September because of how damn good all these games are. Exactly. Amen. Yeah. And Health tonight health. we wrap up NFL Week 3 with the Eagles and the Bucks, the Rams and the Bengals. Our show will continue on YouTube as SportsCenter awaits the other side of this break. Big shout-out to Adam Schefter and Orlovsky for stopping by. And Verizon, AJ. Shout-out to Verizon today. Big thank you. Shout-out to Verizon. Yeah, you know, Verizon's coverage is obviously the largest and the greatest and the best. And best of They're all in on football, college football and the NFL. Smart. And our show. We appreciate the hell out of Verizon. We also appreciate the hell out of all of you for allowing us to do this every single day. Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. It might change our life. We'll see you tomorrow reacting to all the news from tonight. We nailed it. Atta Let's baby. go. Right a baby. Might have been a half a second off. Might have been like right Ooh. there. And right Even off. better, though. Because then they have to come to YouTube and see how that salute ended. Yeah, because it was a good salute. I went full yep. all the way out there. You know what I mean? Which you can't do all those all the time. No, you no. can't. No, no, no. There was a group of whites back in the day that did those. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. And Bad really, people. Oh, still some today. Bad you know people. I mean? Yeah, they're still doing them. Still some weirdos. Not a lot. We got to remember that. Yes. Not a lot. No. Still exist, though. That's right. St- still have their footprint. And they they still hate everybody. Yes, oh, they yeah. do. How does that happen? They love to do, do they like? it. Who do they like? I don't know. Those people. Well, we know one person that like. Yeah, you. Connor? <laughs> no, no. no AJ. Hawks. Oh, AJ yeah, Hawk. Bl- yeah. Blonde hair, blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh, they love AJ. Drink love it in, guy. AJ. AJ. No, <laughs> I, don't know that, I don't think that's the case, Ty. Yeah, don't, don't worry. Your, your boys are going to do just fine in the new world order that you want. Oh, jeez. Jeez. I would say what? that. You're saying that AJ wants? AJ, Whoa. yeah. <laughs> AJ's not part of that group. No. Oh, okay. I don't think you're... Ohio, most of them are. Uh, that's what some people say. No, see, that's another thing. You're going to get into trouble with Ohio again because they're all, they're all very, very... What are you talking about, Ohio? Fired up, yeah, fired what? up right now. The, the problem that he got us in with the Catholics, I guess, on Friday. Oh, yes. well, they're trying yeah. to get Connor fired on Apologize. Friday. Apologize. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't even hear that. I was trying to walk... I had my ears yeah, a few, out. A few comments I could see some some people taking some offense to, probably. A guy with, a guy with 89 <laughs> followers uh, that works for Awful Announcing certainly wanted Connor fired. Yep. Yes, he did. Real? Oh, are you saying like, it's a real thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't oh, find out about it until late. Fired until rep way man, or at least an apology. Yeah, I needed Jeez. to apologize for him making a joke about the Catholics. Okay. <laughs> sure. I grew up Catholic. Me too. Me yeah, too. I mean, Me three. Yeah. You're not above it, okay? We're going to let our jokes fly. That's just how it's going to be. Sorry. Sorry. Sue us. As you don't like it, sue us. We've been there, done that before. Go ahead. We will sit in the pocket. I also said, hey, you can't say that. See, that's our... our, You're speaking for me. Exactly. (laughs) I think I I said, whoa! Foxy, can you bring up the beginning of the program, too, by the way? Can you bring up the... the, the read from Coach Lou Holtz there at the beginning of the program, because I do believe the Catholics missed this. Oh, yeah? Oh, probably did. The following program is a collection of stooges talking about happenings in the sports world. is meant to be comedic informative, which I would say your statement... Both of those things. Yeah. The opinions expressed on the show do not necessarily reflect the beliefs of their peers, their boss, or ESPN. Okay, so Boom. Connor doesn't agree. We don't necessarily agree no. with Connor. No. Nope. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with Connor. No. That covers everything right there. It covers everyone right there. ESPN. So we already were in front of this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Got gotcha, your bid. We're in front of it. Who read that? <laughs> huh? Or who, who, Lou Holtz did that? Coach Lou Holtz, yeah. Hmm. Hey, AJ, 
Feels like there's a thin-skinned coach in Ohio who didn't read that. Well, (laughs) that is something that is certainly being chatted about. I appreciate the fact that Ryan Day utilized a Coach Lou Holtz interview with Coach Lou Holtz as motivation for his team and for his fan base. Have you checked in on the Ohio State football program to see how they feel about Lou Holtz since the entire thing happened on Saturday evening? Uh, I have not. I was so watching the game live. I I heard off camera. I know I said to you, I told you guys in the chat room. I I heard Ryan Day's voice before he got on saying, "Watch this." And Jerry Emig, the SID, right before I said, "Hey, take a deep breath." That's all I heard. And I heard Ryan Day say, "Watch this." I'm like, "Okay, here we go. There's something brewing." And I watched the pregame interview that Ryan Day did when he was already fired up, saying people have been talking about us. I had no idea what he was talking about. And then when he went in on Lou Holtz, I was like, "Wait." Lou Holtz must have done another show or must have done something. He's not talking about when Lou Holtz was interviewing Lou Holtz as Ty Schmidt. And I was like, there's no way that's what it's from. But then I'm thinking, well, yeah, I'm sure Ryan Day doesn't even know it was Ty interviewing Lou Holtz. He just saw the Lou Holtz side pop. Well, yeah, maybe. Here's what Coach Ryan Day had to say after beating Notre Dame on a last-second play (laughs) to steal a massive dub and also – after a drive that I think made us all, Kyle McCord's a guy. Yes. Kyle, Kyle McCord, McCord grew up yeah. like that. Can you imagine the confidence that he had to get from that and the rest of the team? Like he's, he made some big time throws in that whole drive. Clutch, 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 clutch. Putting it where it needs and they finish it with a uh, touchdown to take the lead uh, with one second left. They end up covering, obviously, a whole nightmare situation for gamblers. But here's what Ryan Day said immediately following this massive dub in South Bend, Indiana. Like, I'd like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. What he said about our team, what he said about our team, I cannot believe. This is a tough team right here. We're proud to be from Ohio, and it's always been Ohio against the world. And it'll continue to be Ohio against the world. But I'll tell you what, I love those kids, and we got a tough team. So, obviously, oh, yeah. she Ooh. felt his intensity there while doing the interview. Mm-hmm. And there's some people that potentially believe that Coach Ryan Day was talking to Lou Holtz but Lou Holtz was potentially echoing the sentiments of maybe some of the Ohio State fan base. Uh So Ryan Day was potentially talking to a fan base through an 86-year-old man who was saying some things like, hey, they got out tough against Alabama and Georgia, if you look at all this. And Coach Lou Holtz was just trying – he mentioned that he had dementia. Yeah. On the show. In that same interview. (laughs) You mentioned he he had dementia. And he's talking to the Notre Dame fans. But I think Ryan Day potentially just got fed up with it kind of being the narrative about his team. Yeah. So he kind of loses it. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, everybody know. I texted everybody I know from Ohio State. I was like, I fucking love Ryan Day. Yeah. I love the fact that he was like, I will hit an old man. Mm -hmm. I do not care. What this guy said is out of pocket. I appreciate Ryan Day doing that. And us being in the middle of that whole thing is so dumb. And shout out to you for being – Hey, that was a good interview. Great. Good journalism. That was good journalism. That was good journalism. I was laughing until I thought I was going to pass out on Saturday night when I saw that. It was just bizarro world. If you, if I, if anyone would have told me that, like, hey, after you do this, like, Ryan Day's basically, <laughs> by, by virtue, also wants to beat my ass, I, I would have said you're nuts. But here, here we are. It's kind of awesome. It is absolutely awesome. <laughs> And joining us now is the GOAT, 
of the booth. Mm -hmm. A man who's obviously a Hall of Famer as a quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, incredibly handsome, has his own beer. Whoa. Ridiculously jocked, and whenever he calls a game, you have to listen to what he's saying because it's truly a beautiful mind out there. Ladies and gentlemen, Troy Aikman. Yeah! Boy! <laughs> Troy, you're jocked right now. Yes, sir. You are jocked. Good to be on. You're jocked. Yeah. You're jocked. So jocked, <laughs> Troy. So I see you on the Instagram, too. Post. I mean, you are... How old are you, Troy? How old are you right now? I'm 56. Wow. wow. Best shape of your life? Best shape of your life? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I feel the best I've ever felt, which is probably uh, an indication that I am old. But, uh, yeah, I started getting real serious about it. I mean, I've always obviously taken care of myself, but got real serious about it during COVID and, and uh, doing all the biohacking and, and – just trying to keep up with you guys, quite honestly. No, we're all trying to keep up with you. You're inspiring me, pal. And obviously, <laughs> the better shape you're in, we know the longer you'll be going in the booth. So we're all pumped for it, pal. Yeah. We appreciate I you. Appreciate it. Tonight, you. you got a big one. We'll dive into it. But first, let's talk about some NFL stories. Obviously, last week, the Dallas Cowboys were my uh, Super Bowl team. Last week. I said, yeah. NFC, Dallas Cowboys Going to the Super Bowl. AFC, Miami Dolphins, still there. Still. Mm -hmm. So I said, Dallas Cowboys are going to be our Super Bowl team for the NFC. They got the defense. It feels like the hype is real this year. And then they just get dog-walked by the Arizona Cardinals. What are your thoughts on the Cowboys? Are they going to be able to bounce back? Is this normal? How do you? Are they exposed, or is this an anomaly? Like, What are your uh, thoughts, Troy? Yeah, no, Pat, I, I think they'll, they'll be fine. Uh, you know, for whatever reason, uh, Arizona – has played Dallas really well. And, you know, I called a number of those games when I was working at Fox. And, you know, they 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 just have gotten after them. I don't know exactly why that is. But I think also when you look at Dallas yesterday, they, they were without some key guys. And, and uh, it, it really just proves that you got to show up each and every week uh, in this league. And, and here you've got the Cardinals coming off a, a really tough loss when they had a big lead and then gave that up. And, uh, you guys know what it's like when you're in those locker rooms and there's a little more urgency on their part. And uh, they came out and played a physical brand of football that I, that I think you have to do. I mean, when you look at the success that, that, for instance, San Francisco has had against Dallas in the postseason in the last couple of years, and when teams have matched up against them, you have to play a really physical style and you have to be able to to stick with the running game. And they not only stuck with it, they had a lot of success with it. Uh, and then they were able to do some things, of course, on the other side of the ball as well. But uh, hats off to Jonathan Gannon uh, getting his win and, and the Cardinals. They played r really well, and they deserve it. Yeah, Rondell Moore and James Conner obviously highlights from that particular game. And the quarterback is an actual rocket scientist. Yep. 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 Actual yep. rocket right. scientist. I mean, it's unbelievable stuff right. in Arizona. I thought they were tanking, and they put on a show, and I think they've got good tape all season. Go ahead, AJ. Troy, when you watch uh, this Dolphins offense, obviously they put up 70 uh, yesterday and just – doing unbelievable things Mike McDaniel and what Tua is doing like when you watch them what do you see like what is so special and is this sustainable are they going to continue to be able to put up so many points well I, <laughs> I don't think that's 70 seven, every week not Troy. 70, 70 yeah, sustainable yeah, right. I mean I, I, I think I heard that it's been since 1966 <laughs> since uh since that happened I mean amazing and still with a lot of time left on the clock I mean it's one of those days where just everything Kind of went their way. But I, I do like what Mike McDaniel has done and Tua, of course, and they've got a lot of speed and 
I think they're very creative in, in the matchups that they're able to create offensively. So, you know, they've shown that they have big playability and they've been able to get after a lot of people. So uh, they they are not a surprise. I mean, coming into this season, when you looked at the AFC East, the Dolphins were right up there with the other teams, along with the Jets that a lot of folks were talking about. But uh, I like what Mike McDaniel has built there. Uh, we've not yet called a game of his since he took over as the head coach. But I look forward to it because uh, I, I, I knew him when he was with the 49ers and what he meant to that running game. Uh, but the way he's been able to relate to the players, uh, I think it has as much to do with their successes as what they're doing on the field with the X's and O's part of it. Troy, I think one of the reasons why we love you so much in the booth is because you call it how you see it. Mm-hmm. You know, if a ref does something you don't like, we're going to hear it. Uh, if a game stinks, you're going to say it. If it's not supposed to be a primetime game, you're going to mention that at some point. <laughs> that Miami Dolphins team should be on primetime every week. They are must-watch, Troy. I mean, must. I can't wait to hear you take them in. Well, I, we look forward to it uh, when, it, when it happens, for sure. Uh, and, yeah, they, there's a lot of people that, that probably haven't gotten the chance to really watch the Dolphins and what they've been able to do. But I'm really happy for them and, uh, and, and of course, Mike and what he's done. And, you know, it's early in the season. I know, you know, you anointed the Cowboys last week and this week after 70 points. A lot of people, of course, will be talking about the Dolphins, but uh, Troy, why did the Cowboys let me down, Troy? Why does this happen? Why, why is this always <laughs> happening? I don't know. They, you know, they've they've got a really good team. I, I like them a lot. They unfortunately have let a lot of people down most of the time when it comes around January. But uh, these are the ebbs and flows of an NFL season. Yeah, you're right. And when all eyes are on the Cowboys all the time, because Jerry Jones is an incredible promoter, <laughs> greatest businessman in the history of sports. You think? Uh, that's, that's a big list if you're saying history of sports, but I, I do know that this, this league would lock, would look a lot different, uh, than it does right now had it not been for Jerry Jones buying the Cowboys in 1989, because, you know, he really is the one who brought Fox, uh, into the picture when they were bidding on the, on the NFL. And, and then from that, uh, TV revenue, of course, went through the roof with the rights uh, to, to broadcast NFL games and how that's changed, uh, of course, the profitability for these teams and the valuations of the teams, but also for the players. Uh, so I think when the story's written uh, about the NFL and, and the current group of people who have impacted it, uh, Jerry Jones is going to have a very prominent place on that, on uh, you know, in the history of our of our game. Yeah, and a different chapter, you and Joe too. By the way, incredible calls all the time. <laughs> Darius has a question about tonight. Yeah, I want to ask you about these quarterbacks. Start with Baker Mayfield. You know, going in this game two and zero, a great start to his season. I want to ask you, you know, what improvements have you seen with him? And then, kind of the second part of the question: quarterbacks. Uh, at what point in the season, because every year is different, at what point in the season as a quarterback did you feel like, okay, I have a real feel of this offense, the players around me, uh, and also the guys calling the plays? Yeah, I think, you know, looking at Baker, uh, I couldn't be more impressed with what he's done over the first two weeks. And I've known Baker a long time, and we all know what his journey has been in the NFL. He's played for eight head coaches. Uh, this Jeez. is his fourth team. In less than two years. I mean, and I think that with that, especially as a guy who was the number one overall pick, you get hardened a little bit and and, and you kind of come out the other side of it. And if you survive it, then I, I think you have the ability to go on and, and really position yourself in a very positive way. And I, in, in, in a sense, I think that's what's happened 
to Baker with Tampa Bay that he just wants to go out and enjoy himself. But when you look at how he's performed, uh, he's done some things that he that he has not been able to do in the other stops that he's had. He's not handled pressure particularly well, but he has. He's gotten the ball out. Uh, but but the biggest thing when when I watch him is I've always felt that Baker's at his best when he's got his swagger and he's mm-hmm. got his bravado or when he's talking, you know, to the defense and and that's who he is and 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 that's what we saw of him at Oklahoma and I feel like he's getting that back and of course things have fallen in place for for Tampa through the first two games tonight's going to be a much bigger test uh, for this offense. Uh, but I like what Dave Canales has been able to do and in, in being able to commit to running the football. They're not great at doing it, but it plays into the strengths of Baker in the play-action game. And then he's got a little mobility, I think, which helps the offensive line as well from where they've been the last three years with Tom. On the other side of it with Jalen, uh, it, it is a new offensive coordinator. And a lot of people think that because Brian Johnson was in the building, that it's the same offense and, and that they should just pick right up where they left off last year. And it, it doesn't really work that way. That It's one thing to have the same offense, but oftentimes what allows a quarterback or an offense to have success is how those plays are being called. And so I, I do feel like there's still a feeling out process uh, with Jalen and with Brian and getting on the same page when things are being called, uh, what he's looking for, when the plays are called as well. Uh, and tonight's going to be a good test for them against what I think is a really good Tampa Bay defense. So yep. uh, I anticipate, as I do every week, a really good game and uh, looking forward to it tonight. Go ahead, AJ. You, you mentioned Baker and his swagger, and that's when he's playing the best. Is How tough is it as a quarterback? And we talk about it a lot on this show, like confidence. If you're a quarterback and mm. you lose a little bit of confidence, I cannot imagine how difficult it would be to go out there and play. What could what can coaches do, I guess, to try to continue – that for Baker and for other quarterbacks maybe that don't have that confidence? How do coaches help that? Yeah, I, I, I don't know what it's like as a linebacker, AJ, but I know I know as a quarterback, you, you and, and, and a lot like an offensive team, uh, whereas defense, one player, I think, can kind of ignite a defense with a big play. Offensively, you know, you can be struggling a little bit and then you have a really nice drive. And the next thing you know, you're, you're playing a few games in a row at a really high level. And I think the same thing is true for a quarterback. And the most important part of it is just being able to settle quarterback in and, and get some completions under his belt. So, uh, that'll be the, that'll be the key, uh, again tonight for Baker. Um, I, I think they're realistic about where they are. I, d- I do think. It's a team that when Brady retired, and they all loved playing with Tom, uh, and why wouldn't they? They had a lot of success. But I think when Tom retired, there was this idea that the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just were not going to be competitive, and a lot of people didn't expect them uh, to win more than two games, and they've already they've already reached that, of course. But I think there's some veteran players who have been a part of some of those good teams, and and they want to prove that they can still win games, and and they all are playing with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. And and Baker, he's I think Baker's been living with a chip on his shoulder. So uh, it's a it's a highly motivated group, and uh, and and I'm excited about what this year might mean to them and and how they might look. But Philadelphia is still a great football team. They haven't played it uh, through the first two weeks, but uh, I think they're really really talented. And of course, the success that they've had. 
they're a team that uh, believes in themselves and know that they'll be there when January rolls around as well. Yeah, we chatted with Jason Kelsey last week. He echoed those sentiments like, we have not played how we should play. And then if you think about what the conversation was about the Buccaneers, their crop, remember how bad the NFC South was? The oh, NFC yeah. South is just trash, yeah. just complete trash, other than the Saints. Now without Derek Carr, how are they going to look? But the Bucs have gone mm-hmm. and done their thing. The Atlanta Falcons lose to the Lions, but they've looked promising. I mean, it's crazy the projections going into a season versus the reality yeah. of the actual season season do you get caught up in that you've been in this game so long i guess you probably know better but like do you listen at all to the off off season storylines and then how quickly is this every single year that we're experiencing this yeah i think you know the tendency for me and i think for everybody is when you when you go into a season you you tend to remember the teams that were there the year before and and you feel like they've made some improvements along with some of the lesser teams but it's easy to look at the teams that were just in the postseason and feel that they're going to be the ones representing those same conferences or the, or the same divisions when, when you get into the postseason. But there's always there's always those surprises. Uh, you know, I think back to last year, and Seattle was one of those teams. Uh, I, I felt probably that throughout last season and then when the season ended, we probably took for granted the job that Pete Carroll did. And yeah. in a lot of ways, you could argue that that may have been his best coaching job. And no one expected them to do much of anything. And they just lost their franchise quarterback. And then they make the postseason. So uh, we tend to lose sight maybe of how we feel about teams coming into the year even, that when it's all said and done, we don't give them their due. But there's going to be some surprises. There already has been. Uh, this year, but uh, that'll continue throughout the season. And then when we get into the postseason, there'll be a few teams that no one would have thought would have made it when the year began. The league's the best. And you talk about the franchise quarterback leaving. He's had an interesting stay in Denver. Go ahead, Ty. Yeah, speaking of that, Troy, I think uh, the low-hanging fruit when you look at the Broncos is just to kind of rip apart Russell Wilson and say, hey, he's not the same guy. And I think a lot of people expected him and Sean Payton coming together to kind of put him back to MVP form. But when you look at what they've done so far, I mean, obviously all of last year with Hackett and then so far this year, and maybe it's the defense's fault a little bit more than his, but is there a scenario where you see it just not working out between Russell and Sean Payton and he maybe doesn't make it through the entire season and they go with Stidham instead and then we're wondering if he's going to remain a Bronco uh, after the season ends? Man, I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's uh, that's a lot uh, to try to unpack right there. It's uh, <laughs> You know, it's hard to imagine that that they're going to give up on on Russell Wilson uh, that quickly. But there's a lot of pressure on Russell, of course, and there's a lot of pressure on Sean Payton, and 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 they're embarrassed right now. So, I think when you have a game like they had yesterday, I I, I wouldn't take anything off the table, but. Uh, I would have to expect that there will be changes. I just can't imagine that it will be at the quarterback position. But, you know, AJ talked about confidence. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> 70. I, you know, AJ talked about confidence, and, and that's uh, it's hard to have confidence when you're not winning games. Um, and I thought last year watching Russell, he, he did not play, you know, with the same confidence that, that I had seen from him in Seattle, nor would you expect that. And – Right now, that entire football team, the, the organization, uh, I, I don't know how you go to a game like that and come out of it and not just question everything that's happening within the building. So Ugh. there's a lot of soul searching that will be taking place this week in Denver. There's no question. Three weeks in. 
Ooh. We're only three weeks in, Troy. Think about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. the amount of looking in the mirror going, we prepared for <laughs> yeah. a whole week. 70? We prepared for a whole week. Tyreek's not going to score. And then, what, a minute 20 in, Tyreek <laughs> sprinting yeah. down the field alone. It's like, is any <laughs> is anything we're doing the right thing? Is any of that? But then once you get a dub, isn't it amazing? As soon as you get a win, it just cures everything in the building, seemingly. More so than any other business, I feel like, Troy. I, I think the uh, well, uh, uh, Dub helps. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I, you know, you guys have been in those locker rooms, and you and you have a game like that. And the hard thing to do, and it's the coach's job, and really the players too. But the I've always felt, you know, people have asked me, "What do you look for in a head coach?" I say the first thing that a head coach has to be able to do is when you have the team uh, and you are struggling, he has to be able to stand in front of 53 guys and command the room. Yeah. And Sean Payton is certainly uh, capable of doing that, and and he'll have to do that uh, this week. But, you know, these are tough times, and you just cannot have finger-pointing. And I, and I think in some ways it seemed that that was occurring last year within that locker room uh, and, and, and you, and they won't recover if, if it's happening this year. Uh, but Sean, you know, Sean's a veteran coach. He's been through a lot. He's seen a lot. Um, but this is going to test him. There's no question. I'd say 14 more games to figure it out. Be excited to see if that's the case. A little bit of a new trend tone wants to talk about. Yeah, Troy. Um, I've been hearing a lot on the internet this year uh, as far as struggling offenses that they're in too much shotgun, uh, not enough under center. As a quarterback who thrived in the 90s, I just wanted to get your opinion on on the whole shotgun offense, uh, primarily shotgun offenses that are struggling. No, it's a it's a it's a good question, and I and I appreciate it. Um, I, I I was under center most of my career, and most quarterbacks were uh, during during my era. Uh, went to a little more shotgun later in my career. Of course, that's that's predominantly all we see now. A lot of it being influenced, of course, what's happening at the collegiate level. I've always thought that when I was playing, the NFL influenced what was happening at the collegiate game, uh, but it's reversed now. The college game is influencing what's happening in the NFL. Uh, but when you look at the teams, or at least in, this is my thoughts, and there's some that disagree with it, and that's fine. But the reason I like what Kyle Shanahan is doing so much is it really is, in a lot of ways, an old-school offense. And it's built around a, a power-running game, uh, the play-action game off of that. They still get out and spread people around, but it's it's creative in what they do. But as far as how they tie in the run game, uh, being under center, and, and the play-action game, I, I like what I like what that looks like. Now they've got good players, but you see it in some other places too. Cleveland, for instance, with Kevin Stefanski, it's it's what he has, it's what he has wanted to do, and it's what they're trying to do right now in a lot of ways here in Tampa Bay uh, with Dave Canales as the offensive coordinator. But I, I think it, the pendulum seems to be swinging back to that. Uh, but again, it's just what these guys are most accu- accustomed to and comfortable with coming into the NFL, there's a lot of quarterbacks who have never even been in a huddle uh, and called a play or taken a snap from under center also. So it is a bit of a change for a lot of these younger players. But I do like those teams that are under center more often than not and uh, tying it in with the play-action game and the run game. Yeah, it feels like there's a lot more running 
in football. You know, it's starting to change, and now everything's cyclical yeah. in the football game, it does yeah. feel like. Uh, before we let you go, Troy, what does the rest of the day look like down there in Tampa? Are you going to work out probably? Uh, what do you got for this? Uh, you know, I, I got that in this morning. I went on a long walk, and uh, I've got about 45 minutes here, and I'll be, uh, you know, heading over to the stadium, and we got an early kickoff. We're the first game of the doubleheader tonight, uh, and 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 really looking forward to it. Hopefully, we have a great uh, matchup. I think we do, and and it comes down to the wire as we always hope for. We can't wait to watch. We appreciate the hell out of your time. Enjoy this evening. And how is it? A thousand degrees. We were down in Tampa for like a year. It's not oh. bad. No, I think it's uh, it's not bad. I think it's high eighties. It's pretty good. It was hot right before I got into town on uh, Saturday. I guess it was, but. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really good night for football. Should be fantastic. I went on. I went on a walk. Uh, the the Eagles, uh, you know, their their fan base was re- well represented out on the streets, and and I may or may not have uh, been uh, given some colorful language by a few of them. You know, the, <laughs> these these Eagles still uh, they still have a hatred for the Cowboys, even even those that have been uh, out of the game as long as I have. Yeah, that's a wonderful thing, though. We got to keep that. Yeah, <laughs> we got to keep that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Hall of Famer, both in the booth and on the field, Troy Aikman. Thank hey, you, Troy. Great chatting with Troy. Yeah, he's the best. Wasn't it? Yeah. That was great chatting with Troy. Mm -hmm. That's our first time getting a chance. We didn't even bring up the eight bigger that he's selling right now. He is properly. Oh, yeah. He's been shredded for a long time. He acted like COVID when he got serious. He was jacked before COVID, too. Yeah, but right now, his Instagram is like a fitness one. You know what I mean? Like, he has, like, a fitness oh, yeah. Instagram right now. He's regiment. not messing around. Remember that regiment that came out during COVID where he's drinking, like, two gallons of water a day and he's walking at least three to five miles a day? Damn. It's absurd. He's got another 15, 20 years in a booth with Joe. Yeah. Yep. There's going to go oh, yeah. forever. And I'm thankful for that. They feel like they are just always. Yep. Always good. I mean? mm-hmm. People say Joe doesn't give enough energy or emotion because he's he's kind of bored. And I think he'd say the same thing as Al. It's like, I'm not going to give a no Exactly. No meaning, event, energy. Like, yes. I'm saving it, you know, for the whole <laughs> – I'm saving it for yeah. whenever it's needed. But those two are always on the same page. Joe getting out of his contract from Fox mm-hmm. to go to ESPN to keep that team together, we are very thankful for. Uh, there's some breaking news coming out of New England via Los Angeles. Uh-oh. Very fascinating stuff here with the development of an arrest warrant for Los Angeles Chargers secondary member J.C. – Jackson. Jackson, who was a healthy scratch this yep. weekend. If you do recall, he was a New England Patriot. Mm-hmm. Now he's to the Chargers. The Chargers give him a bunch of money. I think he's only played like five games or something like that. He's It's not worked out as a Charger. He was due in court for the gun charge, I believe, that he had where he was on probation on Friday. He did not appear, so now he has a warrant for his arrest mm. in Massachusetts. This is one of those ones I think for those of us that Dog the Bonnie Hunter is now currently yes. heading oh, no. To the Los Angeles Chargers facility. Uh-oh. You jump the courtroom, right? Because you, uh, you're you out on bail if you have it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not saying he was that, but out on bail. And then you got to show up at your court hearing is the big thing. You don't show up at your court hearing, you're a fugitive on a run. That's right. Mm-hmm. And that's what I guess is happening. Is that why they scratched him this past week? Yeah, that would that would make the most sense. I just don't understand why if if this was something that obviously wasn't new and that wasn't that hadn't come up before yet, did he not tell the Chargers that he had to like not be there Friday or seems like that or I mean, you can even do some of these here. Uh, you know, I've heard you could do these on Zoom. Look, yeah. you know, obviously masks oh, a long that? way from LA, but you could do these court hearings on Zoom when you're on probation and then or the Chargers- you could just Delay it until after the season if they know you're in the yeah. You know, depending on how that court system is. So then the Chargers found out that he missed his – hey, security guy for the Chargers mm-hmm. said, 
there's currently an active warrant for JC's uh, arrest right now. Mm-hmm. And they asked JC what happened. Oh, I missed the quartering. And they're like, all right. And that's why they, because that came out of nowhere, the healthy scratch. And they didn't really talk about it much. And, you know, I guess this would be the reason, AJ. I guess this would be the reason. Yeah, I guess were they worried? Hey, if you have if he has an active warrant out, they'll come get him at warmups or something. Is that is that oh. a real possibility? Could you imagine Dog the Bounty Hunter oh. running out there with Leland? Oh, come on, his paintball gun or his uh, in Minnesota? Pepper spray? Right, he's doing the he's doing the backpedal warm up thing that they do at DB, and he runs like this one time, and it's just dog boom. <laughs> Just dog yeah. hugs him. Picks him up. I'm trying to carries him off the field. Yep. Hey, bro. Sorry, bro. You want to see? You want to see, bro? Sorry, you missed a meeting. I was <laughs> brutal. We shouldn't laugh. This is the gun at the airport. No, no, that was Jack Jones. Those charges have been dropped. I think this stems back from two years ago, three years ago, when JC was still in New England. What was the charge? I believe it was possession. I don't think it was anything that was, you know, like. Dangerous yeah. per se. Mass Mass got some pretty pretty strict. Yeah, very very strict laws. laws when it comes to guns. So he just had a gun in the car. Was that an airport? It wasn't an airport gun. I don't. No, no. This was not the airport gun with the. No, bolt. I know that. Yeah, oh. I'm saying this is. Do we know he just had a gun on him that he wasn't supposed to have, or I, what was the charge? I'm not sure the specific charge from when this happened because he he hasn't been in New England for two years. Yeah, this came out of nowhere here. Yeah, yeah. I completely forgot about this happening until I read this tweet and was like, damn, this is still still which, going on two years later, still happening. Which is to his a- point. You can delay these. Yeah. I feel like in a court system. Yeah. With work. Long time. That's a long time. In the in the virtual thing, you would assume that someone who plays in the NFL, who travels a lot, who on a Friday is probably in Minnesota, they they'd be very accommodating to help that guy to make sure he can still be there. So what happens now? He's got to go to jail. He's got to go rebook, and then rebail. But then is he a flight risk because he missed his he one missed court it? hearing? Yeah, and what are the like terms of the probation if he does miss the court hearing? And are we just saying all the trigger words that we know about these types of things? <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yep. But not trigger of a gun, obviously. No, no, no. that would be insensitive. Exactly. Don't we don't do want to do that no. at all. That's pretty big news, though. Huge. That feels like that's pretty big news out of the entire thing. Paid him a lot. Yes, mm-hmm. and he a is lot. not really... going to be able to come after his money now, though, because you can say whatever. Can they? Can't they use? Oh, they can oh, yeah. use any kind of criminal things where they could say, "Hey, we don't have to owe you this big chunk of money." And they point. do. They owe him. I think it was four years, eighty-two. Conduct, conduct detrimental. Ooh. Pete Sampson uh, just reported on the X uh, app that NBC Sports got its largest regular season college football audience in thirty years wow. for Notre Dame Ohio State. It averaged ten and a half million viewers, ranking as NBC Sports' second most watched regular season college football game ever, behind Notre Dame FSU in 1993 that had 22 million hey. viewers. 1993, not a lot of options. Remember that? No, mm-hmm. not a lot of options. Not a lot of networks. Not a lot of things being televised. No offense to 1993, but there was a limited amount of options. And also that team, I assume, for Florida State had legends all over it in Notre Dame as well. Uh, $10.5 million for that. That makes sense with how that school was on Saturday morning yeah, and on yeah. Friday. That place was ready for football. And let me take this time to say this. I don't even remember a time in my life where I had somebody in it that wanted to wear khakis on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, I don't think I've ever been friends with somebody who wore khakis ever in my life. Not even acquaintance, ever. So to say that I don't understand Catholic school kids would be an understatement. I have never been around any of these fucking people ever. I've heard stories. I've obviously seen documentaries and all this stuff. But me and Catholic school kids, just not ever. That was never a thing. So going to Notre Dame, I was a bit, you know, 
weary of sure. what it was going to be like. I thought it was going to be old. I thought it was going to be decrepit because you think about some of these Catholic churches that are massive and no AC and hot as fuck and the pews have no no pads yep. and you're up and you're down. It's like miserable. It's like a part of the process is like, hey, yeah, it's tough to worship Jesus Christ here. Mm -hmm. That is how it is. So whenever we get there, and everything is brand new, yeah, state-of-the-art, beautiful. And then the crowd was the way it was and the way they were acting and how every human there loved football. Like, yeah. that was a football university. And then how they showed up for us and then how they showed up for game day. I was picking Ohio State halfway through game day. And then I looked around, I'm like, Can't do it. I have to fucking yeah. pick Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah. Like, with what they've done, I, I bravo to Notre Dame. Yeah. That place was much cooler and better than I could have ever imagined in my entire life. So I'm very, very thankful for them. And uh, I'm appreciative of the Notre Dame thing yeah. now. And I understand it a lot more, I think, than Jeez. I did previous to this weekend. That was awesome. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. It yeah. really was out there. It was incredible. Yeah, so, you know, I don't think, I mean, it's hard to have expectations whenever we go do the show somewhere on a Friday and because you just, you never know. And we had good turnouts at both Alabama and in Boulder. And even if it, even with it being in Indiana, you still just kind of never know. But like, the amount of people that showed up and the energy they had that entire show, like it, that really did feel like we were we were at game day. Yeah, it on was Friday. It was nuts. And then Saturday morning, it doubled. It was just like yeah. tripled. It was awesome. So thank you to Notre Dame for being Notre Dame. And I get it. Yes. And I and I get it now. Understand. I want to let you know that I could have never before. I'm judged a little bit. Sure. You know, and the Hawats that go to Catholic sure. school. How, how could you not? And everything like that. I do apologize. But I loved it, AJ. I genuinely did. And you, you know, got a chance to celebrate at the very end of that, saying, ha, Ohio versus the world. It's still us. Great game. Incredible atmosphere. And I think this propels Ohio State right into the conversation of being, you know, the general's number one, but obviously top three team. And I don't think Notre Dame takes that big of a hit with that loss to Ohio State, AJ. No, I don't think they, they should take that much of a hit. It was weird. It's a low-scoring game, but it was kind of a clean game. It looked like both defenses obviously played well. And then it comes down to the last play. Like, I see some of those videos coming from the stands on the last play from the Notre Dame side. It is, I mean, heartbreaking loss, obviously, how that happens at the end like that. Running play, if they don't get it, it's over. See you, Ty. Good luck, Tom. Oh, yeah, a little running play here for Ty as he was struggling to step over all the wires. Marcus Freeman, 10 players on the field, last two, two mm. plays. Tough. Yeah, I heard him explain that. Well, he didn't want to get the penalty for running another guy on. Like, how do you, what do you do there? But it's only a yard, so penalty would be half the distance. It would be about half yeah. a yard. I'd rather have 13 guys on the field for that yes. situation with no time left mm -hmm. than the less guy. But the play before was coming out of a timeout. They yeah. had 10 guys, too. That was – how's that happen? I mean, that's tough. That's on the – every staff, you know, kind of has a coach, usually an assistant defensive coach who are, who's responsible for the substitutions, different packages. And down there in the goal line, that's probably the most difficult area because, you know, you have that box on the sideline that you can't go past. We saw it in the uh, Seattle Patriots Super Bowl mm -hmm. when they kind of ran Malcolm Butler on for that goal, uh, goal line cornerback package, which was kind of a special package. So that's where you get caught usually in the red area. Things are going fast. He's probably not, he's obviously not going to throw his you know whatever coach is in charge of that under the bus, but that's tough, especially coming out of a a, a timeout with the game on the line. Boy, Kyle McCord throws that pick. See Toddy. Oh, you got to catch the ones they throw you. Got to. That was a minute left, and oh. I think you know as somebody that picked Notre Dame on game day, I would like my picks to be right. Now I also picked Rutgers. 
I mean, that was a tough one. It I mean, was early. Start, they look though. real good. I had yeah. to. Yeah. A big swing. You, you know had I mean? it. Took a, <laughs> had it early. I was watching. Worth the shot. Yeah, nah, not really. That's what I'm saying. It gets loud with those picks in there, you know, at the end. We'd like to get those right. And I do apologize to Michigan for not respecting, okay? I will never make that mistake again. <laughs> of course. Especially with Harbaugh coming back. Uh-huh. That's something normally I would just say, Harbaugh's back. He did drop that ball, though. I saw it, and I was like, ooh. Literally, there's. I mean, there's things I'm seeing. I'm like, wait a minute, that's football guts. That looks like that's football guts right there. And Shiano man doing his thing. Of course. So I do apologize. But me picking Notre Dame, and I love Ohio State. Had him in the college football playoff. I think I'm one of the biggest proponents of the state of Ohio, maybe in the country, maybe, maybe literally. So after I picked Notre Dame in the face of Ohio people, which I love mightily, have a lot of friends that are Ohio people. Yeah. I'm like, all right, Notre Dame's got to win this one. And then that pick goes right through that guy's hands. Yeah. And all of us who have ever watched football before mm -hmm. go, oh, uh -oh. the football gods are not going to yeah. like that. That is some, it seems like that happens every single time, doesn't it, AJ? It feels like that's an indicator right there. Something like that. Sometimes even like a missed extra point early on, we go, oh, that'll come back to get him. Yep. Like all those things kind of sit in the back of your mind. And obviously a drop pick that late in the game is just. Yeah, it's brutal. Always. And if, when you're on the field, somebody drops that pick when it's driving too many, you're like, shit. That was our chance. You just, just get a little bit of get off the field. Perfect Ooh. season for the Patriots. Oh, Everybody yeah. remember that Super Bowl? Like, Bengals, uh, Rams, Super Bowl happened there, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just like, it feels like the football <laughs> gods, they go, hey, we, we, huh? We tried. <laughs> well, Did we not? We tried. You chose to ruin it. So, with that being said, Last play of the game, we are just going to score a touchdown against 10 players. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. Oh. It's always like that. Uh, but I learned a lot about that Kyle McCord kid. Hey, he's a guy. That's the moxie. You like, I like to cut his jib. I mean, that last drive, man, he had multiple balls where he's thrown before the, the, the receiver's even out of his break, and he's in tight little windows. Like, it was very impressive. Fourth down, threw one on the money. Mm -hmm. yeah, Never felt like he was, you know, the moment was too big for him. Felt like it was his introduction to big-time ball. And also, it was his introduction to, is this guy a Heisman candidate? Whoa. Is Kyle McCord a Heisman candidate all of a sudden after week four or five, week zero, uh, whatever week we're currently in right now for college football? Um, you talked about earlier, speaking of gambling, uh, the some of the gamblers on the internet were not happy with Ryan Day because they thought the smart play would have been to kneel that extra point so they didn't have a chance of getting blocked and going mm. the other way so they could have tied it on a two-point block. Oh, Yeah, I was holding out hope as somebody who picked Notre Dame, no offense to Ohio State, as they were going to kick it, I'm like, Wait a minute. College has the same rule as the NFL, right? We block this. Yep. We take this back to the house. Yep. Oh, that would be awesome. If that was it. And then that ball goes right through the uprights. It was a perfect kick. And I'm like, <laughs> well, there she goes. And there's a cover all of a sudden. Yeah. There's a cover for Ohio State. AJ, Ohio State people know that this Ohio State team can now go win a natty because of that game? I think so. I think that, uh, you know, the last drive and how they finished it off gave everybody uh, a lot of hope, a lot of optimism, a lot of confidence, too, in this team. Yeah. Yeah. I, is it you? Yeah, no question. I mean, up until that last drive, I thought McCord, I'm like, all right, I know this dude can sling it. Can he do it when it truly matters? And then that drive, I felt like more just for him. I, I felt for him, it had to just solidify, okay, yeah, I can do this. Like, this is what I'm born to do. And he was talking shit. Yeah, like yeah. him after going over and yeah. standing up on the bench and like yelling at everybody in the crowd. And obviously, you know, he, he won it for their team. But the same with Notre Dame, like, Hartman, they've never had a Hartman where they're losing in a big game and they need a score and then they drive all the way down the field. It just stinks because Notre Dame blows at football and it'll always be Ohio State. No, I don't think that's the case. Yeah, I don't think Notre. I think Notre Dame still has a lot. You know, they're still independent definitely. football. There's still a lot of games where they'll be able to prove themselves. The hype around Notre Dame is always going to be 
there. Of course. Because they're on national TV. Yeah. This year, though, I think, I mean, they get that pick, they win. Mm -hmm. Ryan Day needs to leave town. Kyle McCord, not yep. a guy. Notre Dame with Sam Hartman's in the Heisman. Instead, now it's the complete opposite, yeah. which is college football is absurd. Speaking of absurd, we found ourselves in the middle of all of it yeah. when Coach Ryan Day immediately afterwards said, I, wa I wonder where Lou Holtz is. Huh. And like, I wonder if Lou Holtz is wondering the same thing. Join us now. One of the Lou's. That was a part of the two-Lou conversation that got brought up by Ryan Day immediately after the win. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Lou Holtz. Yeah, Coach. Hey, thank you very much for having me back, Pat. Um, first and foremost, listen, I don't know what the fuck happened, okay? I'm there at the start of the game. I'm with a lot of my former players, who just a lot of sweet boys who, who wanted to see Coach Lou. I wanted to see them as well. I watched the first half, Notre Dame. You know, they, they played pretty well. I mean, they hung in. And then I did what I always do. I flipped the channel over. I watched a little bit of Matlock, and I went to bed. <laughs> that's what I do every single night. It's kind of my routine. I love that, Andy Griffith. But that's besides the point. I wake up on Saturday morning, and I see Ryan Day taking fucking shots at good old sweet Coach Lou. It's bullshit. I mean, you go go back, watch the game. Was I wrong? What did I say? I said they get out physical. I, I said they get beat by Alabama what? and Georgia what? and Michigan twice. What? And Ryan Day's acting like some goddamn world beater. <laughs> it took him the entire fucking game, five seconds left, to, to, to beat Notre Dame, okay? And they did it with Notre Dame. Had ten guys on the field, two fucking plays in a row. Okay, so he can take his victory dance and, oh, I wonder where Coach Lou Holt is. Hey, listen, Ryan, I might not always know where I'm at, but guess what? People do know where I'm at at all times. I ain't fucking hard to find, pal. So if you want to come talk your shit and say anything and sit down with me, you come find me, okay? I'll be standing here right on Library Lawn in front of Touchdown Jesus. We can talk about things. But don't act like I'm some dipshit. Okay, like I'm some moron. Listen, I know Coach Lou's old, okay, but guess what? Coach Lou can still read, okay? I was on Twitter the following morning, and guess what? Ohio State fans were talking that sweet shit all night long, saying, hey, this Ryan Day's a big, dumb dipshit. This guy doesn't know how to call a football game, okay? They were ready to fire your ass 30 minutes into that fucking game, okay? You're lucky you won, son. You're lucky you won. And at the end of the day, Pat, AJ, all you guys know, if he doesn't beat Michigan, it doesn't fucking matter. Ohio State fans expect them to beat Notre Dame, okay? He's a much bigger game for Notre Dame than it was for Ohio State. But I just, I mean, Jesus Christ, I'm 86 years old. You want to pick a fucking fight with me? I was sleeping, for Christ's sake. Just let me be, okay? But if you want beef, <laughs> Come find me, okay? Because I got beef all night long like Fogo de Cow. All you can eat, Ryan. <laughs> all right. All right. Thanks, Coach. Anything else, Coach? Thanks, guys. Yeah, no, because I'm fine. They're going to be just fine, okay? <laughs> Sam Hartman still, I don't think his, his jersey, you know, it it wasn't that dirty. I said that was going to happen. Uh, you, you look back at it. Feel <laughs> basically, every... Shut your fucking mouth, AJ. <laughs> Show a little respect, will you? Okay? Basically, everything I said came true. So, yeah, Coach Lou may be getting old, but I think he still knows a thing or two about football. Go Irish and Ryan Day, like I said, hey, hey you, you want to throw hands, buddy. 
Come find me. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. Thank, thank you, coach. Like coach. Love you, Coach. Oh, He's right. Moose fired up. He's still over there. <laughs> I got beef like Fogo to Chow. All night. All night. <laughs> if you want it. I don't know where I am, but people know where I am. Always. <laughs> Man. Oh. I'm happy we got an answer. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I'm glad he still got the juice. For I didn't know if thing. he was going to go quietly into the night. Yeah. You know, it turns out he did not. How dare Coach Lou try to fire up Notre Dame on Friday and say things? Okay, so let's talk about it. Coach Lou Holtz pissed off Ryan Day. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Lee Corso <laughs> pissed off Ooh. head coach of Washington State and Ryan Leaf. That's 174 years of age, those two combined. Yes. Still got their fastball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still got their fastball. Paint in the black. They got Ryan Day's first thing is like, where's that old bastard? At? Yeah, right, right away. Now. And then the Washington State coach is like, Lee Corso's talking shit. Yeah. He's saying, I'm like, oh my God. Oh, holy shit. Coach Corso, what what did he say? And then he listened to it back. Coach Corso said, oh, the nobody wants us bowl because they're the pack too. It's like, yeah. I don't think that's. I don't think that's too out of pocket. Pretty true. I don't think it's too out of pocket. But anything used to motivate a team, I appreciate, I respect, I understand. And like I said earlier, as soon as I saw Ryan Day lose his mind, I said, I love Ryan Day. Yeah. I love that he took that little bit. That's like the Michael Jordan thing. You know what I mean? Just the Utah coach comes in and says, hope you have a great meal. And Michael Jordan's like, "Ah, (laughs) is that what you hope? Okay. And gets mad and goes and kills. I like that Ryan Day was able to do that. And welcome back from your poop tie. Thank you. Welcome back from your poop tie. That was a quick one. That was pretty good. You know, nothing crazy going on with the tummy today. So just, uh, hey, sometimes when duty calls, you got to go. Yep. Yeah, I concur. And I'm happy you're back. You missed a great conversation. Coach Lou Holtz joined us. Oh, God damn it. That would have been nice. He's one of your favorites. But I love whenever coaches utilize anything to motivate the boys, especially if it works. And and for Washington State, it worked. For Ohio State, it worked. And for Oregon, it worked. Yes. Oof. When Dan Lanning was like, this ain't for clicks. This is for wins. Yep. They Game isn't played in Hollywood. It's played on the grass. It's like, and then they released that video, which I personally don't uh, love. Unless Coach Lanning wanted that out, which a lot of people are saying he, he was had like. had to then, right? He had to be okay with them putting it out, right? Mm. There's no way they just release your pregame well, he obviously knew he was being filmed, but yeah. I would I would assume they asked the head coach before they put that out. You would assume, right? Yeah. So he wanted that out. Yes. Yeah. Which is wild. It's even cooler, on, honestly. It's almost like, yeah, no, I, I don't want to just say this to my team. I want mm-hmm. everyone to know this is how we operate in here, and we don't give a shit. Here's Coach Lanning talking to the Oregon Ducks right before their Colorado game this past weekend where they won by... 42 to 6. Yeah. 36 points. Whew. Damn. In a quite an amazing environment, Oregon. Here's Coach Dan Lanning talking to Bo Nix in his sixth year in a veteran crew that has five stars all over the place. Rooted in substance, not flash. Rooted in substance. Today, we talk with our pads. You talk with your helmet, right? Every moment. The Cinderella story is over, man. Right? They're fighting for clicks. We're fighting for wins. There's a difference. Right? There's a difference. Right? This game ain't going to be played in Hollywood. It's going to be played on the grass. Right? It's going to be played on the grass. Let's go. I mean, you hear the boys while he's talking going, yup, yup. You could tell that was his messaging all week because as a Pac-12 powerhouse they are, the conversation has just been about Colorado. They've trying to been building up the Bo uh, Nix-Heisman 
thing, and they're not even getting talked about at all. Dan pulled for that, uh, pulled from that. Obviously, it worked for him. Yeah. What are your thoughts on it, Darius? Don't don't have a problem with it at all. I saw a lot of people, you know, bitching and moaning about it, and they just, you know, have been, I guess, privy to a bunch of pregame speeches. I also didn't mind the him releasing it or them releasing it or whatever because the timing of it, you know, it, was, it came out while the game was already going. It's not like he gave this speech on Friday or Thursday for it to give the other team bulletin board material. Coaches, they're going to use all type of shit to get their teams ready to go. And if he felt like this was the right thing to do, I mean, obviously he had the team to go out there and back it up and get the boys, you know, fired up. But um, they went out there, they whooped their ass, you know. 36-point like win, absolute dismantling. And now Colorado has USC. We're going to find out Colorado's jib. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? We're going to find it out. It's a gauntlet for them, huh? Things really, were Oregon's good, man. Oregon was flying around. They were fast, they were physical. Like you yeah, they from from the jump, they were on it. And they had an edge to them the entire time, which I appreciate, which comes from I believe the way coach Lanning set the table and the tone all week against this Colorado team. That's getting all the headlines and I assume they believe they should be yep. getting over there in the Pac-12. And for anyone pissed, like he said at halftime like hey, we're just getting started. Like they they could have beat them, you know. They, they could have beat him by 80 if they wanted 42. to. Like he, mm-hmm. he really could have stepped on the gas and been like, "Hey, let's fucking embarrass these guys." And they did fake, a, a fake punt. They ran. They went for for two a couple of times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He also told in one of his interviews, he said, "I hope all those people that have been watching are watching right now." Yeah. Bingo. Just kind of like a message. Like I, I feel like he was speaking for a lot of people. I, I think Uncle uh, Unc on uh, Shannon talked about this on first take. He was like, "If you read the reaction on the internet to this Dan Lanning clip." It's almost like he was talking for a lot of people who are like, yeah, mm-hmm. he speak, yeah, I agree, yeah. Like a lot of people wanted to see this Colorado team fail. That's how a lot of things are going to be there at the top. I mean, that's basically everything oh, yeah. that is happening in the world. There is as many people rooting for as there is against, and you always got to kind of weigh that. But he was speaking for a lot of people, I think, is how people took that. And then whenever they go out and win, I think Lanning won over a – a lot of human yeah. beings uh, around college football with how he handled the entire thing. Yeah, great, great heel move too. Like you wanna, you wanna continue to play Colorado. You wanna t- continue to be in the biggest game of the week. Why don't you just make a rival out of Dion in Colorado? I don't know why more teams aren't doing it. Just because it, it really was one of those. Obviously, Notre Dame and Ohio State was a game, and Florida State, Clemson, and there were other good ones. But Colorado uh, versus Oregon was a massive like storyline the entire week. It was a great college football Saturday and a great NFL Sunday. Oh yeah. Before we get out of here, Ty asked Ty to, uh, hey Ty, what are uh, what are some headlines from yesterday's NFL Sunday slate that we need to know about that maybe we haven't covered as much today? Uh, so Houston, Jacksonville, big one, fullback running a kickback for a touchdown, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think he's the first 250 pound guy in the NFL to reach 20 plus miles an hour in like 15 plus years. That was incredible, and Houston might be better than everyone thought, and Jacksonville might, might be Fugues. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, Jacksonville might be Fugues, but in the second half, they look vastly different. Doug Peterson's calling plays. How about a fullback, though? Oh. Bobbling the kickoff, stiff-arming somebody. McManus got an angle. Kicker got an angle. Ah. Damn. So close. Andrew Beck, I believe Ooh. his name is. Look at this, dude. Missed tackles, too. 
a fullback taking a kick back to the house is absurd. Well, this mm-hmm. is just like when the offensive lineman for New England took that thing back like 60, 70 yards. It's like, how's nobody catch him? Well, if you got all everybody on the other side of the field mm-hmm. and you got a little bit of a wall and you can get the edge, you can take that thing to the house. This was a big deal in the turning point in this game. It was starting to get a little bit yeah. close. And then the Texans kind of pull away from this. Good for the Texans with the football gods on their side, A.J. Hawk. Yeah, C.J. Stroud played very well. And when obviously you have a fullback return for a touchdown, your chance of you winning uh, go up exponentially. But Doug Peterson, he didn't confirm that he took over play calling. Didn't he try to leave it to our – hey, you guys, you guys figured out. Yeah, but, I mean, Gumpy brought this up, I think, like two weeks ago. Uh, he was like, hey, Peter, Doug Peterson's not calling plays down there. And it was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't – after last year, yeah. you would think, let's yep. just – Let's do this. I continue. And instead, he handed it off the – why do they – just because they, they want to focus on other stuff? Is that what it is? That was weird, especially with the jump that Trevor Lawrence took yeah. in the second year. A lot of people were writing him off after the year with Urban. Then you get Doug Peterson in, who you – you know, is a grown-up, is a Super Bowl champion. And then uh, for you to pass, I think, to, to press Taylor off as a coordinator, and now you kind of take it back, which we assume – I mean – just call the place. I mean, yeah. if it's, it's why you're call, there. Yeah, yeah, that's why you're there. But added Ridley too. You can't go back and forth now, right? You can't yo-yo now. He's got to he's got to continue the rest of the year as the play caller, doesn't he? Yeah. Yes, should have. But like, I don't understand how it, it, this is not being confirmed. We're just assuming because of how they looked mm-hmm. versus how they have looked. You know, it's just kind of that's we all have so much respect for Doug Peterson that we just assume that oh, whenever it starts going good again, that must be Doug because that's why Doug got the job. I mean, that's why mm-hmm. he's in there. So I think Jacksonville Jaguars fans probably a little bit, wait, 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 what do we, <laughs> yeah. what do we mean? He's not. How we oh, Day ball, day ball too. Who did you say was calling it? Parks Frazier? No, Press Taylor. Watch your mouth. <laughs> Parks Frazier was forced to call plays as a 24-year-old last year for the Indianapolis Colts. Won his first game. He did win his first game. Yeah. From then on out, though, he made some interesting decisions, but that's because he was 15 years old mm-hmm. calling plays for the first time because he was the only human in the building yep. <laughs> that knew any of the plays. Worked mm-hmm. on offense. Those were good times. Those were terrible times. Colts are back, 2-1. and one. We're they in are. the lead in the AFC South. Awesome game yesterday. Is that in your little notes? Yes, it is. Uh, I know we've men- mentioned it. Gardner Minshew, just absolutely masterful. And Matt Gay, first ever player mm-hmm. in NFL history to make four field goals over 50 yards, including a game winner. In one game. Congratulations, Matt Gay. We paid him in the offseason. Uh, I think... A lot of us were like, whoa, okay, we're paying a kicker. All of a sudden, I didn't know that was a big deal for our team. And then all of a sudden, we go to Baltimore yesterday, and that guy kicks five field goals, four plus 50, Mm. and wins the game. Not even a question. And in this game, you know, Justin Tucker missed a 61-yarder that was right Mm. down the pipe, didn't have enough distance. Matt Gay had no problem. That thing's hitting a net right up through there. It was beautiful. I love this dude. I appreciate this guy. And he had a hell of a day yesterday. And Gardner Minshew is now undefeated as Indianapolis Colts starting quarterback. Look out. You're right. And with how it's looked with Anthony Richardson over the first two games, I feel like we're going to see a lot of Gardner <laughs> Minshew this year. Yeah. When's he coming back, D-Bud? Uh, we would assume this week. But, I mean, when, when Gardner goes out there and plays like that, I mean, honestly, you don't – there's no need to rush him back. First two games, he, he's been out, been knocked out of the game. So, why rush him back at this point? You know, in Florida, he missed a lot of games because of injury. I did not know that. I know. Yeah, I just looked into start. it. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah, I just looked into it. So Gardner's the QB of the future, rightfully so. So he came in and said, just like he did last year to Sirianni. Remember, he walked into Sirianni's office last year and he said, with his leather jacket on, I said, yeah. mm-hmm. what do I need to do to be a starter here? And Sirianni said, 
not possible. Yeah. yeah. And he said, all right. And he walked out. Mm -hmm. That was that that happened. Allegedly, that's what happened. Because he's had in his mind since Jacksonville for good reason. Mm -hmm. Whenever he plays, good things happen. Then he comes to Indianapolis. This is before we draft somebody. We signed Gardner Minshew. He knows Shane Steichen's offense because he was with him in Philadelphia. And the boys that I talked to at training camp that are on the team were like, hey, Gardner came in here and was like, this is my this is mm -hmm. This is my team. Yeah. Ooh. Like, hey, if I need to do this. Then they draft Anthony Richardson. Gardner understands the situation, but still very much feels like, hey, I can I can play valuable minutes here. Yep. And he has Absolutely. already proven to be a great signing. And the guy has the cut of what you want in a front man. <laughs> yes, he mm -hmm. does. And yes. if Gardner's the guy this year, hey, Gardner, let's go, baby. We're 2 and 1. Go Gardner's going to be around for a long time. You're going to have an NFL job for oh, yeah. a long time. But you drafted, you drafted Anthony Richardson overall. Shane Steichen, we know what he did with Jalen Hurts. This is this is that should be the future. That's the vision. But you know, in the league, you got to stay healthy. Availability is your best ability. Man, will he please stay healthy? Hopefully, I'm very worried. Me too. <laughs> he's played two games. He's been pulled out of two games because injury. And it's so fun to watch him in both games too. Highlights. Can you put more pads on? That's right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Does he have that helmet? He's and jujitsu. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely jujitsu. Okay. More pads. Anyways, what's another one? Hey, hey Anthony, get healthy. But also, Gardner, welcome to Don. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the king of the AFC South team, pal. Uh, already been mentioned, Denver and Miami. Everyone praising Mike McDaniel because, hey, guess what? They they took a knee, all right? They didn't actually go out and, and break the NFL record for points in the game. He did the classy thing. And then on the other side, uh, Sean Payton was ready to basically beat the shit out of every <laughs> media member for Denver He's, it, I mean, uh, we're early, obviously, but he's sick and tired already. Um, another one, Dallas, Arizona, the uh, Shots Explosives Bowl, pretty much, because Rondale Moore, the guy who was in the clip for, you know, Shots Explosives, pew, 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 he has a long touchdown. They obviously had fire in their gut. And uh, the Cowboys, boy, they looked flatter than hammered dog shit what? all day. They did not look good. You talk about when you drive out, when you run it over. Exactly. And it just kind of crushes, you know, because I got a dog that only poops on concrete. Right. So it's always right. on my driveway. Yep. So when I drive over it every once in a while, I'll park the car in the garage. I get out. What's mm. that smell? Oh, that's dog shit. Mm -hmm. Then you look out, and it's just flat. <laughs> it's flat. You're saying like that. That's how the Cowboys looked. Also, congratulations to Josh Dobbs as well. That was his first win as awesome. a starting quarterback. Way to go, Josh! Actual rocket scientist, AJ. Yep. Yeah. That's what they say. The guy picked up that offense quick. They're running. They're rolling. Mm -hmm. We'll stick with the uh, kind of poop here. Uh, the, the Buffalo Beals just oh. rained poop on Sam Howell all day. Now, not actual poop pipes bursting, but after one week of us – on this very show, I think it was actually one week ago today, looking at that Sam Howell touchdown where he threw down the middle mm -hmm. of the field against Denver and us hey. saying, hey, is Sam Howell going to lead the the commanders to a Super Bowl? He throws four picks, looks like absolute ugh, shit, um, you know, nine sacks. And Josh Allen's numbers weren't really gaudy. He didn't really fill out the, sh the stat sheet like crazy, but, boy, that Buffalo Beals defense mm -hmm. ate all day. Yeah, I like that the Buffalo Beals seemingly are back. This is a get-back game for the Beals, who also did it to the Raiders a week ago, I believe. Oh, yeah. Buffalo Beals are a wagon again, and we got to remember that. But they're staring down a Miami team in their division oh. that is also an absolute buzzsaw. Congrats to them. And Commanders, that's an interesting spot. The Commanders mm -hmm. are an interesting spot, AJ. They are. I mean, I wouldn't write Sam Howell off and the rest of the squad, though. I mean, he— what do you say? You got sacked nine times. Is that correct? Yes. yes. Nine. Getting hit all day. Obviously, it's going to be a tough day. Sometimes that happens as a quarterback. I don't. I wouldn't say I call Sam House. Is going to, he's, I think he's going to be okay. Yeah. Obviously, ebbs and flows here of the young career, but wet rainy too. He ain't scared. No, he ain't. You no. know what I mean? And that trait, you know, sometimes comes with a couple turnovers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The um, Josh Allen. 
Same deal. Also has that yeah. trade. Yeah. That's right. Matthew Stafford has that trade. Yeah. Brett Favre yeah. had that trade. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's some it's good because some of these throws are going to be absurd. But on the flip side, every once in a while, there's a defensive back who says, Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. They did that to Sam on Sunday. Yep. Uh Chargers Vikings, we already mentioned it's Staley gonna Staley. If you look at the kind of overreactions and everything, no one cares that the Chargers won. Absolutely <laughs> no one cares. They want Staley fired, they want him gone. Uh, Vikings choke again. Yep. They've lost seven fumbles already this year, and uh, they're saying on that last, uh, with seven seconds left in the red zone when Kirk throws that pick, the crowd noise was actually what, what took him down. A lot of crowd noise in the, you know, the Vikings fans were going crazy, and that kind of just derailed oh, yeah. the entire he, situation. He called that play. Couldn't hear the call. He yeah, couldn't, couldn't hear the yeah. call, right? Well, he should have spiked it to begin with, but, you know. Dude, what yeah. a pick, though. Yeah, yeah, great pick. Yeah, it was a great pick. How are he and O'Connell? Are he and O'Connell all right? I, watching quarterback, that, that was a weird relationship, but I don't know. Like, that's a great Yeah. That's a great pick. Great play. Uh, the relationship was weird. I thought game day, you know, the way Kevin O'Connell spoke and the way Kirk acted. Kirk's on his last year there. Kevin O'Connell obviously going to be around for a bit. 11-0 last year in one-score games. 0-3 to start this season, one-score games. And obviously had an opportunity here to do their thing with Brandon Staley put on the table, but... Mm. What a weird scene, dude. What a weird – Adam Schefter's talking about, you know, maybe a couple weeks, they go 0-5, 1-6. Maybe the Kirk Jeez. Cousins to the Jets for a one-year rental is real. And it's like, well, what's the Jets record by that? You know <laughs> what I mean? What, what is – so much conversation around it and chatter. Yeah, and Kirk Cousins, we know, like, it's a given he's not back next year, right? Like, this is last year of his deal. They're going to figure out and move on from him, right? Uh, 0-3 now, I assume this is not helping it. But if they had a good year this year – yeah. I think they would probably yeah. revisit. If they turned it around and went on a big run, then maybe, yeah. But still, what does that look? Yeah, I just wonder between he and O'Connell. I don't understand. I don't. It feels like because I know Kirk even said like I can kind of do whatever I want at the line, but I have to deal with the consequences. Like that was Kirk's quote after the game, and I'm just curious how his head coach feels about all that. Well, the consequences are probably head coach pissed, team pissed, yep. L on the board, right? Yep. And then now you got to deal with that. You think he's making him do up downs today? Oh, is that cute? Call your employees. All right, we lose. Hit! <laughs> no, he's going to make him come in on Tuesday. Chop him. Oh, oh, oh. No, that won't happen. That was interesting to me. I didn't think that should have been on quarterback. I thought that was bad business. <laughs> but um, a lot of teams are going to want Kirk services after this year, yes. regardless of how they Yeah, yeah, for sure. sure. Yeah, he's, he, I mean, he's a he's a good quarterback. And uh, Justin Jefferson goes out there and puts up ridiculous numbers yep. every week. Osborne, I mean, I would love to see the stats on crossing routes, just how many yards – Kirk Cousins throws them across some routes. But you got to be able to finish games and win games, especially in a big moment. Yeah, that Vikings team, fascinating. Fascinating because yeah. could have won every game. Every mm-hmm. week, yeah. Have lost everyone. What has changed from last year to this year is a new cast of characters. No Dalvin Cook, obviously a different this. I think their offensive line not great. So, you know, who knows what happens with the Vikings, but we will always be pro-Kirk. Absolutely. Good luck out there, Kirk. And also pro-Staley. Hey, go for a fourth and 40. Do what you got to do. That'd be sweet. That's good football. And Herbert, 40-47 is pretty good, too. Yeah, 403 yards. And he didn't even throw one of the touchdowns. Keenan Allen. Yes, he did. I mean, so they were able to do whatever they wanted against that Vikings defense. Brian Flores, what's going on? Who knows? What else we got, Ty? Yeah, the uh, we kind of just mentioned it. Jets and Patriots. Jets clearly aren't taking off anytime soon. Nice little play on words there. They absolutely stink. Also, more speculation that Mac Jones is a huge scumbag because he kicked Sauce Gardner in the penis as hard as he could or nutsack. So he did not kick him in the penis or the nutsack. Actually, a video has been posted from Sauce Gardner's Twitter account, which was in the group text. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sauce put this video out, said, hey, this is just so I don't get fined. Mac Jones actually, uh, if you go back to the beginning here, 
Mac Jones, you can see it. He ball taps sauce him. as yeah. he gets up. Hell yeah. Boom, oh, right there. there. We go. Why does he keep doing yeah, Why does Mac do that? Sack tap. He's going back. Yeah, it, it, I, we've seen Mac Jones do the foot to the balls whenever mm-hmm, he's sliding and mm-hmm. people are trying not to hit him. Mm-hmm. We've seen him do that on numerous occasions. Now he's getting up ball tapping Sauce Gardner. Yeah. I guess he's just a scumbag and loves it, but Sauce was going to fight him. He's going to do that one day, and it's going to get... There was a debate if it was a tap or more of a cupping Whoa. cusp oh. situation because normally on a tap, was it? you would react a little <laughs> more violently. Like It might hurt a little bit, so some people are suggesting that Mac actually grabbed a hold. But Sauce did walk off holding, so there was post-tap feels. Oh, yeah. There you go. I mean, Let's go back if he to went the top. Underhand, if he went underhand hold onto it, that's a, that's a bold. <laughs> or squeezed a nut would have hurt more. Yeah. 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 No, nah, he had to. More pain. That had to be outside of hand. Had to be outside of hand. Had to be, right? And his immediate reaction is to push a guy. Boom. Get the hell out of here. And he's going to go fight him. You touch my balls. Let that thing continue to play. (laughs) See, but if someone taps you, you're more likely to swing on them. And right here he walks, look. Holding his balls. If they cup you, you're more like, whoa, what, what are you doing, bro? Well, not necessarily, though, because one of Kevin Spacey's alleged victims said <laughs> that right. he squeezed his nuts so hard <laughs> yeah. that the guy felt like he was going to puke. It hurt so happen, bad. Yeah. So and it's possible either one. Jeez. That was alleged, and Kevin Spacey ended up being in Exonerated, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so just That's right. so we keep that. So we're just talking about different ways that hands end up with balls yeah. exactly. in public settings. But that appears to be classic backhand mm-hmm. to the yeah. balls. Good. Which is becoming a trend of... Of Mac Jones, just kind of his thing. Yeah, nothing wrong with it. I mean, I want my quarterback to hate the Jets as much as the New England Patriots hate the Jets. So good, sack tap him, grab his nutsack. If you grabbing his dong, grabbing his ass cheeks, I don't care what he's doing as long as he's pissing off the Jets. Cool with me. Mac did. He plays quarterback better. Uh, He played quarterback (laughs) enough to win. He's been damn near our best player. Mac did wipe his hands off the towel exactly after he did whatever he did. So I don't know if that means anything. Weather was bad, right? It was raining. Yeah, it was raining. <laughs> there was uncatalyzed paint all over the field as well. Yeah, the Jets, Those guys are covered in goose. That MetLife Stadium is certainly a shithole, it seems like. I mean, but all can't even paint the the end zone without it just footprints completely looking bush league yeah i mean new jersey's the worst state in the country i don't know why we're like, like surprised by what's going on in new jersey Matt life you can throw <laughs> i don't it know if that's true yeah it is true you, you can throw i it know a lot of good people from jersey yeah. really yeah. i know a lot of terrible people from jersey so those even each other out and then guess what i know more terrible people than you know good people well i don't know because i probably know some terrible people from the jersey boom <laughs> throw them in there too yeah but you know some good people from jersey for sure i know one one person yeah Jersey's a great state. I've had a great time. Chris Angel? Yeah. Weather's always bad. It is. Is Chris Angel from New Jersey? I don't know. I thought he was an East Coast guy, maybe. He's from the gods. He wasn't born on this planet. I agree with that. Well said. Probably true. He's from New York, Chris Angel. Okay. Okay. Not New Jersey. That whole footprint, though, off the Jets on the green looked like it was out of a movie of, like, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Brutal. The whole thing. Just amateur. You should have seen the guys, some, some of the jersey. I mean, Cole Strange was actually doused. Head to toe in paint because he, you know, pancakes someone on the logo. Cole Strange, what a dog. Cole Strange is a dog. He's actually struggled mightily this year. But did Bill give him the ball at all after what he did last week? No, no, no Cole Strange looks this week. They said they're going to save that kind of down the road mm-hmm. for when, you know, we're going to need one in the fourth. I did hear Bill Belichick spoke about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. This yes. is what Bill Belichick had to say about the touchdown that old Trav got to score in front of the billionaire icon that is Taylor Swift. Well, I would say that 
Travis Kelsey's had a lot. Kelsey's had a lot of big catches in his career. <laughs> this would be the biggest. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, yep. Loving him was red. <laughs> Super Bowl right. champion catches, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Bill was being sarcastic or not. Facetious? No, no, no. He's a Swifty. He, he. Yeah, because remember he said, yeah. oh, I yeah. saw her stand out there in the rain for three hours. She's pretty tough, man. Impressive. Yeah. And then I think he was probably showing her documentary. It's like, hey, wait till you hear about the work ethic of this lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And wait till you hear about the empire. Of this lady. And wait till you hear every stadium that she has sold out. Oh, every single stadium that has ever been built, she sells this thing out. I think Bill respects greatness. 100%. I think Bill respects greatness. I I actually do think that he's pumped for Travis Kelsey, and he's probably pumped for Taylor Swift, too. Get her into the NFL. Bring her in. Have her be part of the family. AJ, have we talked about this with you? I know we started uh, the first hour with it. This is great news that the Swifties are coming into football. I love that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be their team, too, because they're electrifying to watch. The NFL got better because Travis Kelsey is a fucking gentleman, A.J. Hawk. He's, he is the perfect guy for this, I feel like, too. For he, he and Taylor to be paired up, you're right. Like How many hundreds of millions of people are going to watch football now because of, because of this? Or some people at least check in on it and see what it's doing, and all of a sudden they say, oh, hey, this team that uh, Taylor's boyfriend is on is very, very good. They score a ton of points, and her boyfriend's awesome and catches touchdowns and dances and is fun. So it's a perfect like representation of fun, great football that they get to see. And he's going to be a gentleman. Yes. Because he's from the NFL and he's a football guy. Ohio okay. guy. Yeah. Okay, I don't know about the actors, the musicians, the influencers that she's been with in the past. Welcome to football. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got chivalry over here still. And that guy is going to be a goat when it's all said and done. She is as well. They're going to empower each other to be great. I think we would all say, though, Travis Kelsey doesn't have to take every single endorsement deal. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Wait, what did he do? Oh, he's on every commercial. He is. And there's a couple of them that there's people going, oh, come on. Yeah. You serious? Yep. Yeah, that's happening. Oh, the, you, mean, you mean the Utah give me two? No. Oh, I don't know if that's what – I don't know if that's the one. Uh, I think – yeah, it was. He, had, oh. he was weird. Oh, yeah, d- two things at once. Yep. Yeah, two yeah. Band-Aids at once. There's just no reason. There's a couple. You know what I mean? This guy's made 100 mil. Yeah. Listen, Chiefs, you need to pay him, okay, what he is rightfully due. Yeah, right. This is on you. Because he's taking these pay cuts, and he's trying to supplement that cash with other deals. He's got Chunky Soup. He's yeah. got State Farm. He's it got, in, Kelsey. Rake it in. He is raking it all in, mm-hmm. but boy, it seems like everyone that comes out... There's obviously a conversation about it. Aaron's not throwing the ball, I can tell you that. Yeah, he's, he, Aaron is Aaron is not nope. recruiting him to the Jets, I do not believe. Yeah, we know who's pounding the drum at the next Chiefs home game, though. Who's that? <laughs> Fauci, yeah. Thank you, Tony. I was going to say Oberman. Fauci would miss it if it's anything like that opening pitch. True. Ooh. Oh, come oh, on. Fourth down. Come on. Beautiful. Tell you what, though, wow. Trav was super pumped uh, after... He's never been that excited scoring a touchdown to go up 41 nothing. I don't think. Yeah, I think them still in was only yeah, yeah that was only the, for that moment. Yeah. purpose. When, uh, when I was a rookie, we played the Buffalo Bills last game of the year. And, uh, yeah, it, Patrick actually described that and said, yeah, that's not the play call. So he just kind of <laughs> yeah. ran around. Yeah, needed to get him thing. one. <laughs> we were playing the Buffalo Bills last game of the year. 
and we were resting our players for the playoff run. This is the year we could have won completely uh, undefeated. We chose to lose the last two games. But at the beginning of the Buffalo Bill game, there was a blizzard. There was a bunch of snow out there. Peyton had to do some things to get some record. Reggie had to do some things to get some record. Dallas Clark had to do some stuff to get some record. Some offensive linemen had to do some stuff to get some record. So they started the game, and they were actually drawing up like plays like in the huddle. Like, all right, Reggie, we'll line you up in the backfield here. You're going to be running back. We'll put Joseph Adai out there. A little swing. You need two completions to get like 100 on the season or something like that. Dallas needed like seven yards to get over 1,000 or something. So they're literally just drawing up. I feel like that's what the Chiefs did. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what they did on that drive. They're like, all right, we got to get, right? I mean, just get open. If we don't get his ass in the touch in the end zone, I mean, what are we? Good business. We're missing quite an opportunity yeah. here. And we, this Bears defense, right? We can kind of uh -huh. yeah. just do whatever. I mean, Roger might have. Roger might have radioed in. Like, hey, get Kelsey a touchdown. We know we need we need the reaction shot after he scores. <laughs> hey, uh, how's Pat's ankle? Good. Yeah, that's what I thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's in. Mm -hmm. Andy Reid's like, uh, I think we're nope. already up forty-one. And Roger's like, he's in. And also eighty-seven. Touchdown. Now. Yeah, need it. First drive. Need Absolutely need it. Not, I will kick you out of the fucking league. Yeah. Do you know how many people are watching this game right now <laughs> for Travis Kelsey? Imagine if there is actual audio of Roger Goodell going, Andy, get him the fucking ball. <laughs> yeah. You're on the, they were on the one like four times, and they were just handing that thing. Yeah. None of the trick plays to Travis Kelsey every single time. Mm -hmm. They're like, we're not wasting any of that. Andy Reid's like, I don't, I do not. We're here to score, Todd. I did not. We will run this thing in with some guy you've never heard of. Taylor's about to learn about a brand new player out this entire thing. It was, I'm happy they got him in the end zone, honestly. Mm -hmm. I'm very happy about that. Because is she going to the next game? Probably not. She's got to be busy. Not back yeah, on not. tour. She's got shows for the next two years, doesn't she? Is she in Europe? I assume she's in Europe right now. Yeah, yeah I thought she in Europe. finished her American tour. It's either in October or November where she'll start that. What, oh, Europe? Feel. So she's off. Oh, yeah. Be the next game. Oh. The timing's so perfect. Sunday night football, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Oh. Is she off until NFL? May, it looks like? Oh, no. I might be wearing a headset on the sidelines next week. <laughs> we never know. Should be. NFL be trying to figure it out with the, the, the Nickelodeon and the toys yep. all these other themes and shit. All you needed was Swift. All you needed is Swift. Mm -hmm. She's off, in, off until October 18th. Okay, so she'll be there the next three weeks. I mean... Take a nap in there, too, Taylor. We don't know you. Mm -hmm. True. Rest. But you are awesome. She's cleaning up the suite, too. People were showing videos of her towards the end of the game, throwing trash out. She gets it. Oh, she had chicken with uh, ketchup and ranch, yeah. I saw. Yep. Uh-huh. How about that's your life? That Travis Travis is about to learn a lot. Travis, very popular. Yes. Mm -hmm. Travis, very popular. With Patrick Mahomes, very face of the NFL. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very, very popular. Been at a lot of events. Been a part of the biggest documentary this offseason with quarterbacks. Yeah. Whole different ball game. Yeah. yeah. Taylor Swift, whole different ball game walking. You accidentally turn a corner and there's a camera and you look at it. Your every single step is about to be analyzed from front to back. Is this guy good enough for Taylor or not? Is what the Swifties are wondering. Yep. And he's the right guy. Can't can't reiterate it enough. Mm -mm. He's the right guy for this job. I don't want to get Bruce Brown. I was looking at the US tour, and that's October 18th, 2024. Her international tour starts November 9th. Oh, so she's got plenty. Two months. Oh, yeah. Two months. Holy hell. Yes. Also, Welcome to the NFL, Taylor. Love you. Also, I was told this onesie that Travis was wearing is actually called the 1981 or 89 onesie, whatever her album is. They renamed it after he was wearing this. It was something else on the website I saw oh. this morning, and they renamed it to yeah, like the 1989 uh, jumper or something. Taylor moves the needle everywhere. Mm, yeah, she does. She's her own NFL. Congrats to her. Yeah, she is. I do hope that at one point when she was sitting in that suite, she looked around. God damn. 
<laughs> a lot of fucking people in here. Yeah, yeah. And then it dawned on her. Somebody told her, hey, you, just you, all by yourself with your little thing, mm-hmm. sold this whole place out twice. Like, I hope there was a moment where she got to be like, oh, yeah, I'm a bad motherfucker. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, I, hope, I hope that happened. Because that's all I can think about her doing there. Because normally, you don't, she don't, I assume she doesn't get to sit in that perspective. No. You know what I mean? Especially NFL games. She's selling yeah. out all these NFL stadiums. I don't know how many NFL games she's going to. No offense. I don't keep up. I know she's been at one. We saw a lot of her. But her getting a chance to see it from that perspective about what she has done, I hope she took it in a little bit. Oh, yeah. It looked like she had a great time. There, I, I think it's kind of a done deal already. She's going to be there Sunday. They are in love. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, she's going to be there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a new power couple in town. Right. She shows up. They score an unlimited amount of points. Mm-hmm. So the Swifty Breeze has blessed the dynasty of the Kansas City Chiefs. Hard not to put them in there over the Dolphins, who just put up 70. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's go to some overreactions from around X this morning. Ty, great work on it. Hey, Ty. Ty, great work on that. You know, uh, put out the bird call. Said, hey, listen, it's another glorious overreaction Monday. Why don't you use the hashtag, I don't want to overreact, but, and let all your fandom feelings out. You will not be judged. You'll be celebrated. Ty, look through them all, and we have a great group. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for hashtag, I don't want to overreact, but, I don't want to overreact, but, okay, here we go. Ken Dorsey losing his mind. Obviously, that's not an overreaction. That was just a standard reaction to Amanda Cares. Here's maybe an overreaction from, uh, Mustachio who's a Cowboys fan. Hashtag, I don't want to react, but the Cowboys are dead. We fall for the hype after beating two awful teams and expect to just win every game. This is the real Cowboys team. The real question is, who goes oh. first, Dak or Big Mike? They were talking about an extension for Dak just a few weeks ago. And Big Mike. Big Mike, obviously, back in it. Guy's got his fastball call and plays again. Now Mustachio goes, which one of these fuckers is leaving so we can actually win? AJ, is this an overreaction or is this a proper reaction? I think this is a, a bit of an overreaction, but it's uh, – I think it's normal for the for the Dallas Cowboys. We crowned them the last couple of weeks. These guys are awesome. They're never going to lose. They lose to the Cardinals. Everyone says fire everybody. Get rid of the whole squad. So next week, if they win, we'll be back on the bandwagon. Trevon Diggs out late in the week. Debut. Mm-hmm. What did that mean for that defense? Because they didn't Big look deal. good either. Big deal. Big deal for them. Uh, they're top of the league in man coverage. So that's who they are. Man coverage. You bump out Deron Bland to the outside. It was some free uh, free hitters back there, but that wasn't the issue. It was they just got out physical. They got outplayed on both sides of the ball. And that that Mike McCarthy, that offense did not look Uh-oh. good. Receivers were getting beat up all day, and guys just weren't open. What? Sorry about it. Yeah. Running game looked good. <laughs> Sorry about it, Cowboys. Back pick. again. The Cowboys are dead. Yeah. Jeez Louise, Mustachio believes that. I'm not done with him yet. Michael Parsons had one big play, had a couple other pressures. He's still an alien. Their defensive line's still good. Dan Quinn, you know, he can coach himself. Losing digs on a Thursday or a Friday, that's tough. That's late in the week, right? So preparation already happened. You're already allotting for him to be there. And I think they got down inside the five twice and ended up with zero points. Obviously, Dak throws that pick with three minutes left. I mean, it's just – there's a lot of things. That was a bad pick. That was a bad, bad pick. But there's a lot of things that happen that if they go a different way, the Cowboys win that game, they sneak out, and we just kind of move on. Instead, we're talking about the Cardinals being signed. Good. Pew, pew, pew. Good for Coach yeah. Shannon. Let's go to another overreaction, shall we? Ryan Wedby at Ryan Wedby, spelled interestingly, so he got his own. That's nobody, nobody took Ryan Wedby. 
with how he spells his name. Yeah, no, that's a not unique you know I mean? Good for him. Hashtag, I don't want to overreact, but Brian Flores should be thrown in jail oh. for what he did to Tua. Dude is throwing multiple touchdowns with each hand. Absolute crime for trying to ruin Tua. And a shame for all of us missing out on this guy for two years. Oh, I didn't even think about taking the trip back in time. Yeah, whenever Tua was getting pulled during two-minute uh, <laughs> two situations and benched and put in and all the mental toughness stuff that they tried to put Tua through at the beginning of his career, I guess we should be looking at Brian Flores is a little bit more, huh, Gumpy? This show did stand firm with two of the whole time. I'd like to get ahead of that one. Yeah, how come? I feel like that gets forgotten sometimes. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And then also, I picked Oregon to beat Colorado, just if we're clearing things up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just so, you know what I mean? Because I was getting murdered by people. How about your Colorado pick? It was like, two weeks behind. Two weeks behind. I picked Oregon. Mm. Thank you very much. And then for Miami... I mean, we have no relationship with the Dolphins. That has been very clear today. At all. Because uh, we try to go through somebody else, you know. We try to have ESPN reach out to them. Mm -hmm. They pass clearly. Uh, we've been on Tua's side the entire time. I don't think Tua knows that, though. I think Tua, remember Tua canceled on us Radio at Row. Oh, yeah. Like four minutes beforehand, we saw him. He was there. He was actually at our set. Yeah. And then he canceled like four minutes beforehand. So I don't know if he's just told things and assumed stuff about us. But I feel like we have been a Tua bandwagon from the very beginning, and I love what he's doing. And I think he's going to be healthy, Gumby. I think he remains healthy this season. He put on, like, a lot of muscle. Like, people are acting like he got fat. Like, he is looking pretty good right let's now. Well, not, one person acting. Like let's not forget how much mana he got from getting that sleeve. Boom. To done to that, no one's okay. talking about hey, that enough. Great point. Sleeve looks sick. A lot it of mana. Sick. There's a lot of mana in that sleeve. He is literally a new man because of that thing. And I think he's only been hit twice. Right? Is that what it is? Two yeah. sacks? Mm -hmm. Two Zero sacks line. hit four times. The thing he said about McDaniel, too, and we talked about it, he said it's not the play calls. It's how fast they're getting into him now with McDaniel being in his second year here. He's, he's one of those guys that I think kind of stacks those chips, too. I think Sean Payton made a comment about him uh, being potentially replaced by Teddy Bridgewater either last year or before. Um, and he doesn't do a ton of media. I feel like I don't see him anywhere actually, outside of, like, the Dolphins press conference. Well, he did a bunch down there at Radio Row. He did, like, four shows. Yes, he did. So on us. Wait, yeah. we're on your side. Okay, you're a good player. I think the show before asked if he was worried about dying on the football field. I think that's what happened. Shook him a little bit? Yeah. Well, we would have had to ask the same question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're happy he didn't, though. All right, let's go to another overreaction. Uh, Torben Weber at Torben55. This guy was a great linebacker. Hashtag, I don't want to overreact, but, but maybe the Broncos traded for the Kevin James version of Sean oh, Payton whoa. and not the real one because starting 0-3 and giving up 70 to Miami after all the shit he talked about Hackett is peak comedy, A.J. Hawk. Is this Kevin James laughing out loud about the Broncos? I don't know about you, but I did see uh, pictures of Kevin James popping up all day uh -huh. Sunday. Big meme. Uh, during the game, after the game. Love it. I wonder how much uh, Sean Payton is aware of how much Kevin James has talked about because of him. That button down he was wearing with that hat. Oh, yeah. it's a perfect awesome. photo. It was all over the internet. Yes, uh -huh. it was. Cool. <laughs> Shout out to the internet, by the way. And there were some very creative photos. Yeah, some great ones. With the way they used that. Uh, yeah, it's not going well. The 70 on the defensive side of the ball. I don't know how Vance Joseph figures that one out, but Sean Payton probably had some stern conversations with the entire staff. Let's go to another overreaction. Uh, Max Gigantino. Mm -hmm. Gigantino. 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 Maximus Gigantino at Max Gigantino. One. Grazie. Hashtag I don't overreact. But, but the Jets season is over. 
The Wilson Hackett, Zach and Hack arranged marriage needs counseling. There are players ready to fight coaches on the sideline and dentures on the ground at MetLife. When this team wins six games this year, Salah's out. They think they're winning six. I like that. That's good, AJ. I mean, yeah, you got to have high hopes, I guess. That's what they're they're hoping for over there in New York. But you don't win. Everything is terrible. You, you lose games and you look like you don't have any hope, which the Jets don't look like they have much hope right now. Everyone's going to freak out and lose their mind. And then, of course, you have guys kind of arguing with coaches on the sidelines. That's just what happens when things – when you're losing games, man, like it's a, it's a snowball effect. It gets bigger and bigger and people just – people start freaking out. Every little problem is magnified. And then when you win – Every little problem still exists. Just who cares? Yeah. Who cares? We're not looking over there. Yeah, don't worry about it. Hey, this guy's still calling the same shitty place. Yeah, we're winning, though. Who cares? <laughs> but this, one of us made a play to win the game, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy <laughs> it is how really much winning just kind of covers things. The whole building. Like, yeah, we're still eating the same shitty food. Feels like this building not in on uh, trying to win, <laughs> but we're winning, so give us the shit food. Like, I'm not saying that happened with the Colts. I'm just saying, as a whole, a win is just a game changer. Mm-hmm. And some of these teams are desperate for a culture change. And all you need, all it takes is one win. And then one win hopefully leads to another. But then as soon as the loss comes, people forget that you even had a win. It is the most week-to-week business mm-hmm. in the history of businesses. And there's a lot of them that week-to-week have just been going more south. Mm-hmm. I got an overreaction tweet from Michael Cole this morning. Mm-hmm. He texted it to me. He didn't put it out. Okay. It was a lot of expletives. Oh, gee. Oh, and it was about Zach Wilson not being a guy that he wants to see on his football team ever again, which leads to, I think, Salah getting at least another year. Because if Aaron's going to come back, True. they'll at least want to see what Robert Salah's defense yeah. with Aaron Rodgers and Hackett. I think that kind of buys them another year, even though they're thinking maybe he's out. Yeah, I mean, you would hope so, especially Hackett, too. This is, I mean, looking like shaping up to be a rough couple years for old Nate Hackett. And we're only three oh, games course. in, D-Butt. Hey, we're only three games AJ. in we're talking about this. That's what's crazy. Yeah, that yeah. shit looks terrible. And like y'all said, that shit on the sideline, you see Garrett Wilson and I think Michael Carter. Michael like, Carter, You yeah. know, it happened on the Eagles sideline too, but they won the game. Nobody's talking about it. Like you said, everything just <laughs> get blown out. And then you're in the biggest media market in the world too. So. Well, that, and Andrew the Jets. Yeah, yeah. and they it's a much different situation because Aaron got hurt, but they are the same as the Bears. It's, it's been four months about how the Jets are running the Super Bowl. So even though, you know, an injury is different, it's not like they have the same team. As soon as that happens and expectations have been there for, you know, months that – they're not going to win five games. I'm sure that's pretty tough. That's why it's so loud, too. Yeah, it's uh, – hey, Aaron had a little different – I'm not saying it. What do you mean? I think there was a chance he was on some painkillers that first conversation. Yeah, oh. I think you might be right. I think there was still a little bit uh, – I think there was still a honeymoon. Oh, when, the very first time he came on? Yeah, where he's like, hey, After- I'm, I'm, you asked him, you can talk about this year, I'm going to put any timetables on, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> this week sounded like he was a little bit more <laughs> – in reality, yeah. you know, he started like talking about, I'm going to try to get as healthy as possible. I want to get back with the guys. I'm not going to say make any promises. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you know, it was a little bit different, a little different vibe as he got in there. Although he's saying it's going well. I didn't get the sense like, oh, this guy's going to be back by the end of the season. It was, this guy's back next year. Hopefully yeah. it's, that's what I, yeah. uh, that's what I, I can't wait for this week's conversation. If it's happening tomorrow or Friday or Thursday, we still have no idea, but like I am, <laughs> I am pretty excited to hear where he is at right now. Yeah. I mean, good chance he watched that Cowboys game and was like, well, am I going to bust my ass and come back and suit up when we're two and 14 for the last week of the season? I don't think so. <laughs> I'll see you guys next year. Yeah. They need him though. 
Jeez, yeah, Louise. Hackett needs him more than anybody. Yeah, bingo. Hackett needs him more Zach than Wilson. anybody right now. That defense would love him, too. The defense would oh, love him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's just go down the line. <laughs> yeah. Douglas would be bomb. Uh, yeah, Woody yeah. Johnson Calvin would be Cook, Garrett Wilson. Wilson. Fireman Ed would be. Uh-huh. I couldn't even tell oh, you. Michael Cole. Oh, my God. Cole. Gary V. Greeny. Well, Greeny definitely needs him, too. Gary V. Good call. Yeah. Greeny, definitely. All right. Well, we'll ask him whatever day. All right. Let's get to another overreaction, shall we? Joey Kennedy. Joey Kennedy the fourth. Nice. He's got Roman numerals. That's right. Is he a Kennedy? Yeah. Good question. Obviously. It appears. Yeah. He is. <laughs> the Kennedy Kennedy? Yeah. I think all of them are right. Same tree at some point. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I don't know. How does that work? Well, uh, you know, well, like if I run into it, like John McAfee. Mm-hmm. The virus yeah. scan guy. Mm-hmm. Somewhere, right? Uncle John? Somewhere. The, the poop through the uh, hammock, right? He did enjoy getting mm-hmm. a little smeared poop on his chest. Same guy. I think, him. I think if he only did that, it would be good. <laughs> yeah. It was true. everything else that he was potentially into as well. True. But like somewhere down the line, you would assume. Has to be. But also Ellis Island, right? He could have had a different, his ancestors. True. He just sounded like a McAfee. Oh, yeah, because they were just combining. They were just yeah. making them. Yeah. I forgot about that. We were pretty big assholes there at the beginning of this whole thing. Well, I mean, yeah. hey, they're we, I'm not talking about me. My people were still. No. Uh, they, it wasn't. The, yeah. They're the people. Well, in a helping hand. What's your name? Letting them in. Yeah, no, it's not. This is your new name. Get where, the fuck out of here. That's fine. Where are you from? Deutschland. <laughs> Germany. Fuck off. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> well, nobody in the world calls it that. Well, welcome to America. <laughs> Do you want to stay here or not? Yeah. See ya. What's your name? Smith. Sweet. Yep. All right. That's much easier. Next. All right. <laughs> welcome to America. What? I don't speak your... Yeah. Don't care. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. <laughs> I, like, I like that. Yeah. I mean, that's Me how, too. From the beginning, that's how America's been. Yeah. We'd like to let everybody know that we're happier here. Yeah. yeah. Happier here. And you're welcome. Let's go to another reaction here from Joey Kennedy, maybe a member of the Kennedy family. Yeah, probably Probably. On Hermson Shore. Uh, I don't want to overreact, but but would you put some respect on those killers flying around out in the desert with fire in their guts? Coaching staff is a huge upgrade. Feels different out here. Tank job is off. K1 and Booter are coming back, and these Cardinals are making the playoffs. Okay, Joey Kennedy, loving what he's seeing from the cards. Your thoughts, AJ? Yeah, I mean, this may be a bit of an overreaction coming off a good win that you got, but eh. I'm not going to say they're making the playoffs, but I think they're better than we thought they were. I got news for this guy. Dobbs is twice the quarterback that K1 is. He should not be rooting for that guy to come back. Dobbs does feel like he has really galvanized that team very quickly yeah. and playing very, for very sure. good football. I'm proud of him. You see all the places he used to play at mm-hmm. came out and celebrated him as well. That's sweet. I think he's beloved everywhere in the yeah. NFL. He's a guy. He, uh, he's a dude. He keeps those chains moving. Uh, they dial it up. He takes care of the ball. Big plays. Um, and just that team, you know, we are, we obviously gave Gannon a bunch of shit, which I think he deserved, and the Cardinals uh, PR people as well. But um, that that product that they put out on the field on Sundays, they they're competitive and they're physical, and that's what you want to be as a football team. Last overreaction here uh, from Cal fifteen underscore fifteen hashtag. I don't want to overreact, but, but the Jags are dead. People were blinded by one good half in the playoffs last year. Trevor Lawrence is years away from a top-tier quarterback. <laughs> oh. Their special teams is atrocious. Yeah, you let a fullback take one of the house. That's tough. Their defense is atrocious. Well, okay, uh, CJ might be a guy. The Colts are the best team in that division. Agreed. Okay. <laughs> Love what you said. I don't think we should rule the Jaguars dead yet because if Doug Peterson takes over to play calling again, we assume that Trevor Lawrence is going to mm-hmm. up his game and the Jaguars' offense is going to be better, and if the offense is better, the defense is better. It's just, I don't think we should rule him dead yet, especially if Doug's going to take over again. Yeah, I mean, I know it's overreaction Monday, but yeah, it's tough to 
to rule him out and say Trevor Lawrence isn't a top-tier guy, I'm not saying he's like he's Patrick Mahomes yet, but I'm saying the guy's an absolute stud and he's your franchise QB for the next 10 to 12 years. How come Doug Peterson wasn't calling plays this year? No what clue. the hell's going on? No clue. If I'm an offensive head coach, like, I mean, I'm calling plays. Like, that's <laughs> why I'm here. I got a young quarterback who was, you know, crowned as a sophomore in high school. I'm calling the plays with this guy. I got weapons. I got Ridley. I don't understand why. Maybe he's trying to set up, you know, Coach Taylor for a head coaching gig or something, but I'm calling the plays for Yeah, him. I'm not rolling Jacksonville dead yet, but I do appreciate your head, uh, where your head's at, Cal, because mm-hmm. Indianapolis is no fucking joke. Yeah. Play hard. <laughs> this goes in. Colts win. All right. Uh-huh. win. Universe still talking. Nice. All right, let's get the hell out of here. It's been a day. We heard from Coach Lou Holtz, obviously. Schefter broke some news. Dan Orlovsky said, let me rectify my statement and then said nothing. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. Yep. That happened about an hour yep. and a half ago. Yeah. yeah. What was that all about? If they get hit, if he gets in the right mental headspace, he's going to be good. If he's not broken mentally. Yep. If I he think, can be fit. That's always been the question. We know he has the physical tools. We've, exactly. we've seen that. Yeah, that's know everybody that. in the NFL. At his pro. Yeah. yeah. Trey Lance, too. Why can't you say guys stink? Well, nope. I think he feels bad. Mm-hmm. I think he feels bad. Like it's like me talking about a punter or a kicker. Like I feel like he he'll bury an offense coordinator though, like that. True, but also like when he's well, going through film and stuff like that, like you're ripping a guy anyway, even if you. Do- nice bonus ball. Bonus Bones. make ball. Whoa. Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Bonus ball. Bonus ball. Ooh. Oh. Let's also not forget that you know. Dano could be coaching one of these players someday. Yeah. He might have hitched yep. his damn wagon. To he's not, he's, he's not going to be with out. one of the OCs. Yeah, probably. but so many people buried him. Why doesn't he want to just bury others? Because he's a good guy. I don't know. Good Christian man. He is a good Christian man. I know he's not good. as Christian as all those Catholics we saw. That's true. Those Catholics were saying some words. Do you apologize oh, yeah. yet? I do not care. I didn't care for a second. Huh. It's very nice of you. Mm-hmm. Happy to hear that you haven't lost your fastball. Never. Because this show is supposed to be a big sellout show. Mm-hmm. How about Verizon? Speaking of sellout, shout out to fucking Verizon. <laughs> shout out. Hell yeah. So, so cool. Obviously, people have watched, and our show is just, yeah, we go 57 minutes the first hour, then we're 53 minutes the second hour, and then we just carry into YouTube, same exact thing. We're actually live now more now than we ever have been. For sure. Wow. You know, we're like more scheduled that now. That can't be true. No, yeah, it is. That's not what I was told. Well, yeah, of course. I was told. I was told. But I had to, like, stand I don't know. I feel like Jimmy Pitaro and Bob Iger and them understood immediately about what it could be and what it kind of had to be versus what their normal setup is for advertising and commercial breaks being every 10 minutes, 12 minutes, and everything like that. And uh, the fact that ESPN and Disney were like, yep, we'll do what you, yeah, we believe. We think you're right. We'll be able to get some people. And then Verizon to come on board and say, yep, we believe too. And then now what everybody's assuming is, you know, like I think there's a couple more coming. Mm -hmm. It's like we potentially change linear advertising as a whole, you know, Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. That's a pretty cool, pretty Pretty cool cool. thing. Pretty cool cool thing. You can actually talk. You don't have to interrupt and stop something every, like you said, 7, 10, 12 minutes. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah, but that's one of those things that was a part of all the – I'm really happy I'm no longer in that part of my life, you know, trying to explain why Mm -hmm. to all the different departments. Mm -hmm. 
And then Foss has to follow up with all the people that I've basically pretty much offended. Mm -hmm. Of course. And then he's got to clean it up on that side. And then we got another meeting about another meeting about what I'm not going to do and what I'm choosing not to do and what it can be and what it can't be. Like, pretty happy we're past that. But shout to ESPN, man. Yeah. Honestly, shout to the sales team, too. The sales team headed by uh, Rita and Lisa. Now, these two ladies are fucking dogs. Hell, yeah. Dude, they are... As soon as they, as soon as we got them on board, it was like, all right, here we go. Full green flag racing. And we appreciate it. And uh, Verizon pulling the trigger is a big deal. Mm -hmm. It really is. So appreciate them. A lot of money. Mm -hmm. Nice. <laughs> so let's make sure we're all buying Verizon stuff. Always. Marty, yeah. been always had the best service you. from day one. Yep. From day one, Verizon had the best always. service. Back in the day, you used to have to shop like, oh, Sprint, whatever. Verizon always was the one that had the best service. So I'm from Pittsburgh, Verizon big there. Mm -hmm. You're from Ohio, Verizon big there. I think there's some places where Verizon is like maybe second in some places, oh, okay. but I think they're growing. I think they're, they've only grown since then. Like, I think if you go to some places, they're not a Verizon town, mm. but I think with what Verizon has added now, I think they're fucking yeah. everywhere. They're putting that 5G ultra wideband in everywhere. I love Verizon. I've literally in the, they want to do a press release about it. And I'm not normally a person that does any press releases ever, but they asked for a quote. And I was like, very grateful for, for Verizon doing this and like believing and buying in. So I put a quote together about how I've been a Verizon customer since 2009. Mm -hmm. A lot of this business was founded on this phone right here. Yeah. Okay, right here. So Verizon has literally been like with me since the beginning of starting this entire thing. So now for them to be the first company to be like, yep, we're with you. Very, very very grateful for that. So shout out to Verizon. Shout out to everybody that watches. We don't know why. Tomorrow should be a big one. Is Aaron going to be on? Not <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. AJ, do you know? I don't know. We'll have to see what the uh, the the dolphin mating patterns are like. We'll see if we can get them in. <laughs> we have some breaking news before we get out of here. Seahawks safety Jamal Adams tells Jordan Schultz that he'll be making his return next Monday night, week four, against the Giants. Oh. All right. Sweet. Way to go, Schultz. Scoop, Schultz. Jamal Adams tore his quad in week one of last season, has not played since. Three time All Pro is a huge boost to the Seattle defense, says Jordan Schultz. He'll be back next week. That's big time breaking news. Yeah. There's also other breaking news about tonight's Monday Night Football game. The Cincinnati Bengals have activated a practice squad quarterback Ooh. to their main roster, which Schefter told us all eyes will be upon that move to tell us whether or not Joe Burrow is playing or not. Now, Jordan Schultz is saying that the Bengals plan to elevate quarterback Reed Sinnott off the practice squad for tonight's game versus the Rams. Could this mean that Burrow's still getting the start, but they're actually going to use the three-quarterback rule in this game and actually have three active quarterbacks? We are not 100% sure what is what. We know that Joe Burrow wants to play. Yeah. We assume Joe Burrow will play, mm -hmm. but them activating another quarterback is them saying, I don't, I don't think you yeah, that's what Schefter said. If they activate one, he said actually by 4 o'clock, too. So we're kind of... I don't think he plays. If, yeah. if that's real, what Schultz said, then no. So you're voting Joey Burrow not playing tonight? Strictly because of how it all played out and also the owner circling him in the thing. I yep. think he was mm -hmm. telling Joe that time, hey, man, we got to be smart. We're not going to rush pissed. You think Joe was told, hey, you're not playing? Yeah, that's why he got out while I was still moving and didn't say bye. Yeah, he didn't say bye. He did. Just paid well, he work. said, I'll see you at the restaurant. And then they caught up later, AJ. You know. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so that <laughs> changes restaurant. a lot. Huge. Yeah. Bengals favored by three. Still there. Still favored by three? Yeah. Mm. 
So technically, picking-wise, you can still get the Rams. Okay, so, AJ, let's make these picks. Uh, Shane Gillis went 11-4 and four or something like that over the weekend with his bonus bets. I think you went 10 and. Four. I went nine and four. We had a fucking hell of a weekend, boys. Hot forward. Hell of a weekend, boys. Hell of a weekend. Uh, pretty proud of us. But a lot of things can change here tonight, AJ. So, Darius, we'll let you go first here because there's a lot on the line yep. for the full weekend spread. rams Bengals three-point spread on ABC this evening. Who do you like? Give me the Rams straight up. Rams money line with Puka Nakua going into Cincinnati. Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald doing their thing. Darius likes the Rams plus 130 money line. AJ, who do you like? With Joey B maybe not playing. If he does play, hobbled a bit. I like the Rams at plus three. And, and Dan Orslovsky said Stafford's throwing the ball better than anybody in the NFL, didn't he? Yes, he did. Okay, I'll take the Los Angeles Rams plus three as well. Let's go to the next game here. This one starts at 7-15 on ESPN. Dan Orslovsky's calling this one. Bucks plus four and a half in Tampa. Tone Diggs. If you want the Bucks, there's five and a halfs out there too. Okay. There are four and a halfs, but there are also five and a halfs. Okay, there. so anywhere between four and a half to five and a half is where the line is. AJ, what do you like? I have a good feeling that you're probably going with Philly, so I will take Tampa Bay at plus five and a half. Plus six, did you say, Diggs? Five, five and a half. half. Jeez. Jeez. All right, give me the Bucks good at six move, and a half. That's good fine. Move. I know you're taking the Eagles. No. Uh, mm. Darius, what do you like? I'll go Eagles. I'll take Eagles. Uh, I am yes. slightly concerned about who plays inside um, – corner with Maddox being out. We'll see if Bradbury bumps in there. Godwin has been playing well outside and inside. But give me the Eagles. Okay, you got the Eagles minus four and a half. Yep. AJ's got the Bucks plus five and a half. Give me the Eagles minus four and a half just strictly because that's the only way I can gain. I was going to take the Bucks actually. So I was... I was going to do... I was taking the Eagles? Yes. Really? I, was, I literally thought you were taking the Eagles, so I was like... I made myself be okay with taking the Bucks, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And then you do this reverse <laughs> Jedi bullshit. I assume, the, I assume the opposite. I assume you're taking the Eagles, and I already had a good feeling about the Bucks, so I was like, here we go. All right, well, I'm happy to be on the Eagles. I'm going to let you know that. I had to convince myself to be on the Bucks. I'm happy I'm on the Eagles. I think they piece it together. So here we go. Uh, you're at the Bucks plus 5.5. I'm Eagles minus 4.5. We're both on the Rams, or all three of us are on the Rams, yep. plus 3 this evening with Joey Burrow's status in question. And then tomorrow, we're back with a big one. AJ, is a big one. I, I think we got uh, TJ on the show tomorrow. Oh, yes. What's another, that? Another two. Yeah, I don't know what his deal is. We got the graphic. Uh, he's getting there quickly. Now, Miles Garrett had, what, three and a half sacks or Yeah, something? he had three and a half. Three and a half sacks. So that was that, a crazy penalty I've never seen before yes, in the late game. Yeah, who, somebody brought up, uh, uh, Dan Orlovsky brought up, I think, Hey, we're not going to let this guy wreck the game. Mm-hmm. It's like Vrabel was like, Miles Garrett not wrecking the game. Wherever he goes, you two motherfuckers are going. And then Miles Garrett starts to catch on to that. And he's like, oh, is that right? Okay, is that right? We'll go in the play clock. You two dosy doing back and forth. Delay a game. How you doing? Keep it moving. What a play. Miles Garrett's playing 4D chess at the same time. And look how happy Schwartz is. Just loving life. How pumped is he that he's got a guy like Miles Garrett that's not only commanding that type of attention, but also understands that type of attention. And now I can fuck with it. I, I can I can actually fuck with this and affect the game. It's a beautiful thing what Cleveland's got cooking on that defensive side of the ball. 
Yeah, it is. You can see Schwartz laughing on the sidelines. Like his guys rally around him, and wherever he goes, like their defense is always going to be fast, physical. They're going to give you different looks, and I think the Browns' defense is having a lot of fun right now. Yeah, Miles Garrett just saying. Oh, I think these guys are distracting me. <laughs> like, you know how offenses run motion. Mm-hmm. Is this man or is this zone? That's what offenses do. And they're like, well, if you move somebody and they follow, that is man. If they don't, it's zone. Miles Garrett did a little check. He's like, oh, I, I'm in man coverage right now. I'm man coverage. <laughs> he goes in motion two times, three times. Tannehill has no idea what the hell is taking place. And there's a delay of game at the next level of football IQ. Good for him. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. DJ Watts, you see that graphic? Let's oh, yeah. go. At <laughs> Turner's T, he's filling in it. Yeah, oh, yeah. It it's over. He's getting it. What if What if Miles beats him, though? Then he doesn't get it because he doesn't set the record. Yeah. True. What if Ooh. they both crack 22 and a half, but they're like 24, 24 and a half? Oh, yeah, because yeah. it's for the it's for the NFL season sack yes. record. So if he Damn. doesn't get the sack record itself, he doesn't get it. So we could potentially let him know tomorrow that we are pulling very fiercely for Miles Garrett. Yeah. Right. TJ's at six. Miles is at four and a half. Daniel Hunter's actually at five. He's up there, too. Okay, let's go, Daniel. Here you go, Daniel. <laughs> Need you to keep getting a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. All right? We love charity. Oh, yeah. Love charity. Love it. You know what? One TJ. That's a lot of charity. That's a lot of charity. Mm-hmm. How about JJ not being the one that's yeah. getting the donation? That hurts. That was awesome. Oh, you hate the Pittsburgh Children's Hospital? Mm. Oh. Oh, oh, okay. Interesting. Oh, wow. Guess we don't want you. Oh, JJ, hero, huh? Oh, how about it? Mm. Going on retire. He's going into a Hall of Fame. What's that next weekend? Yeah, yeah. good luck. Coming. Who are they playing? Steelers. Mm. Wow. Hey, Steelers are the Hall of Fame game for wow. the Ring of Honor game? That's like a homecoming game. Well, wait, yeah, wait till Wow, see. Pittsburgh Steelers are the homecoming That's game. That's bold. Wait till you see what TJ does. Oh, yeah, because JJ's going in. Yeah, they want his brother there. I don't know if that's the right Both play. of them. <laughs> I don't know if they should have done that. I don't either, but yeah. I don't know if they, they should have done got Tunsil, right? Yeah, and then. I, yeah, that's uh, not I don't know side, if Titus Howard is TJ hurt. lines up on them. Hey, buddy, t- are they going to play turn down for what when TJ? Oh, no. no. What if TJ? Oh. What if TJ? Oh, he probably oh, yeah. What he, if he, he scoops? Oh, what if he scoops and scores? That like, place will implode if he does that. And jumps up on the bleachers and mm-hmm. does the full. <laughs> what if he punches himself in the nose to get the nose? Ooh. TJ needs to be JJ. He does. Yep. For the for the day. Mm-hmm. If you want to truly on we'll talk to him about it tomorrow. Okay. Give him 99. Oh. Yep. For sure. <laughs> and then swatting and then doing yes. the full. Yeah. Line him up at tight end. Yeah, oh, have him yeah. have him rap, remember the name before the game. Well, Canada, Canada would have no do idea what to do with him there, but yeah. 20% luck. 20% skill, 15.5% power and will, 7% joy, 15% pain, 120% reason to remember the name. What? That song was a banger. Yeah. Bars. Until then. Do you remember that song, Darius? Absolutely. Bars. Fort Minor? And you actually said that. Fort Minor. That's what they said yep. immediately afterwards. Mm-hmm. I can't believe Hard Knocks had JJ do that. Yeah, that was one of the worst moments on Hard Knocks in the history of Hard Knocks. I think JJ would say that, too, because he has talked about it before. All right, we'll ask DJ about it. All right, be a friend, tell a friend something nice. We got the Rams. I got the Eagles. He's got the Bucks. You got the? Eagles and the? Rams. 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 Let's have a night. We'll see you tomorrow. You are the best. Goodbye.